Hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector. Welcome back to the OCA Podcast. That's the Open Chest Anime Podcast with your host, the Anime Collector, and my co-host, Don Jobo Agi. Live from AWA in the New York Tower. And FDDNM. With connection issues. <laughs> and our co-host today, a guest host, we've got uh, Reese with us. Hello. All right, so um, I want to jump right in because uh, I don't want to take any time to talk about this, but last podcast I told you guys things have been kind of weird with my um, work situation and everything. Things are a lot worse uh, right now, so the, the least amount of time I spend on the podcast, the best for me because I can get work done uh, rather than doing this. Um, not that I don't love doing this. This is like the highlight of my two weeks here, but uh, let's go ahead and jump right in. So uh, opening discussions here. First of all, are the premier fan tickets available yet? No, they are not. Uh, ay, ay, ay. Sending me links now. What do you got here? <laughs> Why is After Effects open? <laughs> Hold on. Got to edit this podcast in live. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Reese. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, let me... Screen share. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mouse kept, I forgot I put the other monitor up here, so my mouse kept going off screen. There we go. All right. Boom. Okay. So, um, first things first, Augie wanted to discuss this. Apple is deleting bot films from iTunes account and don't expect a refund. Take it away, Augie. Okay. So, in that show, what happened? This person moved from Australia to another location. From that, Canada. Get, that was going to be the big reveal. Go later to Canada. Plot twist. And he wasn't able. Augie froze. <laughs> oh, I thought that was me again. Yeah, his uh, his region, their region locked. So, so the bottom line is that no, this didn't actually happen. No, Apple didn't delete that guy's movies. Here's what really happened. This article goes into uh, um, the fact that it was region locked. So he moved from Australia to Canada, and some of the movies he bought for from mm-hmm. iTunes while he was in Australia. Oh, were so the Australian locked. store content. Did yeah, they were up. they were locked to his region, and when he moved over to Canada, and and um, his account migrated, uh, those movies didn't come with him. Um, well, he should have so, just downloaded it and then put the files. Uh, right, just watch them. Right, that's what I. That's why I said when we talked about the Annie Uta uh, thing about how you should just buy your uh, buy your music from Amazon if you're going to buy it instead of instead of from iTunes where it has the DRM. In fact, the the creator of MP3 is discontinuing it uh, as a file format because you can't DRM it or whatever. Oh. Well, Google yeah. Play lets you at least download MP3s. Straight yeah, up. but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying you. There aren't ways around this, but these companies are so sick of people like pirating music or whatever, or not being locked into what they want you to be, like. They don't want you to share. You know. Well, they're so, they're take, They took their sweet time getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Augie, we can't hear you. If you can hear us, try to leave the call and come back. He already did that. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's hilarious. As soon as we started the actual podcast. 
that's too funny. Um, anyway, I guess Nothing the next, yeah, <laughs> I got an internal error from uh, the uh, the link you sent me, uh, Reese. I'm gonna have to do it myself. Oh, I appreciate. I, I, it's not that hard to, to get. I'll just yeah. It's just weird that it is it under pre-orders, hot pre-orders. See all. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll switch it to. I forgot to grab the uh, right stuff uh, link we always go over. So and high all adult. Yeah. DVD Blu-ray. Yep, I got it. I'll copy that. Okay. So next up in our discussion. Oh, I get an <laughs> That's weird. I get an internet uh, when I click on it too. Huh. Hello. Hey, did, is everything okay on your side? It's totally fine on our side. Okay, I'm trying to get back on, but for some reason. I'm live. I see myself, but well, I, yeah. all I see is Umar Chan. He actually and sounds better through your phone, Brad, than he did I before. Know. You could try to join the call through your phone if you want. Oh, I'll have the stuff available for that. Okay. Well, then your other option is to try to restart the computer you're on. I think we should just do it this way that we're currently doing it. <laughs> yeah, if you want, you can just stay on the on the phone. I've got a full battery. So, I put, it on, put me on speaker. Yeah, you're on speaker. Can you guys hear him okay? Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. It's funny. Yeah, All it's right. like he actually sounds better. And yeah, it's like, it's literally, it's coming out of my mic, out of my speakers on my Your phone, phone, back into my microphone. Well, yeah, I'm using my laptop yeah. keyboard mic. So, of course, it's gone down. Okay. Very quality, but essentially. So, uh, let's dub Emma a Victorian romance anime TV series. Season one. Take it away. What? Kickstarter. I know that, but I didn't finish the point. Okay. Finish the point then. (laughs) Okay. So pretty much this this story gives more power to studios to take, to release and take back whatever they want through the store, which technically it's legal, but really it's something that uh, shouldn't happen. But, if you, but what I fear is when something's only available just on digital and they take it away, leaving you no choice not to own it. Like with iTunes, it would be there. Which is- there and uh, if you would if you would go to the article I sent you through the the hangouts. Hang on one second. Let me grab it. I was adding the right stuff link. Fair enough. Okay. Okay, here we go. Minky Momo? Yes. Matthew. Now, what you see is uh, William, the William Reckler production to release Minky Momo, which will happen in a nutshell here. What happened is back when they released the first VHS, they had a whole bunch of work already done for this series, but we're able we're able we're not able to release this. Now, if you go on Amazon, type in Mickey Momo under a Prime Video search, you can see a whole library of this show. Granted, we're talking about iTunes, but since this is digitally, and I believe you can also download from Amazon. 
via similar to iTunes with this sort of deal, I believe. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is you have this huge archive, once again, a huge archive, and it'll be gone because of some other decision just out of the blue. Yeah. So, so if we can get most more of this on physical disc, it's going to probably be avoided. But. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's an argument to be made that everything should get a physical release. Um, it's just uh, if when you do physical release only, you can only like, there will be certain things that are just not going to sell well um, because it's just not their time for it, or they're just not ever going to be that popular. And it, it becomes non, it's not financially viable, like for the studios to, uh, uh, to actually bother to license certain shows. But if you can license them for dirt cheap and put them up, for streaming, then you know it's not as big of a deal. You know, like that, that doesn't cost them Ms. as much. Mashiko. Yeah, I get that part, but if you notice the advertising for a lot of these shows, they don't advertise. It's mostly word of mouth, which I'm still baffled by by that being the case. But with it being a popular niche, it can work out. Yeah, but that's what I wanted to say. Really, it's just. The situation's happening. It could happen far worse, but it should provide a bigger reason to draw, bigger reason or drive to buy physical if that's what the consumer would like, which that's what I want, but that might not be for everyone, which sounds like a crazy man now. So on the Kickstarter? All right, on the Kickstarter. Victorian Romance, Emma? Or Emma, a Victorian romance, as they've got it written here. Take it away, anybody who wants to talk about this. <laughs> well, I thought Augie was going to say how he put it. I'm kind of surprised that they choose oh. a novel not most have read or heard of before. I've already you owned this on that? DVD. You say that, but literally all the comments... F-O. I'm not sh- Augie, can you hear them? Because I, I've got them through uh, headphones. Oh, that's so true. Maybe, can you I hear, th- hear any of the podcast? Okay, so he can't hear it. So, so let's let Augie talk real quick. <laughs> okay. And then I'll have uh, to translate. This, I'll leave, so. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised that they decided to go with this one. I, I'm not surprised at all. This seemed like a very logical next step. Like everybody's like, Augie predicted this. I'm like, I, I didn't even. I didn't you yeah, did. I you did. It. You know, to your credit, you actually tweeted about it. You said it's going to be Emma, and it was Emma, right? But uh, I, I didn't think it was that huge of a leap to think that this is what it was going to be. You know, uh, because the Emma and Aria both were just put up uh, on Crunchyroll. Like so, it just it just seemed logical to me that that would be that that was their move. Um. So, anyway, that, that that's what I think about it. But uh, is there anything specific about the Kickstarter that you want to discuss? I think the lowest tier uh, for a Blu-ray was like fifty-five or something. Five for the early. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that bad? But I don't see a Blu-ray on here anymore. Like I mean, in the actual. Oh, in the description. Yeah. Okay. One second. 
Okay, here. 50. So yeah, fifty dollars. So and then for the actual, uh, like the one you're actually going to want to get, I think is a hundred. Or it's a hundred. Yeah, ninety-five for the early bird is for the um, chipboard box, the Kickstarter exclusive series box. So I haven't, I haven't looked through this. As I said, I've just been my last two weeks has been a living nightmare. But um, has this been similar to uh, Aria, where there's several seasons and they're gonna? Like, there's only two goal? seasons, twenty-four yeah. episodes That's total. What they have set up. I believe for this to be funded, it would be. I think uh, 110,000 yeah. and 180,000 yeah, for season two. season two. Does. How much did Aria end up bringing in? Do you guys remember? Hold on. I'll pull it up. Let's go all of Aria. Right here. It brought in $595,636. Yeah. So, but yeah. the thing is, though, that Aria, I feel like, is a little bit more um, popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Plus, so, they had the incentive of getting, like, that OVA that was never released over here. Yeah. But also, I, I do think that, that Emma's going to get uh, funded. Yeah. Um, and even to the even to the stretch goal, I think it will. Um, was it dubbed before? Oh no, it's called yeah, Let's Dub Emma, isn't it? Yeah. And right. China, yeah. which was a familiar dub for a lot of other people, would be the NISA or Nisa up. or Nisa America's release of Car Capture Soccer. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to guess that somebody watching the podcast just backed it because <laughs> the uh, the number just jumped up. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Um, um, also, for a brief bit about Aria, right now, before they release season two, you can still order the art book through mm-hmm. the Bagger, but once season two is out, they're going to stop that part. Okay. So just a heads up on Good that. Good to know. All right. Hold up, hold up. Before you go, should we do pickups or do you want to just wait for you, Augie? Pickups. Um, I only had four. Do you want to try to join the call one more time? Yeah, let me try. Okay, try that. While uh, I'll have uh, FDDM go, unless unless your connection's so bad, FDDM, that you can't go either. Uh, it's been pretty decent uh up till now. Yeah. Okay. So you want to you want to go first then? Sure. Uh, the quick thing I was going to say about Emma uh, before we realized Augie was disconnected from us completely um, was that literally every single comment I've heard about Emma on the Kickstarter and comments and everything is like, oh my god, I love that show. I love the manga. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't even really barely knew it had fans, which is why I was surprised that it was the Kickstarter because when I first saw it on Right Stuff for the first time, I'm like, this never heard of that but anyway so uh, starting with pickups let's start with my only manga which is tomo is a girl chan no tomo chan is a girl um i exclusively got this because i'm like wow that sound the synopsis sounds like it's trappy (laughs) yeah i was gonna gonna say you exclusively got that because you're into reverse traps (laughs) yeah and I read it all, and I was right with my hypothesis that I'd like it. 
Then we got Night Raid 1931 because right stuff was like, it's going, it's gone, blah, blah, blah. And it was only 10 bucks. And Sentai, I think, already ran out. So I'm like, yeah, Sentai sale's not coming in time. And then next we have Tanya the Evil, the show my friend loves. And I hated the first episode so much. But he says, yeah, that was a bad first episode. You have to watch from episode two. Did, did yeah, episode two is awesome. Did you put it in a. Uh, um... A sleeve, yes. A sleeve, yeah. Okay, what's gonna say? And that does come with a slipcover if you didn't notice that. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Oh no, no, I'm just telling. Like, because yeah. we had that discussion. Oh yeah, the are they discontinuing uh, slipcases? Then this one just came in. It's Fafner. It's DVD height. It's got the cancer like oh, uh, bison wolf top. top thing. Yeah. But Black-a-lead. it was in great condition when it arrived, so can't complain. I only got that because it was like kind of on sale on Amazon. I say sale loosely though, because it's not like oh ten dollars. Then we oh yeah, and I didn't want the save edition, so I got that. To- Tokyo ESP limited edition. Uh to add to the Funimation Limiteds. I only have like two or three left until I'm caught up, which is exciting. Nice. Then to complete, um, listen to me, girls. I am your father. I got the 18th and final light novel of the original series before they made the like after story, whatever light novel. And it came with the OVA DVD. So I technically have everything there is for listen to me, girls. I am your father, anime wise. So that's pretty nice. And then. We got Arrow Manga Sensei parts one and two, which I I was testing for quality to see if whatever how's how good's the quality and stuff on the Sandaplex release, and I ended up accidentally binging the whole thing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm all, so I'm already prepared for that podcast. Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if it will make it to that podcast. The way things are going, just for the record. Well, I'm extra prepared then. <laughs> um, then we got the out of stock, no game, no life, uh, limited edition that Reese mm-hmm. threw away. Um, and <laughs> the thing is, I pre-ordered it. Sold it. I froze. And like, am I? Am You're I back. frozen? <laughs> you okay, were. So this, I pre-ordered it on Amazon, and like all their other Sentai LEs, they were out of stock day one, despite me pre-ordering it. So I canceled the pre-order. And I saw some third-party sellers. I waited a few days for some reason, and I'm like, "Oh, no one's third-party selling it anymore." And then it came in stock when I checked it next. So I'm like, "Okay, since they actually have it in stock, I'll get it." <laughs> and then we got the anomaly. So you guys know the Hatalia limited editions of season three, four, and five, right? Do you guys know of season one and two limited editions? Yeah. I mean, Brad does because I mentioned it. How do you know about this, Reese? Where do you where do you find this mystical object? I, I, I assumed. You assumed. I mean, everyone would assume, right? But you can't yeah. find anything on it online. They, they have the same. They have the same UPC as the uh, the other release. Yeah, they have identical UPCs. You can't possibly look this up. So I'm glad that I stumbled upon it on Kijiji, which is like Canadian Craigslist. Nice. 
And I got the third one again because the first one I got was like all moldy and disgusting. <laughs> and then. Clear slide a cat out of a Fujoshi house. Hmm? <laughs> Clear slide a cat out of a house. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, then we got a tragedy here. We got Cromartie High School Art Box, which is... It's weird. It's like a really hard slip case. Because you see the like little lip on there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, you see that? You see how the filler box is creasing up? And then the box is creasing. <laughs> I don't know Ooh, if you can see that, that well. But... That's because yeah, there's the manga in there or whatever. Uh... Well, sure. But um, the, the thing is that the box is whew, got a nasty crease on it. I contacted the seller and we'll see what happens. It was actually pretty cheap. They're like seven bucks. It's mm-hmm. 20 shipping though. So we'll see if they'll refund the shipping a bit. Partially refund the shipping. Then we got the big boy. Got Gundam 00 uh, Ultra Edition. And like I anticipated, this is an amazing set. What do you get those and... bags anyway? I mean, this one is just the sleeve that came with the thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like if you, create, if you creatively cut it so that I, it... Yeah. I have I mean, a custom... I, I, didn't, I, didn't see the, I didn't see the front side of it was cut until afterwards. That's alright, but um, for my other sleeves, for the stuff like the Sentai Limited Editions, I, I have these comic book sleeves that I just modify that oh. I got. I'll have to make a video on the technique. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, if you look really closely, they did a really hack job. Uh, there he is. Shrink wrapping this year. The shrink wrap job looks like something I would do. So very professional. No, so really <laughs> amateur and kind of bad. But I don't blame them because they probably assembled these by hand like they did the Gundam Wing, so I don't blame them. Augie, I have just finished. Alright, so from this super happy fun time cell, which is a trade day from AWA, got two things for $5 or two things for a decent price. I didn't want the $5 to $8 rice. Hang on. Hang on. There you go. It was stuck on uh, Evan. Go ahead. Uh, give another 12. It is. Oh, Landa. The other thing you got for $5, which is. Yokana Maho. So, season one. One right here. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What's wrong, AC? That was that was Reese. I I didn't say anything about your butchering of that title. I was just re- I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Sorry. Sorry, Yagi. Kyokana Maho. Kara. Kyo Kara Mao. Oh, that's an R. Oh. Oh, well. Up next is uh, Go Time. Ooh. Followed by that is Tokyo ESP. Hey. <laughs> We're twins. Twin oh, you got that too. I got that today, yeah. Well. 
uh, any follow-ups before I head out, like uh, what I said for the the first topic and the second topic? Sorry, say that again. Are there any follow-ups to, to the, the first topic and second topic? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. So that unless there's another topic, well, what's next? Next oh. discussion-wise are the live-action news of Hell Girl and Blood Sea. I have a real quick thing to say that I forgot about is Tokyo ESP, I think, is actually like in the same universe as Ga-Ray Zero, which is partially the reason I wanted it as well. Just a quick tidbit. Isn't this the one that focused on trios? I know nothing about the show. I just know that you see the cast of Gare Zero walking on the street. Isn't this stuff. isn't this also the one that had like a Ghostbusters cameos? Once again, Look, guys, I, I have And Blood Sea's getting a, a live action movie too. <laughs> okay. Well, I got it last week. Funimation adds, that time I got reincarnated as a slime and double-decker and space battleship tiramisu's way to their fall simul-dub lineup. The slime one, my brother read the manga of, so, and he said it was good, so I was kind of surprised to see that there. And yeah, uh, well... You, Mild wait, expectations. You, you're surprised to see it there because it was good, or because... Well, no, it's because my brother reads so many... Uh, I don't want to say obscure manga, but manga that don't really have huge attention that I'm aware yeah. of. And then they all of a sudden get an anime when my brother's in the middle of talking about, oh, there's this manga called this that I'm it's reading. The, uh, it's the familial uh, podcast, Magic Dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Danny. I want to do address that moments hey. ago, but I couldn't. Um, and then moving on from here. By the way, Reese, did you want to say something about Double Decker? Uh, yeah, I was surprised that Formation got it, not Viz, considering Double Decker is a spinoff of Tiger and Bunny. Hmm. Oh. Well, it's probably well, for the better. This is for the... Oh, yes, I will dub this. Yeah, they probably license it. And then Tsunami expands by one more hour with a Boruto premiere on September 29th. Boruto. Oh, wait, that means it's getting a duck. Well, why wouldn't it get a dub? I mean, I'm not saying I'm surprised it's getting one. It's just I forgot that that's kind of a thing that needs to happen. <laughs> it's hey, been out for so long. So uh, I haven't watched Toonami in like 12 years, maybe. Probably more than that, actually. But, um, uh, it's got to be weird watching Dragon Ball Z. I love how... <laughs> Now wait for three shows, then get the Dragon Ball Super. Um, Attack on Titan? At, oh, 12 a.m. Okay, so this is the midnight uh, one. This is their night block, not their day this block. Is, yeah, this is at night, and I think the times are... I don't know if that's central or, or eastern. Uh, it's, um, it's, I think it's Pacific time, usually. For some reason, I think I think as broadcasting is usually done from over there. When I was growing up, I never had to recalculate the... The Times, personally. Well, there's Cartoon Network 1 and Cartoon Network 2. You probably had Cartoon Network yeah, 2. Like, 
regular Cartoon Cartoon Network and then Cartoon Network West or something. Like two hours. I've never even heard of Cartoon Network West. So anyway, the point is this is for their midnight, which is basically actually Adult Swim, right? Adult Swim's block. There's a weird thing with Toonami where where Toonami in Adult Swim became Toonami Midnight Run, and then it's, it's a weird thing. Anyway, I'm not going to waste time talking about it. Well, first right. was Midnight Run, then essentially became Adult Swim. All right. So theater release news. Um, they're going to air from beginning to end the full Yuri on Ice anime in U.S. theaters. Oh, God. So, I'm not surprised for it being screened, but I'm surprised that it's in a U.S. theater being screened. Because I've heard Red News articles about Girls and Panzer being screened very similar to like this in Japan, but not here. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. Let's Let's come back to this one. So I just want to put this up here. January 16th uh, is the date for uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, right? They're gonna really rush that dub of the TV series. Yeah, I really doubt it. <laughs> but um, I, I've got that in our thing now. Uh, and then Mirai and I. I want to eat your pancreas. Coco's in Modest Heroes films to premiere at LA's Animation is Film uh, Festival in October. So these are coming to LA in October, but uh, if you're not in LA, then don't bother. Um, And then Perfect Blue Anime Films' U.S. theatrical re-release earned $420,881. So let me... uh, You'll see that. That's not what I wanted. Hold on. Let me pull up our master document here so I can find our last article here. Because I had our so night is wa- uh, short. Walk on girl earned three hundred fifty thousand, and fireworks earned five hundred twenty-two thousand six hundred. So literally, how the th- this is because of your name being front and center in that stupid trailer that they got people to go see fireworks. Well, it wasn't on. The, it was always on the trailer, but also on the uh, movie poster. Oh. Right, but I'm I'm just saying like they got people to go see it because of that, and and they they swindled a lot more money than that movie was worth out of it. Was Perfect Blue rated R for the theater? It should have been, if it, it wasn't. Been, but I think it was not rated. Yeah, but um, was it was it was it rated R previously? I'm not sure. Like on the, uh, on the manga, the, in the on the manga release, I think it's not. I think it's I think it's rated like for adults or whatever, like mature, but I don't think it's rated R. Let me look it up. Uh, one Piece. Hold on. At Labor. Because if it was previously rated R, then it, that rating should have carried over. Like how Funimation wow. showings for the Cowboy Bebop movie were rated R as well. Yeah, there's no rating on on my DVD. It says unrated director's cut for mature audiences only. Contains graphic violence, nudity, adult language, adult situations, parental discretion advised. So yeah, it's not rated. So probably um, not rated then. I love yeah. how it's licensed anyway. by G Kids. <laughs> same same thing with Mind Game. That yeah. one should have been rated R as well. 
So um, the reason I waited for the discussion on Uranus is previously we were talking about um, we were talking about how uh, what do you call it? Um, we were talking about My Hero Academia, how that's gonna probably far exceed uh, fireworks, right? So, my question to you is, you're on ice. <laughs> How's that going to do? What do oh, you guys think? I don't know. You're going you're gonna to be sitting through 12 episodes. That's four and a half hours with no intermission. I would absolutely I, hate that. No, it's, it's one right. thing if it's like with your friend, but with a whole theater for four hours, with it's like... Fajoshis? A theater full of Fajoshis, yes. I want to do this so bad with my wife. Like, I want this to be how we go see it. Because number one, it's going to ruin the experience for my wife. <laughs> and number two, <laughs> it'll, be the, it'll be the greatest way to actually see this show and do a first impressions on Yuri on Ice by going to see all 12 episodes in one sitting. I mean, it uh, won't really be impressions if you see the whole thing. Yeah, it would because it'll be it'll be the my impressions of the series. I've never seen the series. Hmm. I mean, that so, kind of sounds like a fancy way of saying review, but I don't know. Well, a review is where you sit down and actually think about it and actually come up with, uh, like you know, an actual formulate thoughts on it. So you don't think is what you're saying is the difference? No, I'm saying the difference is that that when you first come out of a screening and your gut reaction to it is what you put into your first impressions versus your actual, uh, you know, sit down and analyze and and notice all you know the the sim symbolism and imagery and all that stuff, you know. So anyway, this is about uh, ice skating. Ice skaters love glitter. That might be all over the place in the movie theater. Okay, well, obviously, I won't be able to go to a twelve-episode screening when I've got a one-year-old that is going to need her mom. So, so it's probably not going to happen. He's one years old. October. Hold on. When is this going to? Um, October thirteenth. So October thirteenth, U.S. Okay. So my wife's birthday is October eighth. This like I, I want to see about doing this, but the thing is, like again, a whole room full of Vujoshis and bringing bringing my wife and and one year old. My wife is gonna have to leave the theater so many times, and we'd have to do the the first impressions with the one year old. You know, which what was your thoughts be, on that? Which could be great, could be terrible, depending on you know <laughs> time of uh, what time of day it's showing. Because she it may starts be... at noon. The one year old's right. It was horrible crying. No, I, 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 I cried the whole time. I don't know anybody out here that I would trust babysitting my kids? <laughs> oh, that's true. Actually, if it's in October, I have to bring my I have to bring my five year old too, and I definitely don't want him to be around a bunch of Fujoshis. So, duo, you want to go see uh, Yuri on Ice with me? Oh, going to be 12 episodes. <laughs> Augie sounds like Darth Vader because he's uh, using the the mic on his laptop. He sounds like the, the first couple episodes. Yeah, anyway, so uh, moving on from there, um, I've added the... Uh, I, I need to get an article or whatever for... Uh... <laughs> gonna <be> the... <laughs> My wife's going to be so mad if I watch it without her. <laughs> But that would be too funny not to do. Um, but uh, 
Um, I've added the, the, these are from the previous ones. I, I just left them up here because actually this one I should have removed because this one is already ended. Um, but yeah, these are still up here because they're, uh, yeah. they're still I, I, do, so, I just copy and paste them all. Are they going to screen yep. all 50 episodes of that new season? No, I don't know what that was about for the for sure online. So wise. I think it was like the first. That was like the Attack on Titan shine. Yeah. Anyway, continuing. Animation Studio Drop prepares to file for bankruptcy. Oh, I'm on the. <laughs> you know why? I'm on the. I'm on the, I'm on the old. Uh, I'm on the old podcast doc. That's why. Because <laughs> I, I I pulled it up for the. Uh, Let's just go through a second filter on this yeah. news from last. Bird, I pulled bird, it up for the, bird, bird. Yeah, that's why. That's why it was wrong. Okay, so these are all good. Um, yeah. Boy, the fan on your computer is loud, Augie. That was like sirens. You know it'd be true. Okay, so Girls Un Panzer's director uh, has a new TV anime called Koya no Kotobuki Hikotai, which is going to um, be similar to Girls Un Panzer, but all the weapons and stuff in it are going to be Japanese made rather than international. Um, so that should be interesting. By the way, I was going to show this a couple podcasts ago, but I forgot. Um, somebody made a chart. I saw it on our anime. It could have been, it could have been trolling. Could have been a joke. I, don't, I but it seemed it seemed plausible, where they took sizes of you know how they do like the different ships, like from like you know the Star Destroyer from Star Wars and the Death Star, and right, like scale them to show you relative size. Uh, apparently, the ship that the that has like the whole city on it and Girls in Panzer is like five times bigger than a Star Destroyer. There you go. Okay, now Gaina, which is the new name for Gainax, Helms really? Production, yeah, yep. formerly known as Gainax Fukushima, is now Gaina. So Gaina, Helms Production for Gunbuster 3 and Wings of One Amis. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's not. It's not. <laughs> There's no H in that in that katakana. It's one amis. Honey mice. Anyway, I call it Hanamis. I don't care. So, um, and also original TV anime Rescue Academia is now on track for 2021 release. So, I just feel like the the podcast magic's getting a little out of control, and it might be good for us to. Uh, <laughs> It might be good for us to take to take like you know a year off. <laughs> no. Anyway, well, well it's it's Mama's siphoning off of your it's siphoning it's siphoning off your own personal podcast magic. Yeah, well, I just I could use some magic in my real life that'll bring some some finances in. Um, uh, TV anime Baki Second Court uh, key visual features passionate hug by Baki and Kozue. Uh, this very much resembles like an American comic to me. Yeah, I can like, agree. It's, and it's funny because the artwork of Baki actually does look like this. Like it just it has this for like <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> anyway, still looking forward to watching it. Also, Predator X Baki campaign asks which character is strongest. Now, when I first saw this. When I first saw this picture, when I was going through the articles, I thought this is the dumbest thing ever. But then when I re- when I looked at it again, I'm like, you know what? Legitimately, I don't know who would win. 
So, and I, and I, I love this uh, this here. This is no matter who loses, we win. Because that, that's from the uh, Alien versus Predator trailer. Oh, yeah. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to manga. I guess Augie's going to hang out the whole podcast here. Uh, after Which manga, fine. I want to intervene with one more link and head out. Okay. So the first Dirty Pair novel in 11 years is slated for this year. Now, I'll let you guys talk about this first if you want to. Um, Why do you want to come out of retirement for this? Or give this show more, give it a breath of life again? I think the world is past Dirty Pair. I mean, I never watched it. I just I just don't think that um, I don't think that you could do Dirty Pair again. I think that the classics still hold up, but I just don't think that you could do a new like this is obviously a new uh, cutie a novel. honey. It's a novel, right? I'm just saying I don't think that you could. It's like saying, it's like hmm? saying the world's the world's tired of Double O Seven. Look how many I, I didn't say that at all. Time. I didn't say that at all. I just think that no, I think that, that, that Dirty Pair, that. Dirty Pair is a bit dated. Um, so unless th- if I'm basing this off of the cover here, that looks like it's maintaining the original Dirty Pair look um, and sort of like it's it's just a continuation. And it, to me, I'm just saying that I, I feel like if you were to try to like let's say in an anime sense, if you were to try to um, to continue Dirty Pair, like just pick up kind of where you left off. I, I don't think it would carry over very well. Uh, they're doing stuff with City Hunter, and that's about the same sort of premise, except futuristic and they get I into think, trouble. Uh, okay. I don't think you guys are getting what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm not going to bother. Are they just copying Slayers by being, I don't know, releasing a new novel after X amount of years? It, it's a common trend right now. It's not just Slayers. Yeah. And, now, fully modern, he would do that too. Card Captor, Clear Card Pro, or Clear Card. We've got uh, um, Dragon Ball Super. All these shows coming back. Sailor Moon Crystal. All these things coming back because the the modern no, stuff. Is actually getting anime. I'm just know. saying. Anyway, the yeah. Promised Neverland manga enters its final arc. Who shared this? Was this you, Reese, or are yes, you? I did. So, what do you, what do you have to say? I I mentioned that there's like. All this hype about this series and it's ending already. Oh right, right, right. That's like the yeah. anime. It's, no, a, no, it's no. unusual. The, the anime comes starts airing in January. Okay, so all the hype saying, about the anime and right. it's already ending. You had mentioned that it's, it's odd for Shonen Jump to no. for a Shonen Jump series to end this abruptly. It's as popular as it seemed to be ending. Right. Like it would like the well, end was already well, planned. Well, let's say this: it enters its final arc. That final arc in uh, in Dragon Ball Super is like 150 episodes long. <laughs> uh, 55 episodes. <laughs> well, it's freaking long compared yeah. to the other arc. So who knows? Maybe maybe this will be maybe this will be the arc where they finally find the One Piece. I um, only find it interesting because the anime hasn't even come out and it's almost finishing, which is actually a good thing because that means they'll yeah. probably adapt it fully. Like what they yeah. did with, with like what they did with the assassination classroom. And then here we've I got we've got my love story returns for a one-off manga, so that's nice. Well, the beginning promotion 
I want to play as him and Katamari Damashi. Just have them swapped out for the prince, just rolling around with stuff. Just with okay. that whole rainbow look going on there. Did you did you use that as the cover image for the document? I did back back in the day. Yeah. Podcast magic. Uh, Back to the Future manga by One Punch Man artist Yusuke Murata has been canceled. Um, and I'll I'll tell you why it was canceled because he accidentally cast um, Marty McFly and the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> also, why would you just retell the? Uh, it, it looks as though they're just retelling the story from. Like, uh, who'd want? I mean, honestly, who who wanted this? It's for the I best. I don't think anybody necessarily wanted it, but if you were a fan of uh, Back to the Future, you'd probably buy it and read it. Probably more like a test of skills this, or something. This creepily looks exactly like the character of the movie. Especially she danced like in Friday the 13th Part 4. I think it could have been fun, uh, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it not being done. Oh, yeah. Films writer Bob Gale would have supervised the series, now dropped it to rights issues. Okay, so that's why it's ended. Probably with Delorean. Uh, <laughs> manga author Naoki Urasawa kicks off new series in big comic spirits. So, whatever cool. it is, it's going to be good. Yeah, probably. And then this, I was pleased to hear and disappointed that I won't have the money to buy it. Uh, Dark Horse announces Berserk Deluxe and Berserk the Flame Dragon Knight. So That's right. The Deluxe Edition is going to be printed in Kentaro Miura's preferred 7-inch by 10-inch format. Um, and it's going to be hardcover. Oh. Is that yeah. Omnibus? Um, I don't know if it's going to be Omnibus. What did it say that? It better be so I can buy fewer of them. Because I was just discussing uh, this. this the initial collection will include the first three volumes. Oh, wow. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so the future volumes will ma- will match t- the, this. This is the best thing I've ever read ever. And future volumes will follow to match the look on bookshelves. Oh my Thank beautiful. you for caring, uh, Dark Horse. Shout out to Dark Horse for that. Yeah, shout out to Dark Horse for doing that and like dropping the ball on half a dozen different manga series. <laughs> hey, you pay the quality for Mark- for Dark Horse release. I pay for quality for Berserk. <laughs> um yeah, I only bought 10 volumes at stop because I'm like, okay, they're going to do Omnibus sometime. I better yeah, I just think hold I think I've got like 18 of them. And Lashansky is too far gone. He's got all of them. <laughs> so, um, Sony targets nostalgia with PlayStation Classic mini consoles. So, are they going to oh. sell disc like sm- those no, mini discs? No, no. It's, it- it's like the NES Classic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, pretty low games. And so I, okay, so that's pretty okay. It has like 20, 20 games on it. I, think. I just, I just can, find this dumb because you're buying the little console and you're going to get 20 or so games and you're limited to just that when on the PlayStation Store you can already buy some classic games. Yeah. And you can it, get it, the ones you want and it'll play it better. It seems like this, you could easily fit the entire library of games on like a you know 128 gig stick easy. Like a USB yeah. stick. Um, I have two issues with this bit of news. One, what are the rest of the 20 games? They only build a small amount. Two, are there going to be dual shot controllers? 
It's no. probably going to be the same, just like neutralized if they, they even do that. They aren't. They are not dual shock. I know. Oh, that's dual shock, but I'm not sell dual shock controllers for acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if they can make more money that way, they probably will. Yeah. Um. I want to know if if the thing is being designed so that your existing controllers will fit in the thing. Well, you can are... kind of see the slot there. It I know, might. but i i don't have a I don't have a good size reference for it. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's a little bit smaller than it used to be. So I just don't think it'll work. Yeah, that's what maybe, the maybe they'll make the new menus. Maybe they'll make the uh, adapters though. I still have my PlayStation One, so I don't need this. <laughs> but when you said DualShock, I thought you meant is it the PlayStation controller, as opposed to, are they giving you some generic yeah, cheapo the, brand? The, 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 the thumbsticks. That's what you're I, I know although, what you mean. Now. Although I would like to have, uh, so they like, I have a game for for PlayStation One called Tornico: The Last Hope. It's from the, uh, I think it's actually Torneco, but it's from uh, Dragon Dragon Quest line. It's like a spinoff game, and uh, that game has. Um, I have a scratch or something where every once in a while when you save it, you lose all your data. So I try to use the game genie on it and the, it loads so freaking slow on my PlayStation, but I, I'm realizing I wouldn't be able to use that on this actually because of the way it's set up. So, um, so yeah, anyway, I try to get myself back the, the major items I got using game genie. But anyway, automations loop on the third, the woman called Fujiko Mine, uh, anime license expires. So, I'm not terribly surprised about this. We speculated whether or not uh, this means Discotech will get it. I think it's still kind of... Um, I think Discotech will get it. But I think that it's it's kind of still too close to the original release for, um, for a re-release. You know, in terms of the fact yeah. that Funimation recently released the Classics version. Mm-hmm. Right? So they, they put it out again recently. And, and the limited edition of the original release was still widely available. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I just I don't I don't I I mean I think I think Discotech will eventually get it and I'm totally cool with Discotech being the company that gets loop on titles. Um mm-hmm. I just wish they dubbed more of them, you know. If uh, or when Discotech gets this title, I would say give it about 2 years that way they can try to run out the stock that they Yeah. Yeah, but see the thing is though that that if you release a a new product now and you right. do a great job with the with the design, and you release it for even cheaper than Funimation's willing to sell their stuff, then you can actually come out on top, and Funimation's stuck with all that stock that they can't sell, right? right. Um, whereas if you wait and Funimation sells out, then that's all those people who just bought it who don't want to rebuy it. So, yeah. update. Um, it was released back in 2016, the anime classics version. Mm-hmm. And on Amazon.ca, it turns out the classics version is like no longer available but the original still has prime like the non-classic standard okay. has prime for really? so that's kind of odd i think right stuff was all out of the standard original hey the limited is also in stock <laughs> had the classic before that anyway so moving on, Drifters anime gets 15th episode on a DVD bundled with the manga's 6th volume yeah, uh, which makes this interesting because uh, thirteen and fourteen were released on Blu-ray, and in episode fifteen was the manga. Yeah, the the and DVD and season yeah. two is on the way, which will be make it interesting on how Funimation will handle this. 
the the well, way that the way that uh, DVDs getting bundled, they don't do bundled with Blu-ray. They only do DVDs for those because they're yeah. cheaper. But I'm saying, like, like the licensing with with manga OVAs is different than just a straight up anime release. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I hope they do with it is hope a second season comes out and they give it the, is this a zombie treatment where they put the OVA as the first episode on the second season release? Reason I stayed after it was a title with because just like Attack on Titan, they may they might mm-hmm. release the manga with that. That but seems like a very exception. So searching Fujiko on uh on right stuff gets no results. Really? Yeah. I search Lupin, you'll probably get it. Yeah, Lupin gets results, but it's gonna be well, yeah, I know. But I mean you'll search let's see. Yeah, no, they don't have it. At least not under Lupin. Okay. Oh wow, they so removed we... all their listings. Yeah. That is weird. Uh, briefly, I see. Well, can you so click on the? Can I click on the what? After you finish your point, can you click on the link that I sent to the group chat? Just for, for reference from what was before, and then I'll head out. Okay, so the group chat link, there's nothing there. You mean you mean the Hangout chat? Hangout chat, yeah. Okay. Okay, so real quick, um, the uh, th- this changes things with... Um, the Fujiko Mine thing, because it's possible that the reason it's going out of print is actually, well, it's possible that in con- conjunction with it going out of print, uh, Funimation has to destroy their stock of it or whatever. Like that's possible that there's a, that something like that is on the table. So anyway, that's all I was going to say. So you want me to, you want me to screen share this link? Yeah, screen share the link. I'll make it a little bit then be done. Regarding the previous Winky Momo uh, article that a, I assume AC Books brought up, when that was brought up, only four of these titles were available. Now you scroll down, down AC, there's a lot more available than before. So either this is a new dub, or this is like a whole project that they had and just couldn't, like the article said, couldn't release it. So they might have had more work done on it. It's also well, worth noting that the audio is only in English. Correct. That's strange that they are having to do it this way instead of talking to discotech, but I'm not the top. So. Well, in in time, it'll probably in time because it was done here. It'll probably make its way to discotech. I hope so. Well, with that, everyone have a good night. Eat your Wheaties and enjoy your weekend. Okay. Have fun at AWA, man. Bye, Aki. Later, guys. All right. So, anything you guys want to talk about in the uh, pre-orders here? Okay, let's see. Samurai Warriors? This is the essentials. Yeah. Yeah. Samurai Warriors. And now go. 
Zestiria the X complete back, series. Oh yeah, back that. Up, back up, back up, back up, back up. This is the first Blu-ray release for Samurai Samurai Warriors. Shh, I was gonna get to that. Don't spoil. Sorry. <laughs> was moving on. Well, I I open it in a new tab. I'm gonna get oh, to it. I'm, oh, oh, I'm, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, sorry. Uruhara, anybody in this? I'll, I'll pull it up just so we can look at it. I just think it has a fancy uh, color to the header. Okay, do any of these want to be talked about? Uh, you chat? Can put on banners and crests of the stars. Konohana Kitan is just a blind buy on my part because Tokyo Pop uh, licensed the manga as like their first actual manga they licensed in years. Is this Essentials? Uh, is this also the first release of Cheer Boys? No. no. Okay, I've never Ooh, seen it. On did you want to try? <laughs> is this the uh, complete collection one? No. This is, this is the sixth one. Gosh, yeah. why is everyone spoiling everything today? <laughs> God, I, I hate how Viz is releasing like Sun and Moon on DVD. You could easily put the Blu-ray out. There's HD Master, HD Masters yeah. for sure. Whoa, when did these bundle things come out? Um, these are a, a right stuff sale thing where yeah. they were doing a My Hero Academia weekend or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't notice that when I was going through pre-orders. I guess they added them recently. Um, Level Suit Gundam Unicorn. Did we already talk about that last podcast? This is the uh, import, but we can. Yeah, I'll pop it open. I don't remember seeing this mind game Blu-ray. They um, added. It, they actually added that on like the day the release date, and they didn't have any oh, in okay. stock. Okay, so these. So we're into the in stock. We're stuff already now. back. Uh, yeah. You're you're on sort oh, by relevance. Whoa. You're in How is by, this? You're in sort I'm by in... relevance, not by date. I was gonna say, how is King? Uh, how is that? Because I, I've I, I've owned that movie for over a year. Yeah. That... Well, go. Let's restart. <laughs> Season one, part two. Here are the Aria ones that yeah. are in stock. Oh, so Open Princess Principle. <laughs> Why are the Aria ones in stock? I don't know. Are they going to be Wait, shipping what? these to me? Okay, that has to be an error. Yeah, that has right, to be. Let's an error. see. We've already dubbed the third season and OVAs. We forgot to tell you guys. But they won't be out till next year. Is No, I'm pretty sure we went over Zabungle and all the other yeah, we did. But they're all out of order because Anime Gatteries isn't there. No, it's probably because last week I didn't sort by, by new. That's probably why. Last no, I've been stocking these uh, pre-orders. I don't know. All right. So, what gripes do we have? I, I'm displeased. No, no, it's not a gripe. It's the fact that this is the first time it's been on Blu-ray because they only had a DVD only. Okay, one. so they did have it, and they dumped it into the essentials. Well, yeah, that would be my gripe with it is that there's I, a Blu-ray and it's stuck in the stupid double band essentials. Now, now, hold on. I I thought of something the other day that occurred to me. Um, what if these are reversible covers? I haven't yeah. bought any of these. I don't but care. I've, I've heard that they are. I've heard that they are. Okay, because if they are, I'll be at least okay with having that in my collection. I know yeah. you're like rabid against anything that you have to reverse, though. Yeah, but well, for I me, just, anyway, I just don't. I just don't think it's a smart decision on Funimation's behalf because it's like this is the cover that you're selling it with. It doesn't matter that it's reversible. It hurts your business if you're going to do something dumb like this. I mean, yeah. sure. 
but obviously it's not going to deter everybody. But... Edition. At least the spine oh, looks normal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so do you want me, do you guys want to say anything more about this or that I'm going to pre order because it's so cheap and it's the first time it's been on Blu-ray and I want to have an essential for myself so I can test the flippability. Right. All right. And then Tales of Zestiria, the X Complete Series Blu-ray. I think Reese was so... going to say what I was going to say. Go for it. I wasn't going to say anything about this one. You weren't? Okay. I thought you no. said to open it. Oh, well, I have oh. something to say. Is that me who bought the limited edition season one, I have yet to get to season two because it's not a limited edition. Yep. And then this comes out. So it's like, what? If someone... What, if a, this what becomes... a slap to the nuts, right? I mean, in a way, I realized afterwards, you know what? It's still like 10 bucks cheaper to get the second season, but say the second season went out of print and this becomes the cheapest option. That'll suck because it'll be like, oh, here's season one and season uh, complete. Uh, okay, that's nice. It, like, if only they had a reversible cover that was like season two only, but there's no way they'd do that. Well, I mean, yeah, this, a- is, this is what happened is there's a limited edition for season, oh, one. season one, right? And then season two is standard. It's actually, it's actually, well, yeah. And then season two is just this. Yeah. Like Berserk, Mocking Pete. And season one non-limited edition looks like this, except for the colors are reversed, right? So it's black instead of white, right? So this looks like cancer in my collection. And now they're, yeah. So way to, way to ruin this. Kind of like the Full Metal Alchemist sets. One is red and one is black. Uh, I mean, they'd look fine on their own, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's too contrasty. Lance says uh, he just bought the Seven Deadly Sins Blu-ray digital, and it ha- is very plain packaging, but it's almost half price. He said he just checked it, and it does have a reversible cover, but it's different art, almost poster-like. Um, so we're talking about the essentials. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about we're talking about the essentials He's line. He's got the same thing, though, because it's classic. Is so it? it's going to double. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think that Seven Deadly Sins one is a class. Like, I it think is that's just a regular yeah. one. Just take a look at it. Sure? I don't think we'll that was a classic now. one. Yeah, none of us think these are classic because they mislabeled. No, no, no. I didn't think it was in the classic line. Oh wait, I guess it isn't. Never mind. Uh, I remember we were saying, "Oh, this is cancer," but I think the cancer was the he's lack of. He's talking about this one. It still, has, but it still has a banner. He's talking about he's talking about the double the double yeah. banner thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I mixed up the cancer. I thought that this cancer was the the uh, it wasn't the lack of slipcase thing, which is what we yeah. were talking about before. Yeah, I'll just say I'm not going to buy any of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out and wait till Funimation gets their head out of their ass, um, or Sony or whoever is pushing this decision, um, because of the fact that. Uh, like they're not doing slip covers anymore, which I'm I'm okay with not doing I, slip covers, but this is cancer. Like I think they're still doing slip covers, but only on the combo packs. See this right here? Because you can't have that combo pack on the banner on the it's not on the actual case saying just uh, saying that it's Blu-ray a combo pack. Plus a DVD. Ooh. That's all you need. Yeah, but this you is a real you don't need, oh. you don't need this don't shit know. up here too. Okay, you don't need this Blu-ray plus digital HD, especially if it's actually Blu-ray plus DVD. Yeah. 
Wait, so which Lance, one is it? Lance, if this is the one you have, can you confirm for us whether or not it actually has any DVDs? <laughs> I think it's digital because... It would have to be a double-wide case. DVD. It says plus right here. D- yeah. Blu-ray plus DVD. Yeah, video. does that does that have the logo on the find as well? <laughs> oh, question, Lance. Is the Does it have a header on the other side as well? Oh, yeah. Do you mean header as in this thing? Does the red banner go all the way around? Yeah, does it have a header on the reverse on the side? Back? On the on the reverse side, he said it's like a poster. So it's like it's like what it's like the original so way of no no. He, he's talking about the back. Does does the orange thing carry around all the way to the back? Oh, he, is that what he's trying to say? No, you're. We're both translating what he's saying, and 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 we're talking about two different things. Um, it would be good to know. If the orange goes all the way onto the back too and doesn't say anything, you know, on the back, um, because it, it doesn't need to be on the back. The reason you put it over here on 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 any other set is because it goes all the way around. I guess on the Steinsgate movie it says Blu-ray plus DVD combo pack on it, but um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, I just DVD and no hardware, no DVDs, only digital. So, but it actually says plus DVD on the spine like this, or is this like a incomplete artwork? Anyway, I'm gonna look at some of these other ones. Ways I think Lance answered my question. <laughs> no header on reverse. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys are asking about the back. Yeah, well, it's a separate question now. I know, but you got you both were asking your question, and he answered mine. <laughs> yeah. Which is what's going to happen. There's a delay. I'm not surprised. <laughs> anyway, so... I don't know. I feel like this is a short series just because it has a different header color for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the secret to uh, Funimation. And it looks like it's a slipcover, but it probably this doesn't is, have a This has uh, Crunchyroll's logo on the spine, too. That's like half of them. Um, I want to get that just because it looks kind of neat. I mean, just uh, the I'm, colors on it. I'm a little, I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive about the fact that they look like they've got snorkels attached to their eyes. I mean, I, I'm not saying it will be a good show by any means. I it's like probably, it's, it's probably an antenna for her Google Glass. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, those, so. those, those sure caught on, didn't they? <laughs> Now, Breast of the Stars Crash. to begin with. Um, you know they didn't they didn't go uh, the what was that show again? The Angel Links route by making it bright Blu-ray blue. Mm-hmm. It's a dark blue. I think it's an appropriate color because it kind of goes with the rest of the picture. But like we've been saying before, it's not necessary for a header because it's a DVD. But because we're stuck with the header, I think it could have been a lot worse. And um, some clarifications for the discussions we were having on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Crest of the Stars is, what is it? Is it 12 episodes? And then on this, and this one includes Passage of the Stars. Which is a prequel episode. Okay, yes. Which, which hasn't yet gotten a release over here. No, it was on Bandai's Banner of the Stars 2 release. Okay, so then I, sense because I it's a prequel as reset. Yeah. And yeah. Banners of the Stars includes episodes 1 to 12 of the first one, 
episodes one to ten of the second one and the new OVA special. No, Banner of the Stars three, which is, which two is the unreleased one. I watched three was the one that was not released over which, here. Which yet. one comes first? It must be Crest of the Stars. That it's Crest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've watched this. Um, I was so bored the entire time. I've heard some watch- things that might lead us. I mean, lead to that conclusion. Yeah. I didn't Lance, watch Banner Lance of the Stars. Looked all yet. over the case and no mention of DVD. Anywhere. Okay, that's good I, to know. I find so, it interesting that. Um, I find it interesting that it's like a 30-ish episode series. I never knew that before. Um, yeah. 13 plus 10. 10. So 23 plus... The two obvious. 2. Yeah. That's 13. Okay. 37? 39. 39. Whoops. Okay. Oh, yeah. And a quick mention to the fact that it seems that Funimation was focusing on the Blu-ray mastered releases that they had for Bondi Rescues. And we're seeing at the end, the tail end of catching up, that they have the DVD-only ones, like Angel Link's Winchunder Robin and now Crescent Banner of the Stars. Why uh, even re-release those if you're not going to upgrade them? They were probably trying to wait as they, long as they possibly they must have been could unable for, to, for a Blu-ray release. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like that... You could... Basically, I think what you're about to say is something like, they already had a DVD out, so this isn't really... I don't no, know. I just... Uh, of the things that they got, it just seems like... I, I feel like they've shot themselves in the foot for what could have been a much bigger deal. Especially Crest and Banner of the Stars, even though I think the show is incredibly overrated. Um, if you had announced for the first time on Blu-ray, that would have people would have bought it just for the fact that the show looks like some, it looks like a bigger deal than it is mm. when you look at the covers of it and stuff. It looks like a classic. It's from the year two thousand. It looks like a classic. Um, it looks like something that you it's you know. Yeah, it, it, but I, I personally don't think that it is. But but it, it gives off. It has this weird aura about it that it comes off that way, right? So right. if you had, if you were going to release that, and you were like, it, let's say that a year from now they get um, Blu-ray masters and stuff, the the release of the Blu-rays won't be as effective a year from now, especially if people actually, if if it's on Funimation now or whatever, and people watch it. And then they realize it's actually not super spectacular. You know, I mean, I haven't watched Banner of the Stars. Maybe it gets really good, but Crest of the Stars, I, I really did nothing for me, you know? So, um, I don't think they can just force Blu ray, though, because I know, to- but I'm just saying if they had waited, if they had, if they had waited, uh, and done a, um, a Blu ray rather than doing a DVD and then maybe down the line doing a Blu ray, I think that the Blu ray release would have been more effective and probably would have brought in more money. Um, I mean, they, for that they particular might, one. might not even get masters in the future ever. We- I doubt. I doubt they won't. I, th- I think another company is going to now. I think probably Discotech will eventually get, um, or something, but uh, Witch Hunter Robin is another show. Angel Links, not so much. The the saving grace of Angel Links is that it's um, tied to Outlaw Stars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot going for it, you know. So, but but Witch Hunter Robin nostalgia factor. Um, 
even though that show is also pretty slow. I mean, it's, it's not a show you watch to enjoy the way you watch other shows, but, um, but because it's got a nostalgia factor to it and people watched it when they were in middle school or high school, um, when it was on Toonami and whatnot, they, uh, they would pick it up on Blu-ray, you know? Anyway, Digimon Adventure Try Future Blu-ray DVD. So this is, I, I stopped collecting these. Um, I, I wish I had stopped a long time ago, actually. Um, but uh, I'm really hyped because this is obviously, this is the final chapter. So I'll be able to binge it all. And then I know that I found out that they're making a complete collection that they confirmed and announced. So I'm kind of yeah. annoyed, but I'm also so do you, happy do to you double think it's, for Digimon. Who released this Shout Factory? Yep. Are they related to Flatiron Filmworks? Do we know? They're related to some like, other company, G Kids. No, I feel like Augie's always claiming that they're related to Eleven Arts. Own... Eleven Arts. Yeah, because so, they're um, always releasing Eleven Arts crap. I'm I'm wondering if they are going to release it with an art box that holds the ones they've already released. Yeah, I'm or... looking forward to seeing what they do with it because. Either they're going to pull a Hosoda collection, it'll be a digipack with all six, or it's going to yeah. be they take all six of the individual releases and put a sleeve on it, like seasons. Yeah, but, one. If, but if they do that, do you think they're going to do a sleeve for the DVD set and a sleeve for the Blu ray set, or do you think they're just going to do No, they're probably the going to do just combo. They haven't done a combo for any of them yet. No, they're all combo. Look. To Digimon Adventure Try Blu-ray see. DVD. <laughs> isn't, there a, isn't there a DVD version of it? There, there are DVD yep. only There's ones. There's a single but, DVD version and then they come back right. But if they do combo pack, then they please everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm disappointed in myself for starting this purchase of this show uh, or this thing with uh, the Blu-ray DVD combo. Because if I had gotten DVDs instead, um, they would fit the same height as the rest of my Digimon collection. Yeah, but then the future Digimons are also probably going to be obsolete. Well, by the time DVD is obsolete, you'll then you'll have obsolete. to start something. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, Sooner or later. Here's the DVD version I was talking about. Okay. Now, um, a quick little fact. If you pay attention to the artwork, you'll notice the lightning bolt on Omnimon's head. So he's a different archetype. I want to say he's the ex-antibody version because of his shoulder pad, the gray shield being... Like, it has corners and edges. But the lightning bolt, I don't think that's part of the X-antibody, so it's a different type. Anyway. Hold on. I, let, me, let me click on it. You can say that again. You're talking about this lightning bolt? Yeah. The Harry Potter you're talking, scar. You're talking about the shoulder pad being red? It's got or, angles. It's angular instead oh, okay. of round. That's, right. I, you don't know as much about all no, this stuff, I, right? I mean, I, I like Digimon, but it's been years and years and years since I've watched it. Well, I'm no, it, this was never it. in the shows. They never mentioned an- X-Antibody okay. and stuff. Well, I'm just saying that I don't even know this Digimon. Like Omnimon? I'm sure I've seen him before in... In uh, the movie? In the movie. But yeah. it's like, I, I wouldn't... I don't I don't know the design well enough to be able to pick out the things yeah. you're picking out, is what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to switch it back off of me, and we will go to... So what is Ernst and Celestine? This must be like a, a Western thing with Nick Offerman. That's been out for years. What you... Yeah, well, I, it came up during our original. Uh, I think it's like a, uh, it's a West, yeah, it's a Western animation. Yeah, that's what I, I just, I just, I just wanted to see what it was. Yeah. That's all. 
And then here's the import. Lashansky wanted so badly, but obviously it's expensive as hell. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, no. Jeez. It comes with the TV version on it as well, which there was never a TV version released in English uh, over here physically. Like, we did get it on Crunchyroll. and No. They read it on Konami. Oh, yeah. And they also got it on Crunchyroll briefly. Um, So if you want the TV series physically, that's your option. But I don't think that those tiny little scenes that are like half a second long are worth the 600 bucks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Netflix Netflix just added that too. If this this happens to be your all time favorite show, then yeah, Splurge. uh, Yeah. To what Reese said, uh, it's on Netflix, and I think that's a great, a great thing because all these pe- the, these normies can go on Netflix and get into Gundam at some point, instead of <laughs> us being like, "Oh, it's on Crunchyroll. What's this Crunchyroll thing?" <laughs> they all want Netflix. Ben Moyer says he's a first-time listener, so he's not sure if this is out of place. But is a discussion about Netflix's plans for a live-action version of Avatar? with original Last Airbender creators already on the agenda? Like, are we going to talk about that? Do you guys want to chat about that? After, Not really. Uh... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm in the process of watching Avatar The Last Airbender, but I, mean, I can just briefly say, hopefully it's better than that M. Night Shyamalan one that I never watched. I don't think it could be worse. <laughs> uh, one thing I would do want to add about the Gundam thing, Netflix has the OVA episodes. Oh, yeah, cool. so the version we got over here physically. So one through seven. Yeah. Instead of like twenty three or whatever it is. It's so, probably a better um, way to watch it anyway. I don't know. Personally, uh, well, I'll I'll come back to the Avatar thing after we're done with these uh, things. Um, so yeah, this Blu-ray plus DVD. This is equally annoying. Which company's releasing this? G Kids is doing it G-Kids, too now. Yes. God. Yeah, that's so annoying. What's annoying about it? The band at the top. It's it looks like oh, it's slimmer. That's, like that's when you take off the slipcase. I have this. It has a slip cover. Hold on one second. Let me okay, go good. Let me go. Let me go check the uh, underneath the cover sheet. Yeah, Shout Factory has actually like given slipcases instead of being uh, what is this it? Is G- G- those Kids. no, no, no. I'm saying as opposed to like okay. those Disney releases, like how I could barely get Marnie when Marnie was their cover. Yeah, ironically, Shout Factory. No, it's G Kids. But Shout Factory, when they make releases, it's I like their releases. Live action of it. Yeah, it it does have that on the cover sheet. Yeah, I don't care what what it looks like underneath if it has a nice slip case. Yeah, this the slip cover is basically just that. Yeah, except yeah. Huh, interesting. Uh, that's good to know, I guess. They just have really fair, horrible preview images. To be fair, yeah. like, uh, the, the slipcover, because I got originally got um, from up on Poppy Hill without a slipcover, and then I had I found it like three months later in Walmart with a slipcover, basically. Yeah, it's so freaking annoying. Did the Wind Rises ever get a slipcover? I went, no, I got the Disney whatever collection. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, Wind Rises hasn't gotten uh, It doesn't have one, right? Okay. Anyway, let me just say, though, that um, speaking to 
distributors. Hold on. All right, man. Catch you later, Lance. See you, Lance. Um, speaking towards uh, distributors, it is of the utmost importance that the images you provide to places like Right Stuff or are Amazon accurate. or whatever yeah. are accurate. Okay? Because something like this made me pause without going straight to add to cart. All right? Look, now and, look at the uh, Amazon listing. Look okay, I'll look it up in a second, but I'm just let me just get the point out. Um, when you when you uh, have a business, um, especially an online business, you want to make the timeline of getting from uh, product to checkout as short as possible because you don't want people to start second guessing themselves. So if you can offer, like for instance, the website that I run my business through we have tax calculated into the price. So when you pull the trigger on the price, you don't have to second guess once the tax is calculated because it's already there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, shipping is free after $50, like right stuff. So once you get to... Uh, um, once you get to checkout, it's like you, it's easier for you to con to continue down the road of pulling that trigger. Um, shoot. I'm going to your messages. Hold on. Amazon has hoping... a second image with the 3d three quarters view. Right. I was hoping that when I clicked on that thing, it was going to, uh, it was going to open the link and not open, not open the messages. So am I a crack or does right stuff not let you zoom in their images? Uh, they do. Hold on one second. Let me get to this. You need to show me the ways cause it only has this weird preview pre zoom. Oh, that, that you mean you can't click on it and have it come up. Yeah, no, that's a Shopify thing. I think it does huh. that. Okay. So this is what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I would yeah. buy this. Um, yeah, it has but, a different spine image, though. So it's not yeah. like a copy of the main image. Wait, okay, so you're saying that this is not what yours looks like on the spine? Yeah, that, that's a different. It's a different spine image. Huh. So, so that that goes back to my point then about like it's better to be accurate, be as accurate as possible, yeah. update them if you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's better. It's better to get the artwork not up up at the wire. Like you don't want it to be something where it's finished right before release day or right before you send it to the press this kind of thing um like you don't want to be set you you should as soon as you've already started to get them printed that in my opinion is when you should uh or at least when they're signed off and ready to print that's when you should send stuff off the the artwork not final watermark is a way to circumvent this problem yeah. to a degree because um but I still think that you want something that's appetizing right away and then people are going to click buy it now and they're going to check out and be done with it, you know? Anyway, so regarding what you were saying, I think um, if you right-click and open the image in a new tab, you can see... I mean, see yeah, I can, but that's convenient. I want to quickly just click and then be able to zoom or whatever. Yeah, so the site's, the site's not built for that. It's, uh, it's a Shopify-type... Uh, setup or whatever Shopify uses, this is also using. Um, anyway, so ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Season 1, Part 2, Blu-ray and DVD. Um, TBD. Yeah, not not yet shipping release date. Actually, while you're there, search Princess Principle after this. They actually updated the artwork so you have a final image of the premium art box. The, the layout. 
But yeah, and uh, the next thing that's been delayed because it was September something or other, but now it's November thirteenth. Yeah. But I I like that the look of that. So I do want to mention we've been sort of shitting on Sentai a lot. Um, ben Moyer asks if we can zoom the whole page while. Uh... I mean, yeah, but sometimes it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it, it looks worse though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, I have uh, a feeling they're delaying this for quality assurance purposes because maybe I the hope so. I like hope, I ideally hope it, it's uh, because they heard the Legend of the Galactic Heroes uh, quality complaint. Oh, cool! It has a oh, that's metallic. pretty cool. So, um, no, it's cool yeah, we've we've we oh, it's foil too. Well, we've been uh, we've been dissing them a lot lately, rightfully so, for their bad decisions, and I've been talking about how. They have they, they, no, no. They just they seem like they're not doing well. It seems like they're going to like on the verge of going out of business, and that like they're diversifying where they release things from, so that they can avoid like they can let file bankruptcy as as Sentai and remain strong as Made in Japan or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, recently, uh, they seem to be recovering a little bit. I just want to say that that's where that's where the the events seem to be going. Because um, obviously, them not being an anime expo and all that stuff was a huge shock, right? Mm-hmm. So this seems to be um, a little bit more. Like, it, first of all, it seems like they're finally starting to listen to us. Um, what's the other one that's coming out right now? There's Princess Principle. There's another one that's also in this style that we've been we've been talking about like this is the way that you make a premium edition this is what will get me to buy it kind of thing is there right Let's i think there's a second i'll look it up well yeah there's there's kaon and no there's came out just now but yeah but there's that but yeah there's other stuff the the made in abyss one i think is uh that's an ushio one. that's a weird one it's ushio yeah. and torah style but it's, it's not miniature. ideal but it's still bookcase it's size. functional oh it has buttons on it though so it can't Wait. nicely fit you can, you can look that one up too. I think. Like, did, did we look at the Made in Abyss one? Not sure. Um, but but to complete my thought, I'm I'm hoping that they saw the complaints about the quality of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes, and they decided, okay, let's do Principles. And that's why I was pushed back. Hopefully, these are going to cause so much damage to the uh, to the case itself. When you keep snapping them off, unless those are just printed on there, which I can't tell. I mean, yes, if you, if you put it that way, but when you think about it, are you really going to be opening and closing it that much? Because you'll watch it, I don't know, once every so often, if that. You know what I would probably do with this? Oh, no, you can't because of the type of snap. I was going to say I would open it up and stick this, stick the, because this is like a stretchy, uh, fabric you can tell by the thing right and you put i would just it stick inside it inside the but then then you're gonna have these little buttons popping out yeah yeah i'm not gonna buy this set this is gonna cause damage to whatever goes next to it i'm not gonna buy it i mean it's in november 23rd anyway so you're definitely not gonna order it anyway what would go right next to this anyway um and the abyss what would go next to it collection wise i'm wondering let's see k Oh, yeah, it's gonna go right next to Maison and Koku. No, I'm definitely not getting it. No, I'm just kidding. It's not what it's gonna be. Um, oh, romantic magical witch. I'm just curious. Magical. 
Madoka Magico probably go right next to it. Or no, Madlax. Uh, yeah, Madlax would go right next to it. Mad Lad? Madlax. Super lucky. For, my, for my collection, at least, it would be Madlax, which um, is an old art box that I'm not going to stick next to it. So, yeah. if it was something that was, if, the, if it was a, it. yeah. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. What? Made in the Abyss. Uh, on my CLZ document, it still has the old artwork. It looks so much thicker on the not final. That's hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. Can you screen share. Uh I'd rather just Google for the non-final art. Because <laughs> uh, I'm on two computers, right? Um, right. Actually, I just find the image in my CLZ database. That's possible. Or you, or you could screenshot it. <laughs> oh, true. Snipping Screenshot cool it and send it to me. Da, 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 da. I'm going to move on and look at Aria. So these say they're in stock. Has to be in here. But the, re- but the release date says 2027, which is obviously <laughs> they're really obviously cucking a, us. No, no, no. This I I don't know why 12, 12. Really pumping them out. Yeah, but anyway, I think I think we had noticed that before. Oh, here it is. I got it. And then here's well, here's the one we discussed with the uh, the one that looks like it could be a bunch of girls who are. I thought Augie explained what it was. No, we know what it is. FD, did you send that to Brad yet? No, because uh, I'm forgetting how to do things. I got it. I got it. I got it. it. Oh, he got it? Yeah. All right. Can you guys see it? Yep. Look how extra thick that is. Wow. Oh, I already closed the dang tab. Yeah, because the uh, that this is the concept art, right? Look at these were these were like like not even close to correct for the little pop on things. Yeah, and Ushu and Tor is bound the same way. Never make you these. Yeah, well, the thing that about Ushu and Tora for me is, is the teeth look ripped by default. Uh... It's that they're at the they're at the end, right? They're on the inside. Uh, what do you mean by that? Hold on. Yeah, they're on the they're on the surface. So the thing about Ushio and Tora, the saving grace of it, is that this is the side that is shown in your collection, and it looks great. And this is the side that is in into the bookcase wall. So as oh, long actually, as you're that's careful, true. As long as you're careful not to not to shove it in too far, you know, and like damage it, um, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal, you know. So that's, I mean, I I would prefer them to stop trying to get creative with it and just do what works. But yeah. uh, I can live with it, you know, because it's not the end of the world that it's the way it is. Yeah, that one podcast. I think I said something like, "You sometimes needs to just stop being creative." <laughs> They just they I, it's a gimmick. Okay, the amount extra that it costs them to put the buttons on each of these is not a lot, 
but you could have saved that money and charged us less. You know what I mean? And and we would be happier buying it that way. You know what I mean? Right. So um, you said there was a so recent is- limited edition that Sentai was doing that we said this is how you do a set. So the recent so, ones we have. Hold on. Let me, let me pull this up real quick. Okay. Interesting here that the image for the uh, rusty or brass, like kind of beat up brass look for this uh, is literally just inverted. They literally just flipped it for this one. <laughs> and I thought that, oh yeah, that's just because it's a placeholder. Nope. Final version is also just a flip of what's on the other side. So. Oh, you can see that there's a nice spine in the preview images. So that's assuring, at least, if nothing else. It's supposed to look like a book. Even even though even though this doesn't I Well no, like, my no, point is it has an end label. Yeah, yeah. Well I guess I guess this wouldn't technically I don't know. This seems weird. This seems weird. It seems like a bad design to me. Ugh. Someone in the Aria Kickstarter was complaining about this set, as in it has the artwork on the inside. I mean, it's it's a book, so it's kind of going for that aesthetic. It wouldn't make sense with the yeah. inside, but yeah. well, I mean, if it's an old ass book like this, yeah. But if it's a new Are book, we sure then... it's a button and not just like Velcro. No, look, you can see the you can see the clasps right here. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, Would so it be any like a... if it was Velcro? Because then the Velcro might micro scratch what's beside it anyway it's unfortunate so um anyway you were gonna go over a list of sentai uh well i got uh their pre-orders right here are we talking about sword oratoria like how you said yeah that's how you do it i'm not like the is it wrong the girls in Avengers, I'm, I'm doing it i'm doing it sort new to old real quick oh i want sentai the company not sentai super sentai <laughs> Like Grimoire of Zero was almost hitting the mark besides the end label. Arms Girled Mechavalism is it looks like that one pretty much nailed it with getting the end label and the form factor. How, how the heck are none of the premium editions showing up when I search? No, oh, go down. They have it's, three it's, doing, it's no no, it's doing Sentai Selects. It's not doing uh like I need to search all. How do I search uh, all? Oh, okay. Uh, so go, go, down, go down to the go down to the uh on the side. Well, no, he has there. to go to anime videos because he has a I, search term. Hold on, I have it set to Sentai Filmworks, but because I searched the word Sentai, yeah, that's yeah. Here. So hit anime and videos, and then it'll oh, say just hit yeah, all anime all, DVD okay. or whatever, and then, and then, and then, then, then hit down Sentai. Down. And because Sentai's stupid, you have to select limited collectors and premium to get all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use three different terms to describe the same thing. Were you talking about the high key ones? Eh, I don't even see maybe. Sentai on here. No, see more. There we go. There's... Well, the, I I just thought that I saw another one that was like Armed Girls Machiavellism. Is hold on, let me sort by uh, date. New to old. I think that one is by date technically. Yeah. So so th- I just noticed that they've. I don't, this is an improvement. Let me let's end it there. This, this is an improvement. I'm hoping that going forward they it's continue to, to that they get yeah that they get back to what worked. They 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 got something. Then they tried to get too creative with it, and they made a bunch of premium editions that that not very many people like. 
Anyway. I'll be happy um, to pay full price for this premium yeah. edition. John John Shane just asked if it was the armed girl show that I was talking about. <laughs> so this is I, this is one I saw recently, but I, I I maybe I just saw two different versions of this one. I thought it was maybe anyway. Anyway, getting back to uh, to I think we've gotten through everything that we didn't talk about uh, last podcast. So let's discuss the uh, the Avatar thing real quick. I, I don't have a whole lot to say, but um, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, of Avatar The Last Airbender, but I you did think... It? I thought that the first one was better than The Legend of Korra. Um, but... Uh, oh, you got a J-list from t- on Twitter thing you just posted on the group. Reese, is that important? Uh, that was the uh, Ghostbusters thing in Tokyo's ESP. Oh, interesting. Um, here, I'll screen share that real quick. That's the only reason I saw it, because J-list recently tweeted that. Yeah, that was during pickups. You guys talked about that. I'm wondering if uh, any of the thing in the background I'm gonna have to censor later. Now it looks like it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so here's the Ghostbusters thing. Um. Uh, so no, I, I didn't watch all of Korra. I I didn't even watch all of Avatar. Um, I, I it didn't hold my attention. Um. Long enough to warrant like continuing with it. So um. I think the idea behind it was good, but I just, I think that the execution got a little bit tiring, but uh, that's also because I got so much anime to get through that. I just didn't give it my uh, every, you know, I didn't give it a lot of time, but um, regarding the, the live action, uh, it's interesting to see because um, Amazon is doing a, uh, this is a Netflix one, right? The avatar one. Yeah. So Amazon is doing a live action Lord of the Rings uh, TV series or, online series uh and i think um ian mckellen has volunteered to play gandalf again right like he did in the movies so um that's interesting uh to say the least that we're starting to head that direction you know um with avatar um mother's basement I'm going to just echo a statement I saw him make on, on Twitter. This is literally how I found out that they were even doing this. He said that uh, they're going to have a hard time casting a bunch of kids who are both good actors and good martial artists. Um, and the first thing I thought of was, well, it worked for Power Rangers. And then I thought to myself, Oh wait, no, those it, aren't kids. It kind of didn't. They <laughs> well, were all in their 30s and first of all, high school. Yeah, they were they were much older and second of all they weren't that good of actors. <laughs> <laughs> and all the and all the actual martial arts stuff for the most part was the sentai uh clips where it was yeah. actually from the Japanese people doing martial arts. <laughs> Johnny Young Bosch Black Power Ranger. Ugh. But um I watched like I <laughs> what if, watched what a if, lot. like <laughs> 38-year-old Johnny Young Bosch is uh, <coughs> is the Aang <coughs> in, in the Avatar series. I am child. <laughs> I, but, like, uh, Steve Buscemi coming in. Hello, fellow Power Rangers. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. As, uh, as, <laughs> so, so getting back to it real quick, just to, to wrap things up. Um, with Avatar, um, so somebody else, I think Lance came in and said that, uh, yeah, I just have to say live action adaptations have never impressed him. Um, so the trick to doing live action is to take the premise of something and adapt it to a live action 
setting because live action is very different from uh, anime from TV, cases, like and it's TV very different from anime. Live action. Yeah, you just can't do it. So examples of good live action movies, um, I would from say. High school. Uh, well, okay, so I'm I'm not going to count Japanese live actions because um, those are all. None of those are bad in the sense that they all do what they're supposed to do. Like the Japanese live action Death Note is like, here's manga to screen. And the Japanese can be goofy and silly with it to actually match uh, the oddity, in, like with Cromartie, to match the odd oddity in the, in the manga and in the anime and stuff. Um, but American audiences and American actors, you can't... It's not, we don't have the same kind of humor. We can enjoy their humor, but we can't pull off their humor. You get what I mean? I mean, sense? probably, but I'd, I'd have to see more examples, I guess. I just think that, like, um, so there's this thing about uh, the Japanese have this thing where uh, Americans, we see emotion in mouths, and the Japanese see emotion in eyes. Right, so that's why that's why they they tweet or they text those emoticons that are just um, a the bunch of characters put together that, that have like the eyes and you know the open eye like that. That's where they focus, and we do like the smiley face or the frowny face or the whatever. Uh, we do the mouth, right? So the Japanese, whether you think like it's it's something you'll start to notice it if you look at it. They have really expressive looks that are like with their eyes. That and why the it looks they, like anime acting. Half the time. Right, right. So watch watch the live action Cromarty High School and you'll see that, right? So when it comes to Avatar, if you want to if you want to adapt that, do it in an unfaithful way. Don't shackle yourself to the original source material and just make a live action version of it. Because hey, nobody wants to see that. Nobody actually wants to see that. What you should do is take the premise of Avatar and what worked from Avatar and apply it to um, a new story. You mean that has make Legend pacing. of Korra, essentially? No, no take, but that, take isn't something. that the same me, premise? It's just a different so, timeline. No, 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 that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Let me give it to you this way. So, um, okay, this is not the original thing, but this is the manga for All You Need Is Kill. Um, if you've ever read the light novel for All You Need Is Kill or read the manga, they're different. Um, they're not that different, but they are different. Now, if you've ever watched Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow, you would almost not even recognize that it's based on this, except that the premise, the story, the the, the plot about the time uh, resetting and all that, that's what they focused on. They didn't make him this character. They made a new character that is suffering through the same psychological trauma of the the groundhog day effect so they need to make a new cast where they have wang as the next airbender you could could still do ang in the sense that it's not that far removed from an english audience um with uh with avatar because it's it's an american written show and everything like they wrote it for an american audience but um i just think that you don't need to follow script to to screen exactly what you did with the cartoon you can change it up so that it's a little bit more um, cinematic. You know what I mean? And you can do things differently and you can tell the story because most people coming into it are going to already know the story from watching the show. You can tell the story out of order. You can have stuff from other areas. Like you can follow um, the different clans a lot more like cut the way that you would do in like game of Thrones. Like these are just options that, that they can pursue. So I'm just saying that the way that you, I, the way that I think you adapt something to a screen is to distance yourself 
from the source material, you know? Um, I mean, it's kind of dated now, but the original Sam Raimi um, Spider-Man series were groundbreaking when they came out and they didn't follow the original comics that well, you know, like they just like, this is a character from the comic. This is the spirit of that character. This is the spirit of Dr. Octopus. Uh, but it might not be exactly what happened in the comic. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they, they, that's, that's, I think how you distill things is you find the spirit of the character and the plot and you put those together, but you write a new story. I think is how, is the best way to do it. Anyway. So, into random merch news. Oh, so the news. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, we're we don't have a lot left. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh, so I think Augie actually shared this one, and I've got nothing to say about it. Indonesian family decorates their home in a Doraemon theme. I think I shared that one. Okay, yeah, well, so say your thing. The family it. that weaves together stays together. The end. Yeah. Um, When's that show come over here physically? That's a good. Well, it, uh, it came it's over on, here, but not physically. Well, yeah, it's, it's already still over here from Disney, isn't it? Yeah. With Johnny Ong Bosch as the Black Power Ranger in Doraemon. Oh my god. <laughs> when uh, when my wife and I were redoing our bathroom at our first place, I <laughs> almost um, did Pixel Mega Man. On the tiles. Oh my god! That but uh, the, re- the resale value of that would have uh, not been so <laughs> Yeah, so we didn't do it. Uh, yeah, no, no worries, Ben. Thanks for bringing up a topic. I'm gl- glad to cover it. Um, yeah, I will. I will. We're almost there, duo. Um, okay, so then uh, I saw these get cozy with official Studio Ghibli tea blends. Um, so this is like hardcore tea. Like this isn't this isn't. As soon as you said that, I thought that was drugs. This is hardcore (laughs) drugs. It is drugs. (laughs) Hey, here's some twigs and berries. (laughs) A couple beef (laughs) turkeys. That's literally what it is. Like this is a leaf. You know, and then there's berries, and and it looks like beef jerky. It's not what it is, but I mean, like that's, it is twigs and berries, but not beef jerky. But um, yeah, I just said like metaphorically, but yeah, yeah. But these are um, if you like tea, these would be some nice things to bring home as a souvenir gift for anybody who goes to uh, Japan. And then this is something Augie would have been uh, excited to talk about: lock the Superman to be resurrected as a board game. So, um. I think what they're doing is they're bringing back a board game. There's actually nothing to see on the website <laughs> other than this image. But uh, in the future, it'd be cool to see this come out. I, I'd actually like to do a... Uh, I, okay, obviously, this is... I mean, <laughs> the channel's in jeopardy right now with the, the whole financial situation. But um, but it, in my wildest dreams, if we could have done it, it would be great to actually do a get-together and do a board like get like the Lupin board game that I have mm-hmm. and actually play do a it. let's play. Well, yeah, but like of the board game and just film it from a bunch of angles and put together a, I, I think that that could have been fun. That could have been a fun thing to do. I just, I don't think yeah. we'll have an opportunity to ever do that. But um, then the getter robo uh, devolution comes to life with a black getter figure. So I'm a getter. Are you going to get it? <laughs> No, I haven't even seen the show. <laughs> uh, and then we talked about this uh, a little while ago, this um, Haro robot. Um, 
that this one now shows us internal mechanical system. So I don't know if this is the same thing as the one we talked about before, because we, yeah, this is probably the one, which one is the new one? That can't be the old one. Well, the we one talked about one, we talked about one where it was actually like a digital assistant and it, it actually, you had to pay for a subscription to the server. Oh yeah, that was it ridiculous. Would, it would, it it would for, give it you, like uh, you quotes. Well, no, it would, well, it would give you quotes, but it was, it was a database of Gundam knowledge. I will right, use that as much as I use my speed racer head for quotes. Let's just put it that way. Mm. <laughs> Which is nuts. It'd be, it'd be so funny to do a to do a, a video review on Gundam's. Like, hold on, I'll I'll have Haro explain. Like, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, wasn't it that they like stated trivia and stuff as well? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I don't know if this is the same thing, and now it just has like a thing where you can take off its shell. I'm not sure mode. if that's what this is. But um, there you go. Well, yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, Cobra New Space Adventure Cobra Watch has Crystal Bowie styles, so uh, they basically, I, it's the Japan has the funniest way to approach capitalism because this company is like, you know, what we could do is we could uh, we could just release clear versions of our watches where you can see the inside. It's like, wasn't there an anime that had like a clear guy with like a, me- a metal skeleton? Let's see if they want to do a collab. <laughs> like, that's what it seems like. So anyway, that's that's a thing. Um, and then I think Augie showed this one. So this the mouse pad, mouse pad... Yeah, the butt mouse pad has shiny satin white panties. Uh, now, here's the thing. I saw somebody holding this on Twitter, and it that's says huge. it is now bigger... Like where did Augie said maybe uh, so anyway these are bigger the one that I saw on Twitter was huge and I thought it was even bigger than that one but I realize now that it was probably just uh, that it's um that that was what they had and this I, I like the one comment page. on the bottom of that page every day we stay further from God's light yes where's her ass <laughs> <laughs> right here the burning question oh, that's, that, that's the that's a um, string. That's the string. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's probably anyway, but yeah, under the panties. But yeah, the thing is huge. It's it's literally like bigger than life sized. You'd have to give up your uh, uh, something or other to have people see that in your room if you're actually going to use it. Well, you, I, it's not. It's bigger than your desk. You wouldn't be able to use it. My debt. <laughs> Like, like if you put that on your desk, you wouldn't be able to fit anything else on the desk. It, you, it would literally have to go sideways. You probably would have to have your computer on top of her face. Like, you couldn't use it. It's not actually functional for that. It's like a gimmick thing. Anyway. All right. Uh, mute your uh, your headphones for a second. Uh, oh, oh, God damn it. Anybody? Um, it, okay. Technically, actually, this doesn't actually give anything away. Okay. Steinsgate Zero brings interactive Amadeus to Tokyo Game Show. New AI experience lets you feel like Rinto Okabe with less angst. So um, what I thought was cool about this is not that they have the this uh, um, artificial intelligence thing you can talk to, but that if you go there, you get a visitor pass for the, um, what's the university called? Oh, the, the, American also get the, the, the Victor Condria University oh. lanyard. So that's pretty cool. That if you like, this is something from the the show that you basically like. It would. It's just a, a neat thing. I, I might see if they're on eBay later if I actually have cash for it. 
Um, but this is just a cool thing you, that they're handing out that uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Anyway, um, Lupin the Third steals himself a ride at Universal Studios Japan. Uh, so if I'll never visit. Yeah, uh, well, it's one of those things. It's it's gonna he's gonna take over the park for the first half of 2019. It's like yeah, unfortunately, won't be able to go do it. But um, then um, Danny sent me some things that I realized after I put them in here were probably actually uh, things he was just wanting to talk about and not actually bring up on the podcast. But uh, he sent me this thing about Japan has a Germany-themed amusement park that is being overtaken by nature. And they actually hired German... uh, uh, architects and they they like brought German materials and stuff to build it authentically. Let's see if I can. Dang it! I just started Illustrator. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to click on the stupid scroll bar here. Let me see if I can find. Yeah, so so they hired uh, German contractors were brought in to help build the park, and it's funny because they they built this for the um, for the sake of um, they built this for the sake of bringing tourists to Japan, which I find is ridiculous. Because wouldn't you rather just go to Germany? <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be better to make a medieval Japanese theme? Yeah. You know, that would bring in tourism. Heck yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, and then also, um, Studio Ghibli is making a theme park uh, that'll be coming to Japan in twenty twenty two. So this is kind of amazing to me. When I think of Japan, and it's it's really hard to get a, a sense of scale, but when I think of Japan, I think of it as being a very small country, and yet it has so many theme parks. Yeah, I'm just saying, like it's kind of a crazy thing. Like I didn't even know about these the other theme park, the Germany one, and it's like it's so many theme parks in Japan. <laughs> the German one is for the Attack on Titan live actions. Well, that's what they should take it over for. That'd be a great idea. Oh, crap. Okay. I just realized uh, Lance had a comment saying, does Digimon Try have the dub or is it still sub only? Uh, yeah, all these Try films on Blu-ray have dubs. Oh, cool. For when he watches the whatever. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, cool. You didn't know they had the dubs? No, I, I didn't know that. that I, I always assumed. I didn't know that it was a... Um, you, you had scared me for a minute. That it, I'm like, oh, they don't have a dub. Anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, Anime music producer predicts the end of the 90-second anime song. Referring to the OP and ending. And we had some interesting stuff to talk about before the podcast, but I want to share it with you guys. So I'm going to read this real quick. Anime music producer Akihiro Tomita says that Netflix and online streaming will change the length of anime opening and ending themes. At an anime industry crosstalk event in the Shinjuku Loft Plus One on September 9th, Tomita shared his thoughts on the future of the anime industry. He said that creating 90-second versions of anime opening and ending themes has become the standard for Japanese TV over the years, but this is not the case for international platforms and online streaming. In particular, Netflix cuts the ending themes short and automatically skips to the next episode. Um, technically, it lets you pick, but uh, but it does. You you can cancel it. You can cancel the jump to the next episode and continue the the credits. But um, as the binge watching model becomes the norm in Japan, anime songs will also have to adapt to it. 
This is already the case for Be the Beginning, which has an abridged opening theme song with no lyrics or credits, while the ending theme is around two and a half minutes and includes all the credits that would normally be in the opening. Uh, Tomita further predicted that songs that Sorry, Tomita further predicted that songs that would have once been planned to be opening or ending themes will be used as insert songs instead. Usually, the purpose of an opening or ending theme is to play every episode and become an iconic part of the series. But with the Netflix model, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, it makes more sense to play these songs during key scenes of the anime instead. The logic of TV broadcasting no longer applies to the streaming age, he said in closing. Akihiro Tomita is a co-founder of the anime music production company Haifumi. He works with artists such as... Um, the rest of the stuff is totally important. Uh, actually, I don't hear. This might be important. The theme of the talk was the present and future of anime. Fukuhara predicted that Chinese animation will catch up to Japanese animation, leading to more co-productions, while Mizushima predicted that paper animation will eventually be replaced entirely by digital animation. I'm surprised they're even doing paper animation anymore. Yeah, um, I'd say. Yeah, so the thing, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not thrilled... Oh man, this is actually kind of funny. So Duo said it's two in one deal. You get both Japan and Germany. It's kind of an, a funny idea to think of uh, going to this very German, like it's a complete recreation of a German town. You walk in there and all the stores are manned by very Japanese, polite, bowing to you kind of. <laughs> That'd be a real mind fuck. <laughs> um, so he makes an interesting point here, but um, I think what's more important is that uh, I think that what's more important is is not so much... Oh, okay, so I, I think this is only going to change for shows that are directly to streaming. Uh, yeah. Shows that, yeah. Shows that still air on TV are going to be uh, maintaining, yeah. you know, stuff that's made... Okay, let me, let, me, let me start this over. This is only going to apply to series that are released to be binged. Basically. Right? So, so Netflix releases, they just drop all of it at once. Arrested Development... Uh, Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, those all have theme songs. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I think that 90 seconds is a bit long uh, when it comes to stuff like I... I tend to skip opening and ending themes if I'm watching something on, on Blu-ray or DVD just because I can. Uh, I, I watch them the first time, for sure. I always yeah. want to see them. Sometimes some shows I will sit there and watch the opening at least every time because they are designed sometimes in ways where you can um, you can tell that something is being done while you watch it. Like, like, like for instance, Bacano, they had like previously on in the middle of it. Uh, well, not that that as well, but I meant more like um, sometimes you start to you're they, they're designed so that they've revealed enough about in the show that the opening starts to answer questions for you. Right. And it's like, it's actually part of the experience of watching the show. Right. Um, <laughs> Duo says uh, he watched Monogatari because of platinum disco. Um, Just saying, if you watch an anime because of the opening, you're not watching it for the right reasons. Um, okay. That's, that's, I think that that's a false, a false well, premise there. Well, no, watch because it, starting an anime because of the opening is not the same thing as watching an anime because of 
if, when the opening gets better than the show, then yeah, I think that's yeah. What you're so to say. so you're right, but I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't I don't think anybody legitimately. I mean, my other friend, than, other than me, who tries to make sure I finish everything that I start. Um, I don't think a lot of people will start watching the show because of the opening and My then friend. seven episodes in hate it and then not continue and then, and then continue even though they hate it, you know, just because of the opening. So I can watch contact collection exclusively because the opening was good. He said, okay, well, maybe, maybe he was embarrassed for the real reason he liked it. <laughs> Also, Danny sent me this one. A Japanese billionaire businessman was revealed as SpaceX first moon traveler. So um, the, I mean, what was the name of the company he owns? This, this billionaire. Uh, so, okay. So this is why this is interesting. Um, this billionaire is taking a group of artists. Uh, he's going, he plans to bring six to eight artists along. Now they didn't say who that was going to be. And I think he even said in this thing, he said, what jojo's artist uh, well it, i hope not but i think he even said in the thing that uh um please keep an ear out like if, and respond when i send you a message because i think he was planning to bring certain influential artists like maybe i don't know miyazaki or hideaki Anno or something like somebody that oh, would man. value maybe you know bring like leiji matsumoto out to actually be in outer space you know what i mean like that might be his goal but it also might just be his goal that he wants to bring artists there to sketch the moon for him while he's on the on the trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, get a hand drawn selfie to come around. Yeah, because I don't I don't know if you could. I, don't, I mean, photos from the space shuttle might not be as. Uh, hey, hold that thumbs up for an extra half hour. Just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, and then he also sent me this one. This Japanese spa says bathing in ramen broth or wine jacuzzi will make your skin glow. So this is something. And I love how the, these kids, there's kids bathing in, uh, well, this is probably the ramen broth, but I just like the idea of all these kids bathing in wine. <laughs> so that's got to be an expensive. Uh, it's got stink too. The ramen broth probably not so bad uh, in term not not in terms of stink but in terms of cost but to replace an entire thing of wine or like figure out a way to clean it that's got to be rough. Yeah, here's the here's wine. Where's the divider to peek over? The what? The divider to peek over like every single oh. uh, anime. Ever. Well, they're they're in swimsuits, so I don't think it's going to matter too much. <laughs> This is. I would love to take Dakota Broski to Japan to do this, just to see him get hammered off. <laughs> <laughs> they just provide you an empty cup. Go have fun. This one has coffee in it. Oh, he. Yeah, this has coffee in it. I didn't read the whole article. <laughs> That's really funny. Anyway. Okay. So we got two more articles here. These are going to be ones that I'm actually going to read because I think that it would be inter- interesting to, uh, which one do you want to talk about first, actually? Um, what I read whether... the colors one. Uh-huh. Wait, the colors? Wait, hold on. Why do colors look different in remastered classic? Oh, no. I, I read the Determines SD yeah. Blu-ray one. Uh, which one do you guys want to do first? Uh, we can do this one first because I know it. Essentially, what he sums okay. it up as is the way you determine whether or not 
uh, a release gets released on Blu-ray or SD Blu-ray or even just DVD is based on the source of the material because skipping was ideal for an upscale. And he said that in Sorry, the you, you cut out. What is ideal for an upscale? Skip beat. Oh, okay. That he said they mentioned that a while ago. And the, if you have ideal conditions, you can make it look close next to close to native HD. So in Skip's case, they must have had 24 frames per second masters that weren't interlaced. It was all 24p. So that made a great candidate. Whereas there are some older releases of retro anime that have been transferred as interlaced at 30 frames a second or 60 uh, i And they're interlaced. And the interlacing it can be really complex and won't necessarily make it. It doesn't look better. Yeah, you can't put you. It's it's like shuffling a deck of cards and unshuffling them uh, without like using the same pattern that you shuffle them. Like it's not it's not that easy. Like you're not going to get everything perfect. And workmates these uh, twenty nine nine seven frames per second, they can have some native. 30 frames a second CG sequences or something like that. That makes it even more complicated because they have some native 30 and some upscaled or whatever from 24 to 30. So that would be more of a different option for like a Blu-ray, SD Blu-ray, sorry, or DVD. Now he mentions that you, you could solve this by just not converting it and doing a, normal DVD or SD Blu-ray. Or you can try and upscale it and it will maybe look better, but it will probably look fuzzier because of the deinterlacing and stuff. And I mean, that's more or less the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because this is the exact question that I was planning to ask him at one point, but I've never obviously gotten around to it. Okay. He said that so, answer me slow yeah. this way. So, yeah. So let's um let's save this as well for next uh, podcast with oh, sure. Augie because he wanted to talk about it, but I'm I'm glad we could address it uh, and you could sort of break it down. Um, I'd like to I'd like to sit down and read it just for my own. I'd like to attain the knowledge that he gave out here just to know um, sort of the ins and outs. Yeah, because uh, let's I talk about good. I, I was going to say, I think I mentioned the one podcast I posed that question. I said, what determines whether or not you can uh, upscale something to HD or whatever? Do they just pick whatever release? And if we just learned it depends on the source material. So yeah, yeah this one. Okay, so um, just so you know, Duo, this is our last uh, article. I'll send you the link in a second. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Why do colors look different in remastered classic anime? Stanley asked, I have a technical question about new film to Blu-ray video transfers. I've been starting up a Blu-ray collection recently and was looking at some comparison screenshots from a lot of classic anime titles and films to see which, which ones were worth upgrading from their DVD counterparts. One thing I've noticed with a lot of pre-digital media is there seems to be more of a difference in how the final product turns out on DVD versus Blu-ray, particularly with the colors. DVDs often tend to have a slightly more contrasty look. Whites are generally a little more cranked up as well as the blacks, uh, where the Blu-rays in general seem to look more painterly-like. There also seems to be 
sometimes a strong cyan or blue color tint to the DVD transfers looking at screenshots side by side, uh, those from recent Blu-ray releases. It's most noticeable with some of the lighting effects, such as flares, light rays, and whatnot. Why is this? And is this by creative choice, or is it something they, that naturally occurs during the transfer process? They don't reshoot these for the Blu-ray transfers, do they? I so, have a prediction of what this yeah, is. I'm just going to say real quick that um, one incredible example, other than um, obviously uh, Arcadia of my youth, is Outlaw Star. Um, the Blu-ray for Outlaw Star, the, um, the galaxies in the backdrops are breathtaking compared to the DVD. Um, so I think Gundams are really good examples as well. But it's I, haven't, like, I haven't watched them. I'm just saying I know that's one that I know of that is I've seen some side by sides and been like, holy shit, that's incredible. It's by the way, just because oh. sorry, let me just say one last thing. Yeah. If you guys have seen the uh the Warner Brothers uh little pitch of uh the Blu-ray for the Batman um animated uh series, uh they faked that left side. That's not what it looked like. They they intentionally made that look as bad as possible so that the uh so that the Blu-ray one would look better. Just so you guys know, that's that's a marketing gimmick they're doing to trick you into buying it. Uh, not not to say that you shouldn't get it if you like Batman and, yeah. and the Blu-ray is good and everything. I'm just saying that they're 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 manipulating In, that. Intentionally do, but uh, yeah, it was a technique to get your attention to the fact that they're even that. Hey, there's a Blu-ray out. I love that show. It's a it's a, it was an attention grabbing technique. Anyway, go ahead. My prediction is that because uh, like obviously with an HD transfer, you get more information, but. Blu-rays in general just have superior color depth because it has higher right. bit rate, etc. And even on just HD TVs in general, they have a better spectrum, color, gamut, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously when they made DVD transfers, VHS transfers, they didn't have as good equipment and they can't put out as many colors. Because, right. like, for example, monitors, they have a limited color space. So the really high-end ones can do all of Adobe, sRGB, all that stuff. Whereas, let's say, for example, let's pretend this is VHS, has a really limited color space. So that's a, kind of the best way I can compare it, I'm going to say. Yeah. That, that's why I'm ex uh, what I'm guessing is going to be said in this. Reese, you got anything you want to chime in with? Mm, no. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read, read uh, Justin Savakis' response. This is a really good question and one that I've been wanting to address for a while because it has to do with how much our expectations of video quality have changed over the years. I'm going to blow your mind for a second. When it comes to pre when it comes to presentation of anything that came from an analog source, if you're talking about color tint, saturation levels, the amount of grain, the brightness slash contrast levels, there actually is no such thing as correct. Right. Shocking, right? Here's a little background. Back when everything was made on film, first the film was shot, then developed, then edited together, then color timed. The film would get uh, the film would get run through a color timing machine, which was this big clumsy film viewer with three dials controlling the levels of red, blue, and green in the image. Each knob had only sixteen settings. The director or cinematographer would sit with the with the colorist, and they would go through the whole film carefully setting the color balance for each shot, trying to make the look of each shot match the others in a scene. 
The settings were recorded on a long strip of paper with holes punched in it. The entire film post-production process, in, sorry, in the entire film post-production process until digital came along, uh, that was the only the only control filmmakers had over the coloring in their films. Before anyone could see the final product, the film would get printed through generations of different film stocks, which would be uh, which would be developed in different ways at varying temperatures. Each time the image got printed to another film strip, it would it would be affected by that film's grain. Variances in color sensitivity and the contrast would get a slight boost. By the time final prints would go out to a theater, the look of the film often changed substantially. Filmmakers understood this inherently. It was it was the limitation of the era. The look of a movie could change from bright uh, sorry from could change from print to print, from theater to theater. The, filmmaker, uh, the filmmakers didn't labor over the color balance of each print or think too much uh, how much film grain should be in each scene. Film was a living photochemical thing that had a mind of its own sometimes, and anyone playing with it knew and understood its inherent flexibility. Analog video was even worse. Early video gear would change brightness and shift colors so wildly that engineers used to joke that NTSC stood for never the same color. <laughs> Things as trivial as cables, processors, and amplifiers, and even bad building wiring could change the look of the image. Now, think about how most film-based anime was made. Quickly, under tight deadlines, often using cheap lab techniques to skip steps in the final product uh, if the final product was intended for television. Final edits and fixes would be done on videotape. Uh, we are not talking about productions where the color timing of each scene was labored over. In fact, I've spotted many, o uh, these, the old way of saying OVA, OAVs, uh, that were clearly never color corrected at all. So he's saying ones from before that change happened. Uh, and if you don't know, they changed it from OAV to OVA because people thought OAV stood for original adult video rather than original animated video. So they changed it to original video animation. Anyway, uh, DVD releases often came from older film or video elements that came much later down the chain of production. Having been copied so many times, they were uh, higher contrast and lost some detail, probably gaining a lot more grain in the process. However, when old movies and TV shows are remastered for Blu-ray, the only way to get, an, uh, to get a clear enough image for HD is often to do a new scan of the original edited camera negative. The original color timing is often lost, if it was even done properly to begin with. The original director or cinematographer, if they're still alive, probably can't remember what he was thinking 20 to 30 years ago when he made it. So when we remaster the classics, the engineer can, uh, can only think about what we perceive to look good in our eyes today. What colors seem to work for each scene, how much film grain would lend uh, the desired dramatic effect, this is, uh, this is all very subjective, and there's a lot of disagreement. Anime and film in general is a very emotional thing, and we all want to preserve our connection with film in its purest form possible. No two people are going to have uh, are going to have had exactly the same experiences with a single piece of film, and so while one engineer might remember vivid colors in a movie theater, another might remember the grain of, of a beat up copy uh, he or she saw as a kid on television as a kid. Neither one is right. 
the detail and color reproduction of the Blu-rays we get today are so much better than we ever got before. And so, uh, and so much time has passed since those films were made that we can only do the best we can to reproduce those images the way we think they should be. And everyone who cares is going to have a different opinion about that. So I'm surprised to hear all this talk about film grain. Um, do you, does that ever something that ever, uh, does that ever cross your mind when you're uh, watching something? What do you mean by that? The amount of film grain. Usually. Oh, you bet. <laughs> That's why like, whenever I saw those first uh, old remasters like Escaflone and stuff, I'm like, uh, grain. But I'm not like you, Brad. I wasn't born back in the Stone Age when that was the norm. Um, I was, I'm exposed to a lot of these really pretty whatever digital things that don't have grain. Okay, so, that's what I'm saying is that, is that what you would normally want is the least amount of grain. Which one was it? For that me, they, yeah. Which one was it that they re-added the grain in? Was that Cowboy I Bebop? think that was Escaflone that they added grain artificially. Like, it, it just... that Okay, so the, the reason why you would do that, just for the record, is because um, when you look at a static still image... Uh, and it's still moving... Yeah, you want it to maintain a little bit of movement so that your eyes don't get... Like, it doesn't burn an image into your eye if it's staying on screen for a little bit. So sometimes grain can be helpful if it's very, very, very subtle. Um, and the thing about film grain in terms of it being, like, on recorded on film is that the resolution of a film strip is significantly higher than a DVD. I mean, right? it's basically <laughs> infinite. It's basically infinite. I wouldn't say that it is infinite, but you could scale it up really far if you wanted to, yeah. as long as you took care of the film, right? Um, so that's why that's why movies are often shot on film, right? Um, and that's also why you can upscale stuff that was shot back in the day up to even up to 4K. Um, yeah, even like though, Godzilla's original 60 whatever or 50. Yeah, whatever even film. though for sure you should not watch movies uh, that were made back then in 4K because all the shit you definitely weren't supposed to see, um, you'll start to notice. Like, for instance, in, in the movie Gladiator, in the opening uh, scenes of Gladiator, there's a scene where they're walking by and you see a horse's head and there's somebody standing behind the horse in a pair of jeans. <laughs> you know, like you, you probably don't notice that when you watch it, but if you watch that on an HD TV in 4K, you're going to notice that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of shit in the background of movies and even stuff where the lighting uh, contrast was, it gets a lot more depth to it because you shot it, uh, you reread the film grain um, to make a transfer for 4K. You're going to start to notice, oh, there's a guy holding up the prop in the corner I didn't notice before, you know, stuff like that because it's like, the, the secrets of movie making get sort of uh, the movie magic gets ruined in 4K uh, for a lot of those yeah. older. There's movies. an air conditioner anyway. in the window down the street. Say what? There's yeah. an air conditioner in the window down the street in this western. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to send the link to Duo if he would like to join us for a discussion of Steinsgate, and I'm going to let you go first, uh, FDDM, get your points out. That's true. Know, yeah. Because I know you've got a um, you've got a split. Twitter, that's what it's called. I'll just say a, a, a random fact about uh, Steins Gate that I'll probably forget to bring up later. Uh, I played like a few hours of the visual novel a long time ago, and you went on the internet forums that he met John Teeter on and stuff, 
And Carisu is actually in those forums, I'm pretty sure. And she goes under the screen name, like, something at Kamehameha. Yeah. Except they only, like, briefly mention that at one point in the anime. Um, In the Japanese version, they do do bring that up. A couple times, yeah. Well, in the English, they mention it once. Yeah. And I, they may they may have also changed the the. I watched it when I rewatched. It, I watched it in English with Japanese subs, right? Same. So I was able, I was able to see how different it was, and it's ridiculously different. And I'll tell you this: if I had watched it in Japanese originally, I probably would not have gotten through it because the internet references, like the like the ROFL or whatever, you know, like all that stuff, uh, it was really grating. You know, the late speak or the late speak. Yeah, Ooh, that was. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a character in Robotics Notes that talks in late speak, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I think there's a girl in robotics notes that, that talks in Leet speak. And, I really appreciate the way that they adapted that. Yeah, they did a they did a phenomenal job adapting it. Uh, the only the only line that that wasn't adapted properly was the son was of a the, bitch line. Yeah, uh, let me let me pull that up. Uh, I'll pull that up just so people know what we're talking about. It's I'm, one of the I'm not worried things. about that. I just think I feel like it's. Like, I've always thought that there's some actors or voice actors that have this little secret contract that's like, oh, they can't, they can only say X amount of words or this language of word and, or something because you mm-hmm. see all these voice actors and it's like, oh, they never say worse than this word or something. So I was like, did, is that what happened there? Because did they just not want J. Michael Tibb to say, son of a bitch? No, yeah. it's because it's because obviously he's talking to somebody in the original Japanese one that he doesn't think speaks Japanese. Yeah, he's so he's speak, like at, like at the customs as well. Yeah, let, at me, the end. let me uh, let me here one second. Yeah, Greg, go ahead and talk real quick. Hmm? Okay, I just want to make sure I could hear you. So I'm going to play this scene real quick. Headmaster. I am a scientist. It's so cool. Yeah, so that, 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 that's the scene I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. When he's when he's asking the the black guy in the alleyway about getting a pin made, or about about if anybody when when they're looking for um, Suzuha's dad mm-hmm. uh, in in the first Steins Gate, um, and uh, because he's talking to somebody he doesn't expect speaks Japanese, he's speaking English, and he's trying to talk. Uh, in a way based on stereotypes from like movies and stuff he's seen of how he would talk to a black person. He's trying to speak the English that he might possibly, that, that he would, knows. that he would understand. Right. And he's, and he, yeah. it's funny because he jumps into it in the Japanese version. He jumps into it without hesitation. Like, you yeah. know, like, don't worry. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but in the English one, um, obviously it doesn't translate when the, you're listening to it in English and the person is yeah. expected to speak English. Right. So it, it just gets a little bit weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- that's the only part that I think is, uh, better in the Japanese one is that one line, uh, yeah. but they did a great job, um, converting and, it. And, sure I got... but, and incidentally that the black guy was a, ca- the cab driver in the OVA in America. Okay. So let me ask you about the OVA real quick. So the OVA, a hey, duo's here. Um, hey, I can't, the episode oh, 25 OVA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so, the, so the OVA, I realized something way into Steins Gate Zero about that OVA. So when I first saw the OVA, I thought that the girl that he mistook for Suzuha was actually Suzuha's mom. It is. That Daru hadn't met yet. It is. Yeah. Once you... No, it's not. 
Yes, it is. It's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It is not. I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be. Um, I think that that was supposed to be Suzaha from the timeline when they sent her back to America and she had gotten amnesia or whatever and forgotten everything and grew up and then um, killed herself. But that was on uh, a different. That was on a, but she would have been that. dead then. Yeah. No, because she grew up to kill herself. It's like so. This is like, oh yeah, she would have been way older. You're right. No, no, there's no way that's right. That was her mother. You are absolutely right. Um. So, but it doesn't. She doesn't look anything like the mother in Steins Gate Zero. Mm-hmm. Just the hairstyle. Well, now you just spoiled the, the mother in Steins Gate Zero. That's all right. Uh, what could happen in here? Now, now, my nomination for the best line in, in the English dub that I already told Brad is when uh, Ferris and Okabe are being chased by some random guys, and they're in the alleyway catching breath, and Okabe just says, oh, who are these chodes? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about the uh, mother, Brad, yeah, that was a different timeline. You're correct. Yeah, you're right. The OVA so, and Steinsgate, that's not a sim- different timeline. <laughs> yeah. So. I've watched, I watched all of, okay, so for the record, I watched Chaos Head, Chaos Child, started Robotic Notes, and I was like, I do not have time to get through this. Because Robotics, uh, or uh, Chaos Head and Chaos Child are both only 13 episodes or whatever. So those are. 24. Yeah, robotic notes, robotic notes is, is longer, and then I'm like, I'm not even gonna get to Occultic Nine. Um yeah. so uh so I went to Steinsgate and then I watched all of Steinsgate and then I watched all of Stein uh, the movie and then all of Steinsgate Zero up to the point where it's at right now in the English dub. So uh yeah, I've uh I, I've it's a blur, right? And I was you're right, I I'm, I'm the missed. semicolon is a blur. Yeah. Um and if you're wondering if uh, Chaos Head and Chaos Child are worth getting into, no. Short answer, not. probably not. Short answer, not really. I think the um, only reference in Steinsgate to Chaos Head was that the one line Daru did about a game that was in Chaos Head, like Blood Tune. Okay, so actually, there are some other references. Um, I forgot. I've forgotten all the character names in Chaos Head uh, in Chaos Child, but w- that. In Chaos Head, that one character drew that as a kid. He drew like a schematic that ends up ending the world or something, right? Hmm. Remember that that I like formula remember. he drew. I was in Chaos Head forever. Okay. In, in Chaos Head, in Chaos Head, one of the characters turns on him when she sees a drawing he made when he was like five, right? And the drawing is like it's non. It's a formula, scientific formula that he was just bullshitting nonsense right and it turned out to actually be accurate and was capable of ending the world that actually something about that formula is used in Steinsgate to uh i think kurisu explains a thing about time travel using that formula so they they were like grabbing stuff from yeah. the other series and throwing them in there but it's nothing connected so much that like you would put them next to each other in your collection, you know, right. kind of thing. So anyway, um, I've got my, uh, my tweets here. There's, so there's two other things I actually wanted to address before, cause I forgot that, uh, Augie had sent these tweets. So first of all, I just want to address, uh, Ben Moyer says, um, that sounds more like blooper slash oversight than example of 4k. Uh, it's stuff where they had to make sets better when HD TV came out that I think is an example of what you meant. So I'm just saying that when they made the movies, 
Um, you, it wasn't there a camera was so you can see some mistakes sometimes. Yeah, there was detail in the grain you couldn't see back in the day. But when the grain was improved and, and, and contrast was updated for what is capable, because like, like what Justin Savakos was saying about they only had 16 settings for the RGB values, right, for each knob. So I'm saying that now that, now that the range is, is able to be pushed significantly further in the film grain, you can, actually, you can actually make a better composition so that it's, things are way clearer and easier to see. But in doing that, stuff that was once hidden by the fact that they were working within those limitations is then visible on screen. Like just a lot of stuff, like the reflections of a camera in the window or something like that. Uh, anyway. So Augie had said people are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. Referring to this person saying that they are going to cancel their Crunchyroll subscription. Uh, and from now on, they're going to dr be directly mailing all their favorite anime creators, their fraction of six ninety nine a month. That sounds um, like a meme. That seems like a joke actually, but um, this is the important one. Um, so I'm not going to read these. I just wanted to bring them up. So you guys know where to get them. They're in the Twitter moment. Um, if you guys follow me on Twitter at CypherSMC. Um, they're in the Twitter moment for um, oh, the Steinsgate podcast. So basically, uh, these are Japan. Well, actually, this is funny because you know who this is. I can't read all it. Of, okay, all of these tweets, with the exception of this one, are coming from the director of uh, or the creator of MMO Junkie, the director. <laughs> right, Mister Mister. That's the cherry on top. The quote-unquote anti-Semite. Um, so anyway. Um, but here's he he has a lot to say about it and say like he he raged on them. So anyway, I don't want to go through it. But um, uh, actually, this tweet down here too. I said I said the this tweet, but this one too is also not by him. Um, but yeah, all the rest of these are by Yagi Numa. So anyway, those are there. Uh, I'm gonna go back to our in here. Anyway, so um, so I'm gonna let you guys uh continue with your discussion before I go into our. Uh, are like saved notes that we put together from the. Okay. I, I literally only said like two. I know. I totally. Things. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, go ahead and continue. Uh, let's see. So this one's like number three on Mal. And I think for a pretty decent reason. Uh, in short, I thought it was a very engaging experience. It always felt like it was moving in some direction. There was always something new that they were developing or something. And you're just, I was just on along for the ride. And the second time I watched it, this time, I was like equally engaged. And I forgot a couple yeah. details that I'm like, oh, that's right. And I even noticed some things that I'm like, oh, that's even better than when I rem remembered yeah. it. And, and it's uh, weird to your point how, how well it keeps your attention because of how slow the opening uh, couple episodes are. Yes. Everyone always complains, oh, it's so slow and stuff. And That's not a complaint coming from me, just for the yeah. record. But but yeah, I get I'm saying. saying the majority of everyone yeah. that mentions Science Gate. But I don't know. I still was digging it because I was like, ah, oh, he's he's trying to get on to something. Oh, these gel nanos. What the hell is that about? Like yeah. I'm down to watch all of this experimentation yeah. crap. And uh, just uh, in the beginning, Okabe as a character is just. Something to watch. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. I will say, though, that Okabe is a lot more, like, in the beginning, he was a lot more dickish than I remember. Because he was, <laughs> like, every time that he pissed off uh, Karisu just by calling her Christina intentionally and saying all these stupid things and going all chuni full Chunibio, yeah. it, was, it was just, oh, 
this is at some points it's like this is hard to take in, but that's kind of Okabe's thing. But I I realized after a certain point, I'm like, whoa, he's like completely stops that whole uh, annoying act because everything was getting yeah. serious. And it's all yeah. character development. It, well, I I think what it was is that um he okay so so a major plot point in uh, Chaos Head is that people's delusions, like their Chunibyo aspect. Right, yeah. literally living with a brain that is so diluted that it becomes their reality. Right, even though it's not anybody else's reality, and then and then the character in Chaos Head learns that he actually has the power to distort reality through his delusions. Right, but in um, in Steins Gate, I think what it was is that he he wanted like because of tragedy in the past, like with Mayuri's um, grandmother or grandmother or whatever, that um, because of that it affected Okabe in, in terms of um, caring for Mayuri and whatnot that he, he be, he adopted that persona at that time when he didn't know how to, how to handle it her up or shake her out of like the depression or whatever. And um, it's as if he's been living this lie for so long, but like of being a mad scientist and then it became his reality. Right. And then when it became his reality, then it stopped being fun to pretend. Right. Is I think I think what what they were doing there. Yeah, um, just a real quick thing back to the whole uh, the way they handled handled the jokes and stuff. I thought that it was neat some of the timings of the humor, like how uh, when uh, Karisu was talking about how uh, Ruka was beautiful and stuff, <laughs> and just the way that Okabe paced, it was it was just silent, and they said that was hilarious or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, good. I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. And, uh, oh, trying to think about what else to say because it's just like, oh, yeah, I like how they have established, like, the rules because the thing about time travel is a lot of the times they kind of make loopholes by mistake because I guess they didn't think it through well enough. Well, debatably, there are some things that you could say, oh, that doesn't make too much sense. Um, I think they had a pretty good setup for what they had because they had established rules and they kind of followed them pretty well. And, yeah, the only real problem with that whole thing is, yeah, how's a banana in a microwave get you through time? But that's the thing about anime. Banana that lot through time. Well, actually, they okay. So, so the purpose of that was to um, it's the mystery box, right? That I always talk about that JJ Abrams um, TED Talk or whatever he talks about putting things in the mystery mm-hmm. box. So that was the mystery box of getting you intrigued enough in the show that you're willing to hear out the explanation. Well, right? I'll simplify it for you, Brad. If if that somehow worked and made sense, we'd have a time machine in real life. But because it's anime and it's all we can make up things, it's not like a oh that sucks because it's not realistic. Oh, okay. Well, what I'm this. what I'm saying is that they um they found a way to explain what was happening. So what was actually happening is that the um the banana was going back in time, um, to its position that it was at back in time. Because if you watch if you watch later on Okabe when they finally get it worked out so that they can, they can send more than 32 characters or whatever in the phone wave. Um, Okabe goes back in time and he finds himself 
not in the room, but in wherever he was at that time. But then why okay? didn't the bananas go back to the tree? They went back to, um, because they only went back uh, like a minute or whatever. So they went back to the table where they were sitting, right? So it went back and because they couldn't send the full um, data worth of the banana, it was turning into the gel nana. It was being, it it was um, from like on on like an atomic level, it was decomposing, right? So that was, that was the explanation there, right? And, uh, uh, like I said, it, but they used it beautifully to make it the 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 sort of mystery that keeps you. They keep stringing you along while they're laying down this tremendous amount of base knowledge you need to understand where the show is going to go, and doing it in a way where you don't even realize that they're doing that until the show like picks up at like episode six or episode twelve or whatever. You know, because once that happens, all of a sudden things go crazy. And that's actually the interesting thing about when you brought up uh, Rukiko, um, is that. Watching it the second time, especially, um, or even the first time, it's kind of irritating when you're like, you idiot, you know she's a girl now, right? Not a guy. Oh, my but, God. That was... Uh, but think uh, about it from the perspective of, of Okabe. Having the reading Steiner ability, his entire life, knowing Rukuke, he knows her as a guy. So it's an easy mistake to make. And I think that one thing that the show has handled very well... Um, not just Steins Gate, but also Steins Gate Zero, is the the mental toll that it takes on somebody because he's probably lived for like a like I wouldn't say a thousand years, but like probably a dozen years, go re reliving the same week over and over. It's like Groundhog Day, you know, um, and he's reliving it over and over and over and over. So he has all these memories that are just that are just um, stockpiling. Meld. They're stockpiling. They're merging together. They're useless. Many of them are useless to him and they're, they're blurring and his grip on reality. It's amazing. He still has one, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's, that's what I thought about. Um, I thought it was handled really well. Do it. Do you want, do you have anything you want to chime in with? Oh, well, I mean, first, if we're talking about the, the whole mental strain thing, I think that was one of my favorite aspects of the show. Yeah. Um, I'd seen ReZero before this, and I'd always hear people compare it because of the whole, like, oh, every loop seems to mess him up. And I'm like, okay, well, how does that relate? Because I didn't even know Steins Gate was about a time travel thing. Um, upon my first watching, though, it was this immediate thing where it's like, okay, whoa, I'm starting to understand exactly why you wouldn't just want to use this thing fucking willy-nilly. Because, you know, at first I'm like, just go back in time. Just do this or do that. But it's like, right, after a while, it's just... Uh, Register that it's like, yeah, he is accumulating like weeks worth of memories, months worth of memories that they 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 do not apply to anything anymore. You you think you've had a conversation about cake with this person, but that never happened. That was yeah. that was in a different time loop. And that um, it's actually, and like, it, yeah, good. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, go ahead because I was just going to bring up. Yeah, a completely I, different I, I was going to say that I was going to say that. Um, that's exactly what I said about how fucked the guy in Erased is at the end of that series. Because oh, yeah. he, he has a lifetime of memories with all those people that they don't share with him, mm-hmm. and, and all, the, all the all the contacts he made um, growing up don't actually they don't apply anymore. Like he he starts at like this is like um, this is the sort of a situation I'm finding myself in right now because the last five years um, I've been uh, I've been working freelance um, so I could work from home. And uh, the type of work that I've been doing 
is not something that is like, you don't really put it on a resume. Like it pays the bills, but it's not like something that gets you further work uh, on a resume. You know what I mean? Like right now, one of the jobs I'm doing is um, I'm upscaling some really shitty uh, MS paint drawn with a mouse. Um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, dinosaur coloring book line work. So I'm upscaling that and improving the anatomy and everything. And um, in the end result is like, it's, it's not something I'm terribly proud of, you know, in terms of like, a, it's not a portfolio piece, but it pays the bills. And that's an example of, of, of after five years of this, now that I'm in a situation where it's like, okay, so I need to start, I need to find like a, um, I need to go back into working um, full time so that, so that because of the, stuff that's happened with, uh, with our finances lately, uh, I need to go back to working full time so that I can, um, have a guaranteed paycheck, um, because we have much higher expenses every month now. Um, so doing that is really hard for me. And that's actually the same situation that the guy in a race is in. Except even worse, cause he's got zero previous, uh, stuff is like the muscle memory of, of being an artist isn't trapped entirely in your head. It's in your actual hand, you know, like him being a manga artist and it's, it's totally, he's lost it. Like that guy's fucked yeah. in the end of that series. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, like, um, I was good. Okay. Well, no, I would like, if I thought we were done with that, I was going to bring up like one point that I specifically sure. wanted to talk about. Okay. So, uh, when rewatching the series, like the one episode, the entire time I was looking forward to, I'm like, Oh, episode 12, it's coming up. And, uh, the first time I watched it, I, I don't even think I realized how well they lead into the sudden dark turn because there's this whole thing with the show at the beginning where a lot of the problems get fa- fairly quickly solved in like either a goofy way or in like a heartwarming way. But like near to the end, things start to pick up and it's like, okay, things are getting a little weirder. We've changed a lot of things in the timeline. Like, what does this do? You know, now Rukako is a girl and now, you know, this has changed. Like, Akiba, Akiba doesn't have any of the otaku stuff. Yeah. Um. And so finally, when episode twelve happens, there's this like this the the music just goes silent. Mayuri does the the classic. Oh, the clock stopped working. Oh no! It's just, it's I just like, wound you. You're already yeah. broken. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I I don't know how to describe it, but like the first time I watched that scene, it, it was almost this immediate thing where I got this chill down my spine, and they mm. like. It wasn't even obvious something bad was about to happen, but the second they said it, I'm like, oh, no, this is where it's going to change. And then you start hearing um, the footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. For an audience, for the audience, the thing about the watch is like, okay, this is smart. They're using it. It's telling, it's communicating to the audience right away what's happening. Because I think the idea behind that is that CERN has like a time freezing device mm-hmm. or something right so they're using that and and the people in the building that they're going after aren't affected but like maybe everybody around them is or something i don't know how, how it all works but the fact that that her clock stops working i it's think it's a cue that, that something's I, bad i, I, I think happen. i don't think that's i don't think that's it because she's she died even with stuff not related to CERN whatsoever and okay, had, but I'm, talking about, I'm talking about i'm talking about when when they get the um the clock the moment when she dies the the sand uh in the hourglass also freezes um so i think that uh, i think that that is like uh, it's telling the audience that you know the rounders are here basically um but uh it then it into steins gate zero it starts to be like 
it's kind of weird how often she's checking that watch, <laughs> you know, that she never looks yeah. at in any other part of the series, except for when they need to tell the audience that the rounders are there, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, she did that even when in the subway with uh, Nye. Or, yeah. Did they? You know, did she? Did she, right, yeah, she, she did look team? at it. Or I thought she did look at it. You I don't know, remember. When, when Nye accidentally killed her. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. That was an awful scene. I like how there's a number of like things that you're like, God, that's awful. Man, yeah. that's awful. Yeah. There. Well, um, back to back to Duo's point, talking about how quickly they fix little problems, and sometimes it's happy, and and sometimes it's like, okay, well, whatever, right? Um, but then I thought that the great thing about it is how much weight there was behind the littlest thing that they changed. Um, right. Butterfly. Hit them in the ass hugely. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and so the the thing about just in case anybody doesn't fully didn't fully grasp how Steins Gate works, basically, and and this is for the record, one of the things. And the, okay, Steins Gate, Chaos Head, and Chaos Child for sure. I haven't gotten far enough in robotics notes to to confirm this, but I have just gotten into the area where it would start to seem like it's going this direction. And I haven't watched Occultic Nine, but um, don't watch Occultic Nine. They they are based on internet conspiracies that have evidence to back them up that but it's circumstantial evidence okay so, so this one's is, John based on, is based on the very real um uh phenomenon of john teeter back when the internet first uh became widely used somebody going by the name john teeter was actually posting on message boards claiming to have been from the year 2036 had photographs of uh his time machine and stuff um, and was talking about the future and World War III and all this stuff. Um, and some of his predictions have become weirdly accurate. Other ones have been um, ha- seem to be uh, the the date scale has not lined up. Right? Okay. Um, like they seem they seem to be they like it seems like he was right about everything but the date kind of thing. Um, so, dude, uh, that's freaking awesome. I never knew that was like based on something. That's so cool. Yeah, no, you didn't. It's a, it's a real thing. So. Um, and the thing about CERN, let me. Uh, CERN is a guys, real organization spelled differently, and it's of an S. real. And they make real micro black holes and stuff. Blah, and they Did can. Do you make guys gold. know about the uh, the human sacrifice uh, that was in the um, courtyard at CERN? Huh? Like no. the quote unquote staged, perhaps. Uh, yeah, there was a there was this thing here. I'll share the. Uh, Shoot, one of my Dude, this is like opening up an entirely different world. I never knew these things. It's kind of frightening. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's do particle. There's a woman here. This is straight out of um straight out of uh eyes wide shut. So the uh, you guys can't hear it. I, I've got it muted anyway, but um there's a guy filming this from his hotel room across the street. The woman lays down, and this guy stabs her several times. And the guy filming freaks the fuck out when it happens. And this is this is in CERN's courtyard. CERN, for whatever reason, has all these Indian gods. So he starts stabbing her. The guy starts freaking out and gets away from the window, as anybody would. Um, and let That's me find. No, this is this actually happened outside of CERN in their courtyard. They staged. Oh. They, they claim it was a staged uh, human sacrifice in front of the hotel. Well, it was the hotel was opposite CERN, 
As in, right. we plan to really kill this person in real life, or we plan to fake someone's death. No, that they in the video you saw somebody getting stabbed. You yeah. can't tell if they actually stabbed them or it's a mock human sacrifice. Either way, it's weird, and they shouldn't. It's not something that normal human beings do, right? Yeah. So um, let me let me see the let me see if I can find the. Uh, there was also okay. This was not at CERN. It was in CERN, Switzerland. Um, they had a. Uh, let me uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find a clip. So th- this is like a conspiracy-minded channel talking about it, but uh, but they had this pr- parade they did. So this is I'm just getting into the there's evidence, but it's spec it's uh, circumstantial, right? About about what this stuff is based on. So this was this was, and this happened after Steins Gate, by the way. Um, there was weird stuff beforehand. People were speculating about them opening up, um, trying to open up a portal to hell and everything. But there's this there's this uh, elaborate dance and like ritual where they're going through this tunnel that they had opened. I don't think Satan would approve. So hold on. This guy's talking about what he thinks it is. And they have like they have like these uh goat-headed oh, well. creatures. Well, it's supposed yeah. to represent Satan, I guess. Yeah. Well, or Baphomet or whatever. But yeah, there's so anyway, I'm just saying that there's a lot of weird shit behind this. And if you actually sit down and, and sit through one of these videos, you see a lot of weird stuff that I'm not sure what the actual like time night timeline is of it or whatever. Uh, the, like the exact moment it's going to be shown in any given video. I couldn't find, I looked for the original video, the original recording of it. I couldn't, I could only find like the people commenting on it, but, uh, but I'm just saying like to, to get back to our point, there's a lot of weird shit regarding CERN that, um, that has happened, you know, that this is all playing off of, which, which I think makes the show that much more exciting that they're basing it off of sort of a more, um, mildly nonfiction, you know, um, and it's funny in, uh, you know how they rename everything. Um, so CERN is spelled with like an S and, and I, it's IBM instead of IBM. Yeah. DK pepper in, um, in Steins gate zero DARPA is DARPA. (laughs) Oh my God. That's perfect. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I just I think that I think that this one's a real winner. The one on um, the so the other the other thing they're doing is the, the brainwashing, the sort of MK Ultra uh, mind control stuff. They did that in um, Chaos Head too, and uh, ugh, they did a bad job in Chaos Head. The, the difference between Steins Gate and Chaos Head is Steins Gate is slow in the beginning. Um, and actually uh, makes but, sense. But it keeps you invested, and then it gets super interesting. Chaos Head is, like, really interesting in the beginning, and then they jump the shark, and you're like, okay, this is stupid. It's in the opposite direction. You, you called your stuff Gigalomaniacs, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to think of a gigolo literally every time you use this word you use 20 times in every episode? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, – just the foundation of Steins Gate is based on John Teeter and, and all that. Just waiting for Rob Schneider to make a cameo. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if um, johnteeter.com is still going. There's a there's a website that, that compiled all the... Uh... Everything is done? I imagine yeah, they, they 
Oh, uh, no, it's not. The requested URL is no longer... Uh... Oh, that sucks. Censorship. I already looked into it, so... The organization is out to just delete all data. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's also the thing about CERN's logo. That's the last thing. CERN's logo looks like 666. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm just kind of blown away that there's actually like real-life inspirations behind any of this at all. So yeah, I can, I can see it. What the? According to the four of them, for their for in their defense, okay, because I'm not I'm not trying to advocate uh, that CERN is an evil organization. I'm saying there's circumstantial evidence that people are running with in a conspiracy-minded way that I don't think is an it's not valid enough to actually base it in reality yet. Um, however, you guys know that I, I've always talked about how um, I like to know why people believe what they believe. So I look into all this stuff. I want to know why people jump to the conclusion. Right? So I, yeah, well, I, I've looked into it and I, I, I think it's obviously bullshit and, and there people come up with uh, they, they, they take leaps and, uh, and stuff like, okay, so NASA's lying to you about this. Here's proof. They okay, lied about this. Here's proof. That that and therefore the earth is flat. Point. It's not the same thing, right? It, there's, it's not a proper syllogism. So the thing about the thing about CERN is that um, this is meant to look like uh, the Hadron Collider. So um, let me show you. Let me show you the uh, uh, what it's what they're claiming it was meant to look like, and then you'll be like, "Oh, okay." You know, so let me see if I can find an image of it. I think I have like fifteen minutes left, so okay. I'll start yeah, on like my I'll other. I'll find it. You keep keep talking then. Okay. Um, from what Duo said about uh, when he was starting to say that last point, I was starting to think about how. Steinsgate really like changes the playing field a lot. It feels like I'm not going to say a different show at different points, but it's like there's so many. It, it feels like the playing field has changed in different ways so many times, and I really like that. And um, what is it? So I'm not sure if anyone else saw the Funimation Blu-ray trailers for Part Two. It was the whole advertising. Oh. My Yuri keeps dying. I need to yeah. stop her from dying, all that stuff. Uh, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize the second half, that was the entire thing, was I need to save My Yuri. But mm-hmm. the second time watching it, I mean, yeah, sure, that's technically true, but... That's the, that's the groundwork, but... Not- that, yeah, that's that's just the groundwork. It's not as if yeah. that's the... My Yuri's it dead. It by quick. Yeah, yeah. The watching and- of it? But uh, yeah, they have they focus on completely different aspects throughout the entire thing. So I've like I'm happy that I've devalidated my own preconception. Um, but yeah, the I really liked how the moral of the story was essentially the same way that in Dragon Ball power levels exist for the point of saying power levels are useless, and the purpose of time travel in this is that time travel is. Good only once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So it's a little bit like complicated to, to really grasp, but they have, it's because they've got world lines, divergent points and convergent points. So I think they explained those pretty well, but just, just to clarify, you can diverge slightly, but there are certain events that are considered convergent points where all the world lines meet at that point. And it's impossible, they believe it's impossible to escape from that event. 
So the event would be Mayuri dying, right? So no matter what world line you get to, that's going to happen Except one for the way or one another. on the other side. Except for this, the what they call reaching Steins Gate, right? Yeah. Um, or or getting back to the the Alpha World Line, or right? What well, Alpha or Beta? One or the other. The Alpha World Line, I think, is the one where um, Kurisu died at the beginning, and then they diverged from that to the Beta World Line when he accidentally when um, when he sent the text to Dar while his phone was hooked up to the phone wave, and it caused the the first D mail, right? Yeah. So um, uh, that switched him onto the Beta World Line, and the convergent point of the Beta World Line was Mayuri's death, so it couldn't be avoided. So um, the Alpha World Line. Uh, returning to that meant that Kurisu was dead, right? So that was like it was a picking between which which character you want uh, to live. I thought that was a great unveil. It was like, oh yeah, to save her, we just need to do undo these texts. And the crushing reality was like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, because that's such a that's such a that that's such like a, a not even a thing at the beginning. Like you don't even think about it again. Yeah, you forget about no. it. You completely like you think about, about it as it. being just the uh, explanation that oh well okay that that's the hook again. That's the hook of the series. Wait a minute, this person, I saw you die. You're alive now. Like, okay, well, there's a mystery. Let's find out why that mystery is happening. Find out the the, the answer to it, you know? And then it's like, oh, look at these bananas. And it's like, keep going, keep going. It's keep also going. really neat how they interweaved all the little, uh, like, uh, they kind of inferred the fact that, oh, Okabe was in the alpha line or whatever it is, because uh-huh. you hear his scream in the beginning. That's obviously mm-hmm. the other one that traveled through time. And then there's the other things like, oh, I just saw you a few minutes ago and you were just, you looked yeah, like you wanted to say really something. Good look on your face that you feel like you wanted to tell me, yeah. Yeah. And I thought all that was pretty, uh, yeah. That's an aha for a rewatch. Exactly. Yeah. Going on uh, on his previous point about the whole like ending thing where it's like, oh yeah, Carice is going to have to die. I thought it was funny because the entire time I remembered that. Like from the second I start- watched it, like till like later in the series, I was still remembering that. I'm like, yeah, you know what happens if you go to the next world line. So like the entire time I'm like, oh well, you know, as long as I don't try and get attached to her, then it shouldn't be a problem. But then it became a problem because, like, halfway into the series, I'm like, no, I actually really fucking like Carissa. Now I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want her to die. And so the whole exactly. time, I'm just like, dude, no, stop. But I didn't well, want my my Yuri to die either. So it's just this yeah. situation where, I'm like, fuck, this, this, this like doesn't Oka end Bay. happy. This is bad. I think Oka that Bay. the thing about um, the thing about CERN. Or pardon the thing about uh, Kurisu um, is that uh, even if like what what makes it the reason that they had to end the series the way that they did um, is that or the the reason why that worked is because um, because of the reading Steiner ability um, he couldn't. Like, like he would be attached to her no matter what, right? There's no way he can just erase those memories. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the way, the reason why it worked, what they did is because um, he needed, in order for the timelines to line up properly, he needed his other self to continue believing what had happened so that all the events would line up. Are you properly. talking about the movie? No, it, it's the uh, the, the last ending. episode of the series when he, um, text message when he, when he stabs himself. And like sticks his hand in his gut to bleed all over the place after he tases her. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I thought that was neat as oh, well, how yeah. you figured it out. I, well, I guess it's not figuring it out when you get stabbed, but it's like, okay, but, yeah. It was, oh, I just realized the mistake in the show. You did? What? Yeah, so in when you, in the first episode, when... Uh, Caris is stabbed. Not, it would not play around the same way, because what would happen is now she's got blood all over herself. So, because what what actually happens is that he sees her again and hugs her the second time or whatever because she's not dead, right? In the in like the first or second episode. So, so if if that's gonna play out, she'd have blood all over. He wouldn't see her again, and they probably wouldn't connect. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a maybe the blood wasn't actually on her. Let I don't know. <laughs> so the the story also um, sort of explores the uh, what what people call the Mandela effect. Which is total bullshit, by the way. It's not real. You guys are just you guys are just remembering things wrong. Um, do you guys, you guys know what the Mandela effect is? Yeah, yeah. Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah, so so um, just to debunk it real quick, the thing, so the, the only one that I think has any credibility at all is the Bernstein Bears, because it, like literally nobody ever knew it as Berenstein Bears. But the thing is that the opening song to the cartoon pronounced it Berenstein. The cartoon came after the books, though, didn't it? Yeah. So the the way that uh, it's still written, Berenstain, but the way that the that the the song portrays it and tells you how to pronounce it, it it's sounds Stein. like they're saying Berenstain. So, um, I, so that's why people called book- it that, and we just assumed. So actually, I'd like to say I remember watching that cartoon when I was a kid, and I always heard Berenstain, like oh not Stein, God. but Stain. Yeah, I, right. I'm talking about the opening theme, though. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I remember them saying because I, I that's what I remember right the show. He's on the bad side, Brad, is what he's trying to say. He came out on the opposite side of the Mandela. Yeah, well that's the funny thing is all these things people have been pointing out, they're like, Oh no, I remember this way. It's like, no, I remember the, so you know the, the way it is. I don't know. Have a dash in the middle or always yeah, well, had okay, a dash. So, so let me let me just explain r- real quick. Almost every one of them are movie quotes that people are like, you didn't actually say that. You didn't like, say, Luke, I am your father. What? Luke, I am your father, right? Which, for the record, the re- all of those, literally all of those, the fact that she says magic mirror on the wall, not mirror mirror on the wall, all of those are because somebody after the, the movie came out popularized the saying in other things where it's being parodied and they did it the wrong way and it just in the cultural zeitgeist became remembered that way right? yeah like beat me it up, doesn't Scotty. even make sense for him to say luke i am your father in the context of that scene they just say that because they need to give context when they're quoting it yeah um i'm just gonna say like i, I don't really believe the mandela effect thing but even if it was real it doesn't matter because i was in the i guess i would be classified as the one they transferred into the universe or whatever yeah. so it's like oh well <laughs> It doesn't matter regardless, even if it's right. It doesn't change anything for me. You're the one that was on the author's side of the universe because they say it's yeah. Stein. It's Stein. I'm listening to the theme song right now. Okay, in the middle. Oh, I was about to say, while you're looking that up, I'll uh, continue or whatever. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you could hear it either way. Anyway, it's, oh, okay. it's unimportant. I'm just getting. I'm just getting. At, I'm getting at the point that um, they they touch on it a little bit in in Steins Gate to uh, um, where people start because the the, the explanation um, and this is all stemming back to the existence of John Teeter in the first place. And this is, I think, where the theory came from. The explanation of the Mandela effect is that you are 
sharing memories with an, yourself on another world line. Oh, okay. Right. And they they play into that in Steins Gate um, in a lot more in Steins Gate Zero, where characters start. Um, well, I guess at the end of Steins Gate, people um, start to realize they start to have memories from the alpha world line while they're in the beta world line or something or stay vice within, versa. Stay within the movie where they started remembering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they started to remember. like Exactly. And, and, and that was I'm glad I saw your name before I watched this. Um <laughs> Because uh, I didn't really like uh, the Steins Gate movie, only because it felt like a rehash of the last three episodes of the uh, of the show, but with the roles reversed. You know, I called it the disappearance of Okabe Suzumiya, because that's basically <laughs> what it was. And it wasn't. It wasn't like. I, I, first of all, I don't like Kurisu. I don't. I mean, I don't hate Kurisu, but I just don't see why everybody else loves her so much. You know what I mean? As a character, I just don't think that she's. I don't think it, she works. It could be because. Um... Uh, I mean, the way that I work is like I'll accept any waifu that's good, but the <laughs> canon waifu, the canon waifu trumps all in most cases, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so uh, while so, I think Mayuri is, a, oh, she's incredible, she's the moest thing the ever. <laughs> I, I still have to go with Karisu because that's canon, and I'm gonna get more fulfillment with that ship, okay? Yeah. So Speaking on Kurisu and why I think people like her is like, I actually think Mayuri is part of the reasons. Like, I like Mayuri as well, but it's very clear that she's an anime character. Uh, she's a lot more exaggerated. She's like, you, I could not imagine a person talking like her ever. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kurisu sounds like somebody I would talk to in real life. Like, the, the whole, you know, like the, the, back talk the whole like conversations between okabe and her they okay, sound yeah. more realistic because that's the same kind of stuff that like me and my friends do or me and my little sister will do like so yeah. i feel like she's more realistic and at least on a like from personal taste uh i would prefer somebody that could talk with me on that level i guess as far as like people go because it's like i don't know it's it'd be a little boring if there's no you know like kind of mean-spirited joking going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing with the with Okabe eating the pudding and her waving the the, <laughs> the, the, the waving the, the lid of the pudding cup and they like that back and forth like it, it can, so, you can see it happening. Let me address yeah. what you just said about um the canon ship. So I think that you um are coming from the school of thought that your their the, intent the yeah, the waifu, you're looking for the character, you, your designated waifu is the character that the main character, quote unquote, gets with or falls in love with. I don't see it that way. Like, I I'm don't, not saying that I prioritize them and I say they're the best. I yeah. just, I just go with it. Okay, well, what I'm saying is that um, is that there's a surrogate uh, effect uh, that a lot of people have where they want their favorite character to be the one that the character gets with because for whatever reason, they are surrogating themselves with the main character, right? And I'm saying that even if I like a different character more, I don't need the main character to get with that character, except that in the case of Mayuri, as you'll see in Steins Gate Zero, it's heartbreaking <laughs> that uh, oh. you, have to watch, you have to watch the heartbreaking nature of... Um, of her dealing with the fact that she legitimately, you know, at the very least cares for Okabe and that, you know, the events of Steinsgate have ruined him emotionally, right? I know uh, we can't. Oh, wait, yeah. go ahead. We can discuss Steinsgate Zero after FDDM leaves. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, okay. the rest of us have watched it. Yeah. 
You haven't watched it? Oh, yeah. Have you played any of it? FDDM? Uh, no, I just bought it. I, I haven't oh, you, just, you haven't touched any of it. But the, the thing is, when I bought it, they announced the anime, so I'm like, okay, better wait for the anime. Uh, okay. Now, the thing about the They're visual releasing novel, it on Switch, on so fact, it. is that every single route that isn't the Carissa route is a bad ending. So if you if you pick right. Ruka, if you pick Mayuri, it's a bad ending. Because I think uh, it boils down to, oh, they feel guilt that Karisu or Mayuri died type yeah. thing. Um, but anyway, so let us let me rush through my, my other thoughts. Because uh, before we get to the movie, let's start with how I felt about the end of Stein's Gate. I like describe it is that it cuts off a bit if what feels like prematurely. The way that I describe Tamako love story is how it just kind of cuts off and you kind of want this confirmation afterwards, which the OVA tried to provide a bit of that. While it did help, it had its own cutoff point. Yeah. And it's just kind of like... It didn't seem like it necessarily had to come at the end of the series. That's true. It could have been kind of anywhere, but um, with with this OVA, the problem was they were just reestablishing, like getting their feet back on the ground, like whoa, I I knew you in this world line. Are these memories real type thing? The thing that I liked about the movie... Oh, God. You just unplugged and I heard myself. Um, (laughs) The thing I liked about the movie is that they kind of... They already had their feet on the ground and everything was kind of cleared up. And you got to experience the characters a bit more with all that in mind. And, I mean... Yeah, it is kind of reminiscent of Haruhi, disappearance of Haruhi type thing. Um, you did get a bit of Okabe in the first, like, I'd say third or so. But um, it's kind of neat to see uh, Karisu in uh, Okabe's shoes for once. And like, that poor bastard. Yeah, and um, yeah. I think there were a lot of moments in that movie that was like, this ship with Karisu, man, you're getting, you're getting what you asked for. Um, and the, I, thing, the thing is that I don't feel like they gave a good enough reason for why he started to disappear. Basically, he's erasing that, that he overloaded his mind uh, with all the other things. Sorry, you totally cut out. Um, what would you say? That he overloaded his uh, mind with all these different world line memories. Type yeah, but thing. why would that cause him to physically disappear from the world line? I don't know. Why does a banana all the travel memories... backwards in time from a microwave? Okay, well, I, okay. You can, within the rules that they set up in the story, the banana thing works. It makes sense. I'm saying that they didn't give us rules and stick to the rules as to why he starts disappearing. Well, that's, it essentially makes cracks and he kind of slips through it and then back up or whatever because it's unstable. I mean, it would make sense if, if it was from Okabe's perspective and he was flipping into other world lines that would have made a lot more sense if he if he was if it was following him instead of kurisu and you were seeing him end up in other world lines and her trying to get him back or him trying to get back i'm to pretty her, sure he was just made... in that like purgatory thing that was at the very end the yeah. entire time yeah which i don't again i don't think was i didn't it didn't feel like it was uh necessary and, and i mean so you could say that you could say that what was happening is that no, it, it doesn't make sense. I was going to say you could say that him not creating the time machine caused the paradox because of uh, Suzuha no longer coming back and then it not creating the time machine and then, you know, all that stuff. But and that wouldn't cause him to anyway. disappear. That wouldn't cause him to disappear altogether. Yeah. I think that I think even if 
like if you disregards the um the submit the however it's done or whatever um even if it is an excuse at the end of the day i'll buy it because that I, I i appreciated the way that they kind of gave you more of the whole karisu and okabe thing because obviously they ended both the ova and the tv series with that whole cliffhanger i'm not gonna call it cliffhanger but they just kind of left it off at that you, you know this, what's gonna happen next but you don't see it but this, yeah, but this kind of gives you that exploration or whatever. And it, I, I like the way they handle it because they had these little things like, oh, your sleeve is ripped. Oh, did I do this in another world line? I thought that that was a great moment, but it would have been even greater if it was something like, uh, oh, I don't have any white string. And uh, he's, he demanded the pink. That would have been really nice because it would be yeah. like, well, what? Yeah, there, there was a missed opportunity there. Which, so, by the um, way, in the game, Carissa says "lol what" a lot. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. If you watch it in Japanese, like there's a lot of leet speak and whatnot that would really get irritating. Because in Dude, reality, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, in reality, so it's a little bit different if you're reading it, which you are in subtitle form. But um, you don't Verbal actually hear it. people. You don't hear people don't verbally say WTF. that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I verbally like, say lol. You, I heard you earlier on the podcast say FTW, and it's like you don't add, that's literally that exists, so you don't have to type the whole word. It's not harder to say for the win than it is to say FTW. Yeah, it's slightly less syllables. Um, anyway, where no, am I? It's literally at? the same for the win. FT, it's the same amount of syllables. Actually, it's more saying FTW because W is two syllables instead of one. Right, oh. you're right. Yeah. The was three. <laughs> well, the thing is, I say that more for the meme's sake than yeah, I no, do. It might actually be three. Yeah, anyway. W, three, three syllables. Anyway, yeah, anyway. so what were you saying? Uh, let's see. Where am I going with this? <laughs> where are you going? In, in the movie, I thought it was kind of funny when it was like, yeah, I can't pay rent. I don't even know why I opened this lab in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was he doing for a living? Okay. He was doing nothing. He's a student. Yeah. He's just like, I need to get a real job now. By the way, how old how old do you think he was when you look at his character design? In, 19. In and Myra is 16. And Carissa is How just... old do you think he was before... <laughs> before what? Because I think he's actually 17 in the wiki. Who? Uh-huh. Okabe. Okabe is eight. Oh, I think okay. he's eighteen or nineteen. 17, yeah, but doesn't oh, yeah. doesn't he seem like he's like twenty five or twenty twenty three at least? Huh. Yeah, but I kind of like already knew their ages for playing the game and stuff, yeah. so it's not as much of a trauma. There's one line in the uh, manga that like Okabe, he it wasn't in like the game or Okabe called Miss uh, like sweet sixteen or something. I was like, I'm not sixteen. Mm-hmm. Christine 16 no 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 sweet 16 I know I'm just saying that that they were probably they were probably because he calls her Christine and they were probably hearkening back to that without actually saying it because they did all that stuff to to change how they verbalized like CERN with spelling it with an S instead of a C and all that stuff okay I'm going to continue my speed run so um yeah so the movie I just like even if you disregard the concept, I still think 
it's a nice fluff piece or whatever, at least for that alone. And yes, this one this one also ended kind of like the OVA and the TV series, but at least at this point, they've already gone over the whole, we've been reestablished as, oh, we're friends and all this stuff in this world line, blah, blah. And it was kind of like a victory at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, the only thing that I could have possibly wanted more was just like, I don't know, six episodes of Slice of Life having fun at the lab after the fact as, like, a victory lap. But, you know, I have unreasonable demands for every anime. I kind of want that from everything. I actually had exactly the same thing. It it wouldn't hurt to have had at least one more. Because it's, like, 25 episodes? Yeah. Yeah. 25 with the OVA. Yeah, that's... It's actually 24 episodes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, if they had had 26 episodes... And it it could have been better, but I also feel like there is going to be another series after Steins Gate Zero that picks up right where twenty episode twenty four left off. So I feel like I feel like that's what they're setting things up for, Um, and it's going to probably be more like this. This series is getting very dark uh, for the characters. It starts out like happy go lucky and quickly becomes a shit show, right? And I think just based on the cover and the synopsis sounds like it's. Incredibly dark. Yeah, well, um, I do want to say something if you're ready uh, to dip out. I want to say one thing about Steins Gate Zero before you leave, and that is Mayuri is actually voiced by three different people. In the first episode, she's voiced by Jackie Ross. In episodes 2 through 13, it's Ashley Birch. And and Jackie episode- Ross and Ashley Birch are the same person. Oh, are they? So she's just yes. labeled as... Okay. So Jackie um, Ross was originally a pseudonym. Okay, well, say, that's good to know. Didn't they both somehow play Mayuri? I didn't know. <laughs> okay. So Ashley Birch did, though, get replaced by Megan Shipman in episodes 14 through 23. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know, FDDM, you cannot tell. That's really? a great... Yeah, that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, you absolutely cannot tell. In fact, we had talked about how we thought, oh, it'd be great if uh, if Ashley Birch, because she's got something going on with her life right now where she can't she can't do Schedule. Attack on Titan and Steins Gate, um, and uh, so she dipped out of uh, Steins Gate um, and just got replaced Attack by on Titan is broadcast on TV. And we had talked about whether or not it would we like it might it would be nice if they got her back to redub the lines for the Blu-ray. Um, I don't want them to. Megan Shipman is doing as good of a job, if not better. Like she sounds just it's it's eerie how well she's replicating the cadence of the voice. It's I a, eerie. I was about to say that Megan Shipman back I first heard her in Masamune Kun's Revenge, and she sounded fantastic for a Funimation movie. So. And she also does New Game's main character. Yeah, so. and I'm I'm also um I'm also very happy that um okay so so a- Ashley Birch also known as Jackie Ross you guys are right um her Birch characters she is Sasha in Attack on Titan which she's Fire. continuing to play she's Mayuri in uh, Steinsgate she's Freckles in Episode Four of Space Dandy Season Two she's they didn't credit exactly what she is but she's in um. She's in uh, Fairy Tale. Um, oh shit! Yeah. She's it's probably additional voice. Uh, yeah, like she's a couple of weird, just additional voices in Dragon Ball Z Kai. That's it. Okay, that's it. Exactly. Now, I'm just saying that um, I'm really thrilled 
that of the the choice that she made, if we're going to lose Sasha or we're going to lose Mayuri, I was really worried about losing Mayuri. But like I said, Megan Shipman did such a phenomenal job picking up um, where where they left off that you cannot tell. But I'm not sure that her Sasha voice would be as easily replaced. Um, so I'm really glad that things like it's it couldn't work out better. You know, I think that I'm I'm really pleased that things have gone uh, the way that they have. And that's that's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, and then she's cast as uh, Jackie Ross in Codebreaker. A real quick note is that is, uh, in Persona is Four, colon, not a semicolon in that one. <laughs> uh, in Persona, ahead, Persona 4, Four, Rise Kujikawa is voiced by Laura Bailey, but I'm pretty sure. Oh wait, no. It was just simply the scheduling conflict. She couldn't reprise her role for Dancing All Night, the game, and she was replaced by Ashley Birch. Oh. Oh. Uh, when I first heard her, is she sounded like she was using the whole the pit the the volume of my voice is my acting. It was like, oh no, I am yelling. That evil's that, acting. So I'm that's sorry. how uh, that's how Tomiko sounded to me in all Tomiko Market, and I loved that about her. I'm so shocked though that she sounds like fantastic in Science Gate yeah. compared to the Persona Four dancing all night. But anyway, back to my speed run. I'm almost done. Um, so yeah, wait. Uh, I wonder if there was more that I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I think there's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was saying how the slice of life action... Oh, yeah. There's Steinsgate ONAs, which were released... Back the IBM in... shorts? Yeah, they were released back on IBM's official YouTube channel, and I watched them, <laughs> but now they're, they're not on there anymore. And they're basically nothing. But that's kind of similar to the slice of life uh, random. Yeah, you wanted... yeah. Yep. I haven't watched Why? them in a long time, but they were on the official IBM yes. YouTube channel. Yeah, that's they, were, they were in collaboration with IBM. I know. IBM is like they're like part of yeah, the shadow organization in the show. That's really funny that they're embracing the uh... the meme. I mean, they did do some shitty, awful things. They were the they were they built the machines that Hitler used in uh, World War II. So, I mean, they don't exactly have the best history, but. And uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the other thing that I was going to follow that up with was just simply the ultimate Steinsgate adaptation. The only thing they could do to make it better is if they uh, animated every single route. That yeah. the visual novel had for every heroine, but obviously that that's pretty unreasonable for demand. This isn't ESS yeah. or Photocano. That is the that's the only complaint I would say I have with the show is that there are so many characters that are kind of worthless. Yeah, when you think about it, Ruka isn't Rukiko, much of a character. Ferris, they are in there just because they um, were roots and they're from the the visual novel, right? And the visual novel, it's obvious that, you know, when you watch the show that it was based on a visual novel because they have a couple of episodes in the middle where it's like, goes on a date with girl Rukiko, uh, hangs out with Ferris and she kind of falls in love with him. You know, like there's, they, they kind of do that um, harem type thing. thing. with Mocha in her apartment. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Which was weird. <laughs> I don't mind that because it didn't really interfere with the show because they still had to go back anyway and get the world line thing. Yeah, okay, so last thing I want to make sure to bring up before you leave. 
Sure. Um, so the, the one part of the show that I can't get over is uh, when they find out that Mr. Braun is uh, around her. FB. Um, I yeah. absolutely, positively Predicted. could not continue to have my lab in that place <laughs> over that store. Oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Like when you find out that that guy, like he's like you, I wouldn't, be able to, I wouldn't be able to talk to him anymore. I, I mean, he kind of killed himself after that yeah. anyway. So yeah, but I'm just saying like, that is the one part that of information that they learn that they're able to, I, the fact that they're able to just go on, like it's nothing. It's like, that's like finding out that like, Oh, I didn't realize uh, that my neighbor downstairs was OJ Simpson. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> That part was just like, I, 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 I don't know why, but it was just really jarring to me. It's like the only part where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't buy this for some yeah. reason. It's such like, such a weird thing to not buy. I think it's I can accept like the gel bananas, but it's just that him being around her that I, throws me off. I think that's because it's based around their characters. So it's like, if you watch literally any other anime and it's like, oh, we have eight main characters and it's like, oh, mystery. Who's this person? Oh, it happens to be in our little group of characters. What a coincidence type thing. I think well, that's I, probably... I, think, I, I wonder if the light novel or the visual, the visual novel, novel um, might have handled it differently. But they're just... The visual they're novel, like, don't time. The visual novel goes a lot more in depth. And uh, yeah. I'm not going to say into things that don't matter. Like, as I said before, the chat rooms, they're a lot more interactive and stuff like the that. The fact that you could probably actually read the text on screen is Yeah, a lot a of that blink and you'll miss it. Anyway. Yeah, it makes yeah. you feel like you're part of the chat room and all that stuff, but in Science Gate, simply, oh yeah, I was with John Teeter, and that reads out John Teeter's whatever's. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Cool. Uh, do I have anything else to say? Yeah, there's like... It's... There's... Considerably few things I had problems I have with the show because it was just that good, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, apart from just like some of the characters weren't that strong, like we already said, Brukiko yeah. and all that stuff. Uh yeah, pretty good. And the, the stuff that they're frozen. Am I frozen? <laughs> you came back and your sentence had completed <laughs> while you're new. Am I frozen? You're bug eyed like right from the zoomed in. It was pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> you, have to, um, you have to go back and watch that. Okay, yeah. Highlight reel. <laughs> Before you go, FDDM. Yes. I did an interesting count just for you. A count. The DP count. <laughs> Um, for what science gate? Yes. Okay, what's the, the Doctor Pepper count? count? Of course. Oh, okay. DK. <laughs> no, DK. no DP. <laughs> literally, literally, everybody watching this podcast didn't think of Doctor Pepper when you said that. I think we need yeah, to tweet yeah. out at Doctor Pepper. Change your name. It's DP. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the total count times. Of shots that Dr. Pepper was in the series and the movie combined was 23. You sound like I, I'm very proud of you because you sound like <laughs> you're me 
except with uh, slightly <laughs> more <this>. modest ambitions. <laughs> and twenty-three, I mean, literally twenty-three, twenty-three flavors of Dr Pepper. Twenty-three. That's like Illuminati confirms. <laughs> That couldn't have been a show. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, 23? That can't be a coincidence, though. <laughs> I think I forgot anything I was about to say before uh, I cut out. What was I <laughs> oh, There's considerably few things that I found yeah, uh, initially. Oh, yeah, for people like uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, Moeka... <sighs> I, I kind of instantly hated her because I'm yeah. like, why are you here? Get out of here. You're annoying me. Get out of the way of the plot. But even when they developed her backstory, I found, okay, yeah, I, I, I can get with this, even though it was pretty minimal to the overall whatever. But so, um, actually, she did play a role in being the one that killed Mary and all that crap. Yeah. So I guess realistically, who was the best character in the show? Uh, I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> why are we it's wrong? So funny. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's the Oopa. Yes. Okay, tell no, me why I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just asking, what's your favorite character? God. When you watch the show, who do you like the most? Like, who who is the most entertaining to you? Entertaining. Oh. Jesus. What? Like, which one do you? That's Okabe. It's it, okay. he's the most entertaining to me. Yeah. Do you he's think a, that's he's the reason why you watch the show? Oh, by the way, his name Hoin Kyoma Hoe uh, Hoo is Pokemon, uh, Japanese. It's, it's for, it means phoenix in Japanese. So he like his persona was like the phoenix rising from the ashes kind of thing. Yeah, which is funny. Oh, okay. Because I figured that in Steins Gate Zero, that persona gets buried, and he's going to return. And I think which that was exactly actually exactly what setup. happens. Yeah, I think that was the 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 plan. Is that that he? Uh, that's why they said. Wait, doesn't he wear like a black jacket for Stanty Zero? He, he's the stat scientist in Stanty Zero. I thought that too. I, I thought that he was wearing a black lab coat. Um, but he's just wearing. He's going to college and he just wears all black. So he's wearing like a suit, but he's just. Oh, so he's black. me. He wears black. Um, <laughs> he, he's the sad scientist, not the mad scientist. He got into metal pretty deep in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would make for a good. Anime. Anyway, oh, yeah. I, I think the best character of the series is Suzuha by far. Yeah, she was really good. I, I, I really like her character. Her when you said who's the best character. Yeah, and I've noticed nobody's brought her up this whole discussion, really, except for me in the beginning when I, I was totally wrong. About I thought she was, yeah, I thought she was really good. Yeah. Daru's line about getting naked in the, or not naked, down to the unmentionables in the. With his own daughter. Yeah, with his own daughter. <laughs> I thought that was nice. So that's that's awful. What did you think about the reveal that Daru is um, uh, her dad? I thought that Sounds was. Right. I thought it was nice, and it was kind of cool how it was. Oh, this guy requested a pen. Oh, I thought I'd pretend to be her dad, and then he was her dad. Yeah, I, I thought that the pretend to be her dad part was kind of weak, but I. I liked, even though it was like real sappy, I liked how Mayuri realized because it was FG, Future Gadget, mm-hmm. right? I, I um, thought that was nice as well. And how it's like point n- model number 2.379 or something. Edition B. But, oh yeah. I will say that, um, so one thing they, 
they throw this as a really offhand thing that um, they send Suzuha back to the past to get the IBM uh, 5100. That's pretty depressing in one of those moments that you're like, oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, which is like, I failed, right? I failed, I failed, I failed. Right. So, they, in that attempt, couldn't, she couldn't go back, she couldn't go forward in time. The time time machine only went back, right? It was a one-way trip. Um, But, uh, it's kind of weird because it was rectified. Well, because in, um, in the last episodes, the last two episodes, they go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, right. And they, they briefly like play it off. Like, Oh, I guess we fixed that problem. Right? I think <laughs> that, that was intentional because whatever they did to get to that point must've altered um, the future so that Daru made note of, well, frick! It needs to go both ways in time when he's mean. <laughs> they also changed the name of the machine in the different. Right. Like, like they had the, a C for for saving Christina. They almost changed the OR for when they're saving Okabe. Yeah. Actually, so I have one more thing that I'll say before I go, which is the sound design. I thought it was really like, uh, like I have the five point one that you can see right here and all that stuff. Um, of course, because it's a show based heavily around talking and all this stuff, it wasn't very prominent mostly. It did have like whatever the echoey stuff, and um, it really did have some good moments though. Like when he time leapt and stuff, it was just like whatever, blah. And um, the thing that I have as a complaint is the sound design though, is uh, there was a lot of recycled sounds that were really. Really obvious, like when uh, when Moika was bashing against the door, it was the same ding, 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 open up. And uh, <laughs> I thought that that scene that added to the uh, to the freakiness of it because she was like she was going nuts on the other yeah. side of that door. I thought I think... that kind of added to it. I didn't really notice it, um, but I'm not like it's like you're noticing because you're an audiophile and it also in audio like sort of design. In the uh, same you way notice that you're that stuff, animation. Then I noticed the visual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So and... before you leave, I realized yes. we haven't gone over the uh, the tweets, and I wondered if you because these are actually about the original Steins Gate. I wondered if you wanted to stay while we just run through these real quick. So I noticed uh, at the very first couple episodes when Okuba wanted to sell Mayuri's, or he talks about if we sold, if it's for 10 million yen or 10,000 10, yen rather, um, that it w- we could think of all the parts we could get to, for experiments and all that stuff. Uh, that's only $90. <laughs> Have US. you gone to a Goodwill and bought $90 worth of electronics? I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it, it's, it sounds like this enormous amount. Then it sells for on eBay, and it's like, oh, it's 90 bucks, right? Uh, skip over the sass from uh, Donjo Boagi here. Oh, and I can't, I can't even. That's another Michael tool. One. Anyway, and the subtitles were were awful, awful on on the uh, Steins Gate. You tell me to talk a hint. Yeah, I just want to obviously it's wrong. about the Twitter thing. Uh, every time I saw you post about this, I'm like, oh boy, he doesn't like Steinsgate or something because he's just complaining about it all the time on Twitter. <laughs> no, th- this is my second time watching it. Um, I, and the, So also, uh, remember the, the problem I had with um, Maid Dragon where I couldn't switch to turn on the subtitles? I couldn't swap audio and stuff like on the Blu-ray? Yeah. 
Um, so I watched May Dragon on DVD because I could switch between them and find out if yeah. they had, uh, you know, changed the the stuff because we were concerned about it for that one. Um, I couldn't do that for the movie of Steins Gate, but I could do it for the series for some the reason. The movie came out like last year. Did it? No, I think it's been a couple no, of no, years. No, no, no. The, the home video release. The home video release. I think that might oh, have been 2016. I'm sure I bought it like in a couple of years ago, actually. It might have been 2016. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did watch Steins Gate for the first time last year. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so I mentioned that uh, I I could have sworn that in the dub they were actually referring to it as the IBM instead of the IBN, but that in the uh, in the actual subtitles it was or in the show like the computer shows it as IBN, and in the subtitles it was still saying IBM. But I did check it, and it did sound like I was just hearing it wrong. So I'm going to yeah. ignore all these. Uh, and then this one, if you guys watch this. Look at the people in the background walking. Look how freaking janky they look. I never saw yeah. that. I don't know if you can tell. It's probably really janky even just on the stream. But if you watch on the thing, you can see like how janky those. Oh, man. White Fox did a horrible job animating Okabe in that scene. He's so yeah. janky. <laughs> that, that's the tweet Steins that made me think he doesn't like Steins Gate. Like when I was reading your tweets. I'm like, oh, yeah, he doesn't like Steins Gate. I was reminded of when it was uh, that scene in particular, I'm like, whoa, this is like uh, that other world, whatever, blah, blah, machine uh, thing with the that lady, girl with the doll. I'm like losing my mind right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I said it turns out Thanos is the one who started my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, also, I noticed in the opening to Steins Gate, where they have all the clocks. <clears throat> they have this thing called the Watchmakers 4. Uh, notice the 4, the Roman numeral, is using four eyes instead of an IV. Uh. Yeah, that's going to ruin clocks for you, by the way. Uh, they didn't use the uh, Watchmakers 4 in the opening, hmm. um, which I'm, I'm pleased with, because I, I hate the Watchmakers 4. Uh, I, I, it bothers me to no end. I have a clock like this in my house and I, I can't even tell the time I'm looking at it. I just hate it so much. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, so here's, uh, this will uh, excite you uh, duo. I mentioned that. Um, the time uh, machine. Suzaha shows picture. the time machine, right? This is the time machine that um, John Teeter had and he had it in the back of, I think this was the truck. Um, cause this doesn't look like a Corvette, but in, in the, um, in the messages from back in the day, uh, he had said that it's, it weighs, I think 500 pounds. Yeah. That it weighed 500 pounds and that, um, he, it, it, once you got it to the past, it needed to be taken to a vehicle. So you need to like help getting it there. And once it's in the vehicle, it just stays there cause it's too heavy to move on your own. Um, so this was his vehicle. He has like a shotgun and, um, and his time machine back here. So that's, that's what he claimed it was at least. Uh, and to this day, nobody was able to figure out, I think what this schematic was actually of people claimed that he intentionally uh, left it. Uh, blind. Did, he, did he intentionally um, scale, like cr scaled the images down so that they were, you couldn't actually read what these numbers were or what the, you know, uh, you couldn't identify it, but um that's interesting. This isn't what you originally sh shared. Hmm? Oh yeah, you did. I didn't realize you shared this with an image um, regarding. So we, yeah, we we said uh, where did that tweet go? That disappeared. I don't think you actually added to it. I didn't moment. add it. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's another important tweet I have to you find. But um, the thing is, tweet. yeah. So the thing is that uh, 
Uh, well, it doesn't. I have to add them by hand. It doesn't get added automatically when you put the yeah. uh, thing in there. But um, we, the, I was going to bring up. I'll bring it up at the end about about uh, the character in Flint Lockwood in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs looks exactly like Okabe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so you said this, Reese. You said Steins Gate yeah. Episode One dub Daru, and here we go, another reference no one gets but you. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> Yeah, you, so this is referring to yourself saying that to Augie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you, you said you had a funny story about oh, this. Oh, I do have share? a funny story. If you want to. Yeah, uh, go for it. Probably about five minute story. Uh, I, I watched this series back when it originally came out on disc. Mm-hmm. I showed this to a friend of mine, like a group of two or three friends that I met in college. Mm-hmm. And I showed this series to two of my friends at the same time. Like I, I go to he's like two towns over. I stay the night. Yeah. And I showed him the series. You know, after the initial runs of bullshit, after this scene, two weeks later we had lunch with the, my th- with the third friend, and we were talking about this series, and mm-hmm. he asked me to show friend number three a picture of Ruka. Right. And doing a simple Google image search on my phone, somehow the safe search was off, and you can guess <laughs> what one one of the first results was. <laughs> was it a Dujenshi or was it not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I shit you not. He started having a nosebleed <laughs> in the middle of Mongolian buffet. But, but... This is the middle of January, dry weather, nosebleeds happen all the time. Is this, was the image of male or female? <laughs> well, it was either male or Fudinari. <laughs> I'm really glad that, that when they introduced Rukako, they're immediately like, yeah, by the way, this is a guy. Just so like, I'm like, okay, thank you. Good. You're not going to like trick me tw- like 12 episodes in. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. That was a mistake. That was another that one like, of those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah that, was, was, that was my funny story about that. <laughs> yeah, I got to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Nice Guy. I just nice think it's guy. funny because I. Okay. I was just going to say, I got to give a shout out to Mr. Nice Guy for having the absolute perfect response to my question. What divergent timeline is Mr. Nice Guy in? He said, yeah. in the autocorrect timeline. <laughs> 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 anyway, continue. <clears throat> oh, okay. I was just going to say, like, I was watching this with a group of people or whatever, and like the second I saw it, like I, I guess this is gonna sound weird, but that kind of character archetype, like the way they were acting, like that's the usually the one I'm like, oh, that's instant waifu. And uh, so Troy started laughing when I said that, and I'm like, oh no, I made a mistake, didn't I? <laughs> and they told me right after, I'm like, okay, good. At least I didn't get my hopes up, but then it yeah. disappointed like, them a lot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I also said in the dub, Ferris is the only one that calls Mayuri Mayushi. So Mayushi is obviously her name is her name is Mayuri Sheena. So it's Mayu from Mayuri and she from Sheena. Just like Okabe Rintaro becomes Oka Rin, right? So anyway, um, I said this at the episode where um, where Ferris uh, where they have the little thing where where Ferris goes back to the old timeline or the they reset that ver- divergence so that um, her dad ends up dying. Right. Um, and she had called 
her Mayushi in that. And I'm like, I don't, I've, I had watched the entire series up to that point with the subtitles on and noticed every single character at one point or another called her Mayushi, but never heard another character actually verbalize the word Mayushi, right? The name Mayushi. Um, FDM, you said that, that Daru also called her that. And as I soon as I started that. watching, Steins Gate Zero, I noticed that he also does call her that, so I might have overlooked that. But what I'm saying is that Okabe, I've never heard call her Mayushi in the first series, I didn't think. None of the other characters, even though the subtitles were implying that that's what they should have been calling her at that point. So anyway, I'm just saying. So I was wrong about this, but but my point was that in the subtitles, it's way more often than in the show and the dub. And then lab coats, fashionable as fuck. Fast. That was from you. And then uh, Moika and her thugs always appeared on Friday the 13th. And I said, that that explains the hockey masks. I never saw heard that line. They never yeah, pull out. It's not they, in the dub. They like broke is, it up. Yeah, it's not in the yeah. dub. This is in the, the subtitle one. They didn't even, they didn't even mention that. You have to Friday. pay attention to the clock on the screen. Yeah. So, um, and then you said Alexa play the Halloween theme, which sorry. Have you heard the Friday the Thirteenth theme? That was iconic. Come on. Well, but Halloween and Halloween and, and Friday the Thirteenth are two different franchises. I, I don't know. know. That's not, but have you heard the Friday the Thirteenth theme? It's not as like it's not. As, you oh, you yeah. get what I was trying to say. Well, speed run. Speed run. Anyway, so um, so this last part here, um, when I got to the uh, that OVA episode where they go to Cal, where they go to yeah, they go to LA, right? Um, mm-hmm. for the for the um tournament the Rhinet tournament and i was thinking one of the things steinsgate really nailed was american weather report girls have you ever seen one that wasn't exposing her belly button with her belt open and pants unbuttoned all right well i don't see browsers in the corner so (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love all the american women in steinsgate have huge tits (laughs) This is the last thing. I don't um, watch so any U.S.-based weather reports, and my mom works <laughs> at a news station, which definitely doesn't have ladies like that with the weather. Yes, so, the yeah. joke was that nobody in the states looks like this on the weather. Oh, <laughs> that was the joke. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else here other than uh, all oh, you. Life. You had said yeah, the the Goyamon thing. Yeah. Uh, never gonna give you up. I, yeah, I, as I, long never, you... I realized that this time because I hadn't gotten into Lupin when I first right. watched it. Yeah, I thought no, no. That's why I'm saying all oh, the mileage on this thing just keeps going up. Yeah, and then this was the the never gonna give you up. So by the way, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but uh, when I got married, you have to pick uh, a song to be your. Um, <laughs> To be the last oh, no. song that plays that gets everybody to leave, and I picked that. Rick Astley's <laughs> never going to give you up. <laughs> and everybody stayed. That's amazing. And then, and then in the movie, so let me real quick. Uh, so obviously, there's this scene where where. Oh, I get she, that now. Your caption. I thought that was Curry's, grown up. <laughs> yeah, she kisses. She kisses young Okabe, and I said, "In the past, you can do whatever you want, even statutory rape your crush." Right. <laughs> Uh, and then here are the Dr. Pepper shirts. And then we get into the, uh, I'll, I'll pull up the, um, I'll pull up the, uh, the picture of Okabe and, uh, 
Flint Lockwood in a second. But so this is this is the last point I was going to make. This kind of irritated me. It's it's very minor. In the Blu-ray releases, the DVDs are white, and the Blu-rays are black for the series. Wait, 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 wait. You had what's that in the case? It's a fill me out. Funimation fill me out. Oh, I looked at okay. Never mind. I yeah. thought I was seeing something else. Never mind. No. And then in the movie, they reverse it. They reversed it, so the D- the Blu-ray is white and the DVD is black, and the Blu-ray is uh, not even you, white. It's, you it's are colorblind, it's sir. What? <laughs> it's it's not white. It's silver. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the the color scheme, they it's white without the without yeah. you know. They the inverted map. it, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. That it's would have bothered bit... me more if it was like their complete set of Steinsgate with the movie. Well, I'll say this: um, because of what this actually is, is just a reverse of the last two episodes of the series. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it after the fact. Um, but to uh, to wrap things up, so that you can leave, or if you want to leave now, you can because you don't need to say anything about Flint Lockwood. But let me just pull up that image real quick, and then we'll j- we'll dive into uh, Steins Gate Zero. All right, see you guys then. All right, see ya. Bye. I did want to point out one thing that I like about Steinsgate. Sure. Uh, the one joke that kept recurring, it would always make me laugh, is when he would, like, something would happen that would, like, slightly anger him, and he'd pull his phone out and, like, talk to the somebody. He's like, oh, the organization yeah. found me. Yeah. It's always, like, this over-the-dumbest stuff. Yeah. One thing I liked about earlier on was... Like and like another parallel with this with uh, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, the stupid inventions. Like you always yeah. said, you always <laughs> said so, you always said something. Oh, like the like for the coll- collaborations. Oh, they just sit around the coffee table getting hot, or like the um, that seventy show uh, weed ring and said, "Oh, wouldn't it be a great idea? Yeah, let's turn a, the the uh, TV remote into a phaser gun or a, a ray gun." Right. So uh, I forgot there was there was something else worth bringing up. Uh, first of all, so yeah, Flint Lockwood is if you've ever seen the movie is he's just like Okabe. And then you brought up a great point that I didn't even pick up on about how the very first thing you see when you watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is the Columbia logo uh, gets dropped uh, on by a, a giant banana, it's like kicked out of the way by a banana. Yeah, so the banana from Steins Gate. <laughs> basically gotcha. gets gets sent to the world line of landing on the on the Columbia uh logo. That's, that's what I was making it's like a fucking banana. Okay. Could have been anything else, but it's a fucking Ben's banana. Leaving. Um it says I'm out, time to catch some Z's so I can wake up tomorrow and catch them all. Uh thanks for pointing me to the podcast. Yeah, dude, thanks for uh, stopping by. I really appreciate uh getting more eyes to this podcast so we can grow our reach and and, uh, you know, help uh, more people find love of uh, collecting anime and all the stuff we're doing. So thanks for stopping by. Anyway, and then also you hated oh, this Oh, wait, movie. I brought you here. What? Well, because you, you posted on the... Uh, um... Uh, maybe it wasn't. Well, I posted in a couple of them places. Okay. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> well. He knows you by Reese instead of your other name, so... Uh, yeah. There's maybe that. I've been on Discord. I Who knows? It, I dropped it in a loop on Discord. I frequent Ooh, cool. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, you didn't like. Uh, did you get through all of Cloudy with Chance Meatballs? You didn't like it. Who me? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite. Like, uh, I mean, I remember seeing a meme about, oh, there's a leak in the boat, and it was like the leak screaming. Yeah. That must, that must have been in the from, second one. Yeah, that is, that's from the second one. The second yeah, one's yeah. not. So I'm basically obligated to Netflix that now. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched that when I was a kid, and it, this is like one of the first times I've heard anybody bring it up in a long time. <laughs> and I want to point out my favorite scene in that, my favorite giant like jello castle or whatever it is, <laughs> because just like it's such a cool looking, like it just looks so cool. And it's the like, oh, dude, it. I kind of do that. <laughs> here's the here's, uh, Venus to Milo with your face and Michelangelo's David also with your face. <laughs> I like that shot of would you come with me in? and it does like a quick shot of over her shoulder to the exit sign that's over <laughs> the wall. It's like I don't should she get out of here because fun. this guy's a nut job or should she stay? I love the scene when the feet come down and slam right into his eyes. <laughs> anyway, um Ben says he's a floppy king on your Discord or whatever. Oh shit. Yeah. No, uh, no anyway. that that's not a uh wait a minute. Okay, well, whatever. He, I, I, I assume that was Dude, a message to you. that's from my Pokemon Go friends. <laughs> in, in town. I, I, okay. What the hell? All right. So, um, yeah, let's talk Steins Gate Zero. So, oh boy. major change of pace. By the way, you guys are caught up to I'm caught up to episode 19. That's how far it's gone depth so far. I, I didn't hear what you just said because you cut off. I'm caught up to episode 19 of Steins Gate Zero. I think that's, that's how far around where I am, but you said something that I did not because like, you cut off at the point where the is about to enter the time machine and then, you know, like... Okay, so maybe you got to episode 17 because 18 and 19 go so crazy that I think the show might have actually jumped the shark. Oh, like, okay. So you've got you're at the part where they're on the rooftop, and Oko's yeah. trying to stop them. Have you gotten to the part where the military shows up? Oh yeah, they already they already shot her. Like it, oh, okay. that's yeah, where yeah. it ended. That's where I okay. stopped because yeah. um with Steins Gate Zero or mm-hmm. like it, basically it started coming out. I watched the first episode. And I loved it. And I decided I was not going to watch it for months because oh, okay. I I don't like watching so this kind of show. On? Like yeah. so I I wait until there's just like several episodes out so I can watch it. Um, so that is where I've left off and I have no clue what happens after she gets shot. <laughs> okay. Well, she, um, yeah, so that might actually be episode 17. I'm not sure, but, but yeah, that scene where all of a sudden it's like, Oh, by the way, you're surrounded. <laughs> that was like, what? <laughs> when, yeah. when, when Derpa and Stratfor or, or what do they call Stratfor in that one? Uh, I don't know what they call, but it, but yeah, when when they show up, it's like that's the weirdest. That took me out of the experience so much. Those last two episodes, um, so, Reese, like, Reese might be farther. That's why that's why I started with this because he might be farther because I think you're watching it subbed. Is that correct? Yes, I'm watching. I'm all the way up. Yeah, I like so I've been like watching it. Like, I've been watching on Crunchyroll, but uh, yeah, I want to point out some stuff. Oh wait, go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, because uh, since we're gonna start talking about it, I kind of want to talk about like certain, but um. First, I just want to mention, like, I, when I started watching Steins Gate Zero, like, I got halfway through it, 
immediately that's why i rewatched steinsgate because first there were things they were mentioning them like oh i don't remember what they're talking about but second like steinsgate zero even if it's so wildly different in tone at least the writing up to the point i'm at is so like it's so good and it it gives characters that i previously felt felt were kind of neglected it gives them more of a spotlight than they were previously given like a daru for example was kind of just a gag character through most of the the original show like he would just kind of do things occasionally but he was more he was more for joe steins gate zero he actually they actually like use him a lot more and it's like oh okay he's not just the guy who makes dirty jokes occasionally does he sound different to you in steins gate zero well i'm watching sub so i would oh, like it, it yeah like, it doesn't like, sound like any the- different the voice I'm, or yeah his uh, something about like it seems to me like um all the characters rewatched steinsgate before coming back to to reprise their roles except for him like he just doesn't sound the same he's coming across different to me my wife thinks he sounds the same but something about him like he just in in steinsgate he he kind of has a poly shore cadence to his voice like remember in uh the Goofy movie when they had Polly like, Shore, yeah, 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 yeah. like you, you know, yeah. like he's got the like, eh, like eh, eh, kind of way of talking, you know? like a stunt, kind of like a stoner almost. Yeah, he he kind of he kind of talked like that when he was making Inner Windows in the season one, uh, yeah. and in Steins Gate Zero, I don't, I feel like that's gone, um, yeah. and it's like it it's a little bit jarring to me. He also seems like he's getting way fatter, but then in some scenes he seems way skinnier, and then also it doesn't make any sense because um, Suzuha didn't know who her dad was. Um, and then in Steins Gate Zero, it's like she knows who her mom and her dad are. Um, and it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me that, uh, um, and it's, I, I can't tell if it's because she knows Daru in the past, because then she gets the message from future Daru, who's really skinny, right? Uh, yeah, future Daru is weird looking. My wife, as soon as he came on screen, my wife goes, future Daru's a babe. <laughs> I, I kind I, of, ugh, yeah, I weird. so um so uh but it's just it's just weird like and, and you have to ask yourself though is future daru comfortable sending a message to suzuha because she knows who he is because of past daru like it's, it's it starts to get weird because then it's also um not having reading steiner like i he shouldn't know that world line you know what i mean hmm. unless she came back but then where would she come back to? Because she didn't know her dad, right? It doesn't make sense. You- um, and also, I also wondered, uh, sorry, throughout all of Steinsgate, whether or not Okabe was the one they found had reading Steiner only because he's the only one actually doing the, the jumping. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if everybody would have had it if they were in the shoes of, of actually performing the jump or whatever. Right. So, uh, time out quick. Uh, AC, or, um, re- refresh my memory. What happened in the last episode that you have seen? In the last episode I watched. So do you remember how um, on the rooftop they get shot? Uh, Mayuri gets shot, but she's just grazed, right? Yeah. She's okay. Um, She goes to, they get in the time machine. Then they, first of all, the blonde guy. Luskinen or whatever. Surprised no one. No one that he was the bad guy. Most obvious thing I've ever seen in my life. The moment he showed up, uh, all right, I will. Oh, yeah. um, uh, the oh, most okay. obvious um, thing ever that uh, that he was going to be the bad guy. But anyway, so 
they get into the into the time machine and try to leave, it gets shot with the rocket. Maybe they got out, maybe they didn't, but then Okabe gets a text message directly from Mayuri right at that moment, and then it's like that was her goodbye okay. message. But yeah. it's like, did she send that beforehand when the cell towers were down? Yeah. Because if she had, technically that couldn't have sent unless her phone was okay. Okay, so that's where, that's where the episode ended up. That's where episode 18 ends off. Yeah. Episode 19, they come back, uh, and he they build the phone wave. He goes back to try to do it again, and then it's still like, did they get out? You know? like, it's did, like did, it, did that end with the uh, clock cracking on screen? I can't remember. But, um, but it basically, the exact same thing happens, and it's like, Okabe, you idiot! Why did you try to stop them again? <laughs> like, okay, so you haven't gotten happened. so you haven't gotten to the really good part yet. Okay, no, I haven't. I, that's right where I'm at. Is, is okay, that okay. Where, I, I, I didn't want to start talking about that. Sure. And okay, yeah, give uh, duo your thumbs up again. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that where you were at, so I wasn't spoiling anything for you. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so um. So I want to say one thing. I re- one of my favorite things about the show so far. First of all, as a kid, I've been totally on board with um, robot takeover, time travel, all sorts of different sci-fi things in in post-apocalyptic movies and stuff. One thing that I'm really not on board with in modern movies and stuff is AI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And partially it's because I don't understand it well enough to that it, it's unbelievable to me. And it's scary to think that it might actually be based in reality. You know what I mean? Because we are entering the, what do you call it? The singularity in that sense where um, an intelligence becomes smarter than us and is able to think freely and starts building intelligence is even smarter than it kind of thing. Um, so when they brought in Amadeus, Oh um, that was, I, I had to really, if, if Steinsgate season one hadn't already sold me on the show, I'm, and I was not one to force myself to get through shows I started, um, I might've dipped out at that point just because oh, I, dude. you know, but it's the reverse for me that, so when they introduced the, the AI thing immediately, I was like, Oh geez, that's. That is so interesting from like a, you know, like how do you react to this entity that acts like somebody that has the memories of somebody, but isn't yeah. somebody, isn't that person? There's, yes, that is a very interesting dynamic, especially because Okabe, she doesn't know Okabe. That's the, that's, it wasn't, that's one of the things that made me stick around. Obviously I was going to, going to anyway, but that's one of the things that gave me hope is that I'm like, this is going to be a very interesting way that they're going to handle this because she has no memories of Okabe because she met him in a different world line um, after she had already died. Right. So (laughs) the data they downloaded from her brain um, before she even came to Japan, before she came to Japan. Right. So um, I wish that they had dealt with her getting to know Okabe and Okabe opening up to Amadeus a little bit more, even though that was something he knows he can't do. 
because of the fact that her servers and stuff are recording all their logs and stuff. Um, but I would have liked to have seen um, him open up to her and her dealing with the conflict of knowing how important it is, what he's saying and, and how, how much of an impact this has had on his life, but her not being able to relate and being so conflicted about it. Right. Um, but getting back to Amadeus in general, the thing that really sold it for me that I thought like I was, so, it might be one of my, it's so small, but it might be my favorite thing about the show so far is that they animate um, uh, Kurisu as a, in the Amadeus program as a virtual YouTuber. They used like the, the mocap with the, yeah. like, and I thought that that was so brilliant because it's so subtle, but it gives you uh, the look that she's not a real person, that she is AI, right? That she's an artificially constructed um, character, right? So that's basically the equivalent of talking to a CG uh, real-time rendered face talking to you, right? Uh, as the AI. I know. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. How it's so subtle. Most people probably didn't even notice it, but them using that was it was icing on the cake, and that that really sold it for me. Um, uh, that like it was just such a great decision that all my preconceived stuff about um, about not really being into AI and and all that stuff really it it made me give it another chance. Also, Maho is a great character. Uh, to be added to uh, to the series, and I think it's really funny that Monica Rial, the voice actor in the English dub who who voices her, either voices Lollies or Bulma, and in this series she basically voices Lolly Bulma. That's true. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was really funny, uh, and I, I really like that character a lot uh, in the series, and I think it's really funny <laughs> the uh, legal Lolly lines that keep. <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh. How, how did they do the, um, at the very beginning when they were at that conference? Did they actually Which, have her do do Japanese? Yes. Which so, was a translator? Um, what happened is, is he's speaking in English. Yeah. She's speaking in Japanese over oh, him. So they, or, right? And then, and then what happens is midway through it, it flips to her just being in English and he's also in English and it, it worked really well. Like I was actually really wondering how it went in, in the Japanese version. Cause in the was, Japanese he, version, he, was, he was speaking English. English the entire time. Almost. Right. Right. But he, he was so, speaking, he did speak uh, Japanese, but it was like kind of like broken up. Broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's funny. It's also funny to me. I love how um, whenever you look at anime uh, because people have, so first of all, Japanese people don't look like what a lot of people think they look like based on um, anime. Not not on anime, but based oh. on like movies and stuff that we had seen growing up. Like yeah. when there was that thing growing up where nobody in anime looks Japanese, right? But in actuality, um, if you look at modern Japan and not like characters in Godzilla movies and stuff, um, <laughs> People do very like their skin is much lighter than you expect because they're they built up a society that that is so computer based and and everybody's inside a lot of the time and everything. Um, their skin's a lot lighter. It's almost Caucasian light. You know, it just has a different tint to it. Um, and uh, and truthfully, a lot of actual living Japanese people in Japan look like like it, it's not a betrayal uh, of okay. of their caricature right when they do the anime right mm -hmm. so um but what's funny is that when you watch it in the u.s you can see 
them you it they don't necessarily need to be uh japanese when you look at them like when you're watching a show in english it doesn't need to click for you that the characters are all japanese other than their names right but what's funny is that every time they animate american characters whenever they like go to america or they have an american character there's a, such a distinctly different way that they draw them um uh, that is so american <laughs> and uh the guy the guy that uh, the blonde haired guy his mannerisms are like the like yep this is what the japanese think of all americans right uh yeah. there's an old saying uh in japan they used to think that uh um because they don't speak english so their observation of americans is that we burst out into laughter at, at any given moment and it's because we're talking to each other lively telling jokes and stuff that they aren't getting and then we're like ha ha you know everybody starts laughing so to the yeah. japanese they just see little bits of conversation and then ha 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 big bo bo like booming yeah. laughter yeah. and stuff so it's just it's just funny to see how they how they translate that um, and how uh, the the very subtle differences in how like when when Okabe goes to customs and whatnot, how they draw the Western uh, people in Steins Gate compared to uh, the Asian court, uh, counterparts. Yeah, back to your that uh, you know American character design, Japanese uh -huh. characters. You really need to watch Blood Blockade Battlefront. Okay, you really <laughs> do. You really do. That's the one with the uh, the Arnold uh, and Dan the twins yes, uh, movie yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to. I've got it. Yeah, and then I, oh, actually, oh no, we have to save that for our podcast that will be titled Bloodbath and Beyond. Yeah, yeah. For the for the second if, season, if we have, hopefully we have a podcast yeah. by then. Well, we'll. I'll have to revive it at that point, at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you you really. I mean, you're you're gonna love that show to death. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. Knowing knowing you, you will absolutely love that show. Pieces. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then uh, let's see. So what else happens in a, a lot of Steins Gate Zero? So when I watched Steins Gate, and um, it, the show felt like it was watching itself. Yeah, you know, like I a lot of times when I'm watching shows, I'm really fatigued getting through it. A, a lot of times because I'm trying to get work done, and Talk about an awful podcast for, for what's going on financially with my family right now, needing to get as much work done as humanly possible to have to get through so many episodes. <laughs> but um, like this is just – I'm glad I've already seen um, uh, Higurashi. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so so getting through this, um, I, I effortlessly got through the first season of Steins Gate. Getting through Steins Gate Zero was a little bit more of a chore – um, perhaps though, only because I needed to watch it more, um, while my son was at school. Uh, so during the daytime with my wife, um, rather than at night when my kids were asleep, um, because my wife had already seen Steins Gate. So it was easy. I could go, she could fall she asleep while I was watching it, you know, and I could get, I could get further into, um, like if she fell asleep during an episode, I could end on that episode, but I still finished it. And I filled her in the next day, like, Oh, by the way, in case you forgot, this is where it got to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was easier. Um, but then doing it during the daytime where it's like, it's more crucial that she doesn't miss something because she hasn't watched Steins Gate Zero yet. Um, that might've been what contributed, but what I'm getting at is that while Steins Gate effortlessly it watched itself, Steins Gate Zero, I felt, um, a, like there were a couple parts in it where like three or four episodes would go by. And I'm just like, I had a hard time, um, focusing on it and staying engaged and whatnot. Um, and I think it's, I think they're just, they're doing too much with um, Coggery. Coggery seems like it, uh, it seems like there's no way this wouldn't have come up in Steinsgate, the original. Right. 
right? Um, and yeah, then, and then the reveal of the villain is like, this was so obvious. And it's his driving force behind doing it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. About future me came up with this brilliant plan. So I'm going to destroy the time machine. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like why? Like, I don't see the logic in your, uh, <laughs> I don't see the logic in it. And like, this guy is like this, like, um, uh, Dr. Mendela, uh, Mengele, uh, sort of like Hitler, scientist mk ultra sort of uh brainwasher right and he's been sending people like that's another thing they haven't really addressed actually in uh is that if cern develops an actual time machine and they're ruling the world with it shouldn't the past start to get affected anyway don't you think do you think it's weird that Suzaha gets sent back in time by a time machine daru builds but cern isn't sending people or robots or something back in time uh, a la Terminator to uh, to either stop her from stopping them or something Just else. Don't you go go kill them while they're children. Well, they'd have to be aware of who was even getting sent back and what they were sure. doing when they were but going I'm, and all that stuff. So there's like a lot of there's a lot of specific so we, we details. Could, we could missing. distance it. We could distance it from the main characters. Maybe maybe they're off the grid somehow and they don't know enough about them and everything. But you would think that CERN if they rule the world because they have a time machine, don't you think that they would be going back in time and changing history in order to like, I don't know, um, steal something important that later becomes, you know, research that becomes the atomic bomb. I, I don't know something. You'd think that they would be doing things that would alter the present timeline of the show. It seems like you wouldn't be able to take over the world in such a short amount of time, unless and this is the thing. See, it's the idea that um, that you would be able to know who the targets are going to be preemptively in a war. And then you could go back in time and, and uh, basically know your opponent's moves ahead of time, right? That, that's the major thing that would benefit you with owning a time machine, right? But um, the thing about nuclear war is that the targets are always going to be missile silos. Right, the the they have this thing called uh, MAD, mutually assured destruction. That doesn't mean that your entire country is destroyed. There's not even enough um, nuclear weapons to carpet bomb an entire country. We don't. That's it's a completely fictitious thing. Like we have this idea from watching Bugs Bunny that if like a, a nuke landed on Texas, that Texas would just be gone. But in actuality, the vast majority of nuclear weapons we have in the world are hydrogen bombs, and they have a blast radius of only like five miles. Right, so one could go off you know, 50 miles from here. I could hear it. I could see it. Uh, but I could live, uh, as long as I'm, um, not downwind from the, from the radiation. Um, I, it probably wouldn't affect me other than like, you know, routes, uh, of vehicles starting to get congested and, and obviously emergency stuff all happening, but my health, my home would be largely okay. And it, it could in a matter of years get fixed up. Right. And in fact, a lot of the bombs that they build are designed not to destroy infrastructure. Right. Because then you can't take over. Like, there's no point in taking over something if you're going to destroy their infrastructure. You know, if you if you destroy a town, uh, you want to vaporize the people in it, but you don't want to ruin uh, the subway systems and all, all these things. Right. So anyway. Um, but uh, but the thing is that um, it's actually the reason why we haven't had uh, nuclear war is because it's 
advantageous to be the one who gets attacked first in that scenario. Because what happens is somebody, um, they don't, suitcase nukes are different, right? Terrorist type things would be different. But in an actual country to country war, um, it's advantageous to be the one striked first because what happens is, is that you, your strategic nukes are sent at missile silos. You want to destroy military bases and missile silos to cripple the military, not destroy the civilians. Right, because that's going to be its own shit show once once everything hits the fan and people start attacking each other on the street. Right, but um, but you send out the nuke to that missile silo. Guess what? Everybody at that missile silo, as soon as you launch that nuke, they know it's coming to them. They launch all of their nukes and get out of dodge before your nuke even hits it. So your nuke doesn't even destroy any nukes. They've already sent them on all your missile silos, and then your missile silos return as those ones are coming and it, it just, it's in a blink of an eye. As soon as a nuke is launched, that's how things play out. And it's advantageous to be the one fired on first because you get to retaliate to the strike and not lose the nukes um, that are being sent your way. Right. So it's actually more advantageous. You can do more um, critical strikes that way uh, to go, to be the one attacked first and you have the moral high ground. Uh, uh, so other yeah. nations will, uh, um, will, will be on your side rather than on the side of the aggressor. Anyway, so um, uh, in the in the Steinsgate thing with CERN, even if you have this this time travel, it just it seems unrealistic to me that CERN is able to take over the world so quickly. Um, so I'm hoping that in the future, at some point, they will uh, um, address how that happened. You know, and they've got like the um, the drones with the mini guns and everything on them too, which is a whole Orwellian nightmare. But um, so but- I- I've got a couple Good. points because like you've addressed like three things in the, we, you know, but like, first off, I'm going to say like how CERN took over. It's like, it is possible. They've already made all the changes. Like yeah. who's to say they haven't already gone and changed things in their favor to begin with. And now they have no reason to, because they, I don't think they're even aware that somebody's back in time trying to fix things anyways, but that would be so uh, funny. If it's like, yeah, that's why Switzerland was neutral during World War II. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of some of the earlier points you made, uh, firstly, I guess I have a question. Uh, you said that you've already watched Higurashi. Does that mean you guys are doing a Higurashi podcast or something? Higurashi season one is next podcast. Seasons two and three, which season three is only like six episodes. Um, pod- podcast after that. Oh, can I, uh, can I join in on the Higurashi ones? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Because I just rewatched uh, it. Sure. <laughs> Okay, but um, and then like as far as the whole watch is might be more of a you thing because I didn't really have a problem with it. In fact, I had to hold myself back from watching more because oh, wow. it's like I needed to pace things out because with Steinsgate Zero, I find that it's it's hard to stop. And it, as dumb as it sounds, I think what it has to do with is like it, I know this sounds dumb. It's the opening. Like, I, I know this was like a joke we made earlier, but it's like. The way the opening plays out is that it, like every single time I watch the show, I'm like, okay, well, I want to watch the opening at the very least because it's just like yeah. I don't know, it's 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 oh, an odd opening. It's yeah. really like more. Like, Are you talking about the original Steinsgate or the new one? Uh, the new okay. one. Uh, I yeah. like both of them, but it's like what I'll usually do is I'll like after I finish the episode, I'll go to YouTube and watch the opening, and then I'll be like, oh man, but I got to find out what happens next. You know, then I won't watch this opening. You know, might as well just yeah. go into the episode. You know, watch so, the next one. Watching you triggered something. 
The new opening? I hate the new opening, personally. I, I hate to really. I, I, I did not care for either opening, to be honest. So the original opening, oh. I mean, it's important. I, I like the original opening, and you know how they have that, that scene where, like, uh, the one that sh- that really shows it off the best is with Kurisu, where you see her and there's, like, ghost images of her, like, in a line. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Let me let me see if I can. Yeah, I know it. what you're talking about. That, she, like, that puts scene, her head back and then just... Yeah, she puts her head back and there's like a ghost line. That is actually depicting what John Teeter in in real life described time travel being like. He said it's like um, in a barbershop how they have a mirror on both sides. And you look in the mirror and you can see infinity, right? Of that back and forth, back and forth. And you standing in between them, you see yourself going on for infinity. He said that when he, when you go in back in time that you step into a corridor where you from all these other world lines are there doing the exact same thing. And you all basically step into the next world line or something like that. That's, that's how he described it in one of his, uh, one of his logs or whatever. Yeah. Like the opening for both of them. Um, I like the original a little better, but I think like, firstly, I just like the actual song quite a bit, but there's a lot of stuff I like from the opening visually speaking, specifically one of my favorite shots is the one where like, you have Okabe running after Kurisu, and when he gets to her, she just completely disappears, and the world falls yeah. falls apart. Like I'm a sucker for that kind of imagery where it's just like the mo- like it's just hopeless. Like yeah. no matter what he does, so, it's not going to help. Yeah, I it's like, like the it's also a, a depiction of his mental state throughout the yeah. series because the entire time, no matter what he says, he he's like the entire time he re- he's just thinking about how he regrets his actions, about how he messed up and didn't save her. Right. And and in case we didn't clarify uh, to anybody who hasn't watched either of these shows and is watching this, um, the reason why things are like this in Steins Gate Zero is because Steins Gate Zero takes place between episodes 23 and 24 of the original Steins Gate in a world line where he is unable to save Kurisu. So what's going to happen basically is that um, it in episode 24 of Steins Gate, uh, he gets a message from his future self that tells him how to fix the world lines. And in this storyline, he doesn't get that message because he hasn't figured it out yet. So theoretically, at the end of this series, he's going to figure it out and send that message that'll then combine the two series together. Yeah. Just in case anybody uh, didn't get, catch that. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it yet. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just expecting that's what's yeah. going to happen. We have one episode and then one OVA episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, I also want to bring mention to like, one part of the series that hit me a lot harder because... Um, I know it sounds really dumb, but I actually never really caught on to the uh, the romantic implications for uh, Mayuri. I never actually thought she loved Okabe. I always assumed it was just kind of like, oh yeah, they're just really good friends. Yeah. Um, because she never, like, she was never obvious about it. And so right. when it gets to that point in the series where she finally admits it, and she's like, yeah, I've loved him the entire time. It was one of those things where it's like, oh geez, I feel a lot fucking worse now. Well, <laughs> actually, I think. Uh... What is it? Yeah, the Orihime Hikaboshi. That's it's the story of star-crossed lovers. This story is actually that they can only meet once every millennia or something like that. I thought it was like seven seven years. I don't know what I'm just saying. Like it's it's actually like it's poetic that she's using that terminology because it actually yeah seventh lunar the seventh day. July uh, so 7th. The festival is, is celebrated the seventh day of the seventh lunar month, which is July 7th in the modern calendar. Yeah. But they, yeah, it's every year. 
It's every year. Well, that's where the festival is. But, well, no, um, no, that, that's when like you can see both stars. I think. Oh, okay. So yeah. So anyway, the thing is that uh, I, I think it's I I I think that you're right. I don't think that they make it expressly romantic in the first season, but I also think that it is. Um, it's one of those things where if where her seeing the effect of time travel and everything, which to her all happens pretty much immediately uh, in those last couple episodes of season one. And then the entirety of season two um, is that seeing that and having, having the closeness of just even being, because remember she talks about how she used to just go to the lab and they wouldn't even talk. They would just hang out there for a couple hours. Like she'd just read a book and they would be together. Right. That, that proximity, that closeness, um, I think masked her real feelings until it was gone. Right. So that's, that's kind of how I view it is that once, once he fell apart emotionally from the strain of everything that happened, that, um, her heart aches for the fact that he is, uh, he's going through something she can't help him through. And it's starting to manifest, uh, in these actual, it's not even, I wouldn't even necessarily call it romantic, although I do think that's what it is, but it's, 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 uh, it's a love that is, um, more selfless love rather than like, Hey, I want to be with you and let's make babies kind of love. You know what I mean? Like, which is still romantic love. I'm just saying that, that this is like, this is the, uh, soulmate kind of relationship rather than the, uh, you know, Hey, I'm in love with this person. I've fallen in love with you kind of love. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, and then, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet, probably the best thing that's happened in, uh, season two, Sergeant clean, when Remind you, me. Nye. Uh, I when they, what that was about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, little Nye. And what did oh, she call oh, him? Okay. Snuggle Bear or something? <laughs> that was, that was that interesting. Was, that was awesome. I love that bit when that, when that came out. So I was like, the whole time I'm, I, I've been like, you know, I, I don't trust Mr. Braun, right? And I, I think it's yeah. foolish of them to, to remain in that area right um and then when i showed up as sergeant clean that that cracked me up so bad i kind of forgave the, <laughs> the plot hole yeah. <laughs> i even remember seeing that and going back and remembering her making breakfast in that episode of <laughs> season one it's like breaks your heart that this <laughs> girl does these things <sighs> what so, does she uh, call what does she call daru uh, crap i can't Mr. Snuggle Bear or something like that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna kind of, you know, come around to what we were talking about like a while ago in the stream, uh, and how you asked what everybody's favorite characters were, and you said you liked Suzuha the best. And I think it's funny, because it's because of this season that I actually don't like her as much. Because at yeah. the beginning of the, the season, she's just kind of a dick. Like, yeah. like she doesn't seem to understand what Okabe's been through, so she's just kind of an asshole to him the entire time. And it's like, okay, I, I guess I'm in a, an advantage or I'm in an advantageous position because I've seen all of what he's gone through yeah. too. But like, you're being unnecessarily mean in a situation where it's very clear that something is wrong, and you just don't care because you're, you're you're you basically. She was a little too selfish at the beginning, and she still kind of remains that way throughout the show. In my well, eyes, I think that. Um... 
Suzuha has been through far worse than Okabe has. Okabe fell in love with Kurisu, and it it sucks that he went through that stuff and is not able to be with her. But Suzuha's mom was mowed down by a, a drone. A drone. She is trying to prevent World War III, which kills like 7 billion people or whatever. I think you said like 5.6 or 5.7, I think is 5.7 billion people, right? And there's like 8 billion people on the planet, you know? So that's like a 90% reduction, which, by the way, is part of the conspiracy thing of the Georgia Guidestones. This is another thing that that they're taking from. Um, But uh, but yeah, so this is a... she she has a much much bigger mission than than Okabe, uh, and sure it'd be great if you could save this one person that you're moping over. But in actuality, we're trying to save 5.7 billion people. I think is I think is I, I think it's uh, it makes sense why she's impatient and acting the way she is. The thing, although I will agree with you, I don't think that. She's behaving in ways that is, I like her less in season two, um, but it's also just stuff like Kagari makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me why you brought Kagari back. Makes no sense to me why we didn't hear about it until until now. Yeah. Makes no sense to me that you went back in time, left her there, went forward in time. You know, like it, it makes no yeah. sense. You yeah. Know? Um, and then also, like- good. Oh, I was gonna say. So I understand what you're saying. Like, obviously, there's more at stake. It's just kind of she. she it's not difficult to read the signs. Like, it's obvious that there's something. Like, he's fucked over right now. Like, emotionally, yeah. he's fucked over. And instead of trying to fix that or like trying to help, she just gets really mean about shit and threatens him at several points. Which is like, that's not really the right. the yeah, thing you should be doing. At points, you know, yeah, and it, but yeah. so it's like to me, it uh, feels like she's acting immature at times, and that's why it pisses me off because it's like, okay, yeah. yes, you have a very big mission, but that doesn't mean that you should just entirely dismiss this whole thing because if you don't yeah. fix him, it's gonna, it, it's gonna, everything's gonna just go wrong anyways. Yeah. So you know, and it, it does beg the question. Um, so Mayuri died. During all the times where um, where they use the phone wave to uh, mm-hmm. to change the past and whatnot, or him even going back in time at the phone wave or whatever, right? Um, but mm-hmm. when you actually physically go back in time using the time machine, it makes a duplicate of you because you actually enter the other world line while still having the you from that world line there. So that's why he was he potentially could have run into himself yeah. when he was trying to save Kurisu, right? So if you take Mayuri to the other world line, there will there will technically be a duplicate of her. So um she'll technically survive. <laughs> it's just that one of her is going to die. <laughs> you know it's actually true, but <laughs> so the uh. one the one that is getting in the time machine in the part where you've left off technically will live if if they make it through, like yeah, it'll, she'll circumvent the the thing, but it still causes her, the other her to die there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she's also yeah. going to have to lay low for quite a chunk of time until the events take place. But yeah. you it, know, it also kind of feels like I have a like Steinsgate Zero, which in Japan they aired the OVA that's a retelling of Episode Twenty Three, where the yeah. ending is different, 
right? They aired Which that doesn't... like before the game, the Science Gate Zero game even came out. Okay, so so they set people up for that. Yeah. In in Japan, in the U.S., we didn't get that. Yep. And it really sucks having watched Okabe literally find out that he's the reason Kurusu died right. by stabbing her accidentally when he tried to save her from her dad. And then, first of all, the whole time I'm watching the first time I'm thinking to myself, okay, come on. This is a printout of her thing. This is obviously not the only copy, right, of her time travel thesis, you know? Um, I, so that whole laptop thing, I'm glad that they brought that up in Steins Gate Zero. But anyway, um, so he, in the first one, he goes through that, and it's, it wrecks him when he realizes that he killed her. But he still picks himself up with the pep talk of, from himself in the future. Picks well, himself and also up, pep talk from the I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm just saying that there was something out extemporaneous from that scenario that also helped him get the nerve to do it is that somebody gave him the solution so maybe maybe that makes sense but what I'm saying is that we watch him in the first season pick pick himself back up and go back at it and get stabbed reach into his stomach pull out a bunch of blood and fake like he does all this stuff that makes him I don't want to call him a badass but he does some pretty intense shit in season 1 in season 2 he looks like a little fuckboy because he's he won't get over it he's a sad scientist yeah we just we watched him do some incredible things that anybody put in that situation would have a really yeah. hard time getting through. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you will Stop get payoff. You yeah. will get payoff. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I will. I'm just I, saying I, that, I would I'm, love to talk to you after you finish Steins yeah. Gate Zero. I, I'm just saying that, that it's, uh, it's hard on the audience and it sucks that, that in Japan, they've got that OVA that, is not on Crunchyroll as like Steins Gate episode zero of Steins Gate Zero, right? Like they, they don't I have that there. In the Funimation release, I hope to if God we get don't, that. If we don't, I might boycott the release. That's such that's such a crucial element to right. the show. Actually, so I'm gonna know I have not watched said OVA. I just made assumptions basically based on context clues yeah. what have happened. Uh, which which is fine. Yeah, but I, I just I just think that um, a lot of people, especially if you like, because you rewatched the original Steins Gate before going into Steins Gate Zero, correct? Right. Uh, no, I started Steins Gate Zero and then I went back halfway into Steins Gate Zero and watched Steins Gate. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to say that um, depending on, because Steins Gate originally came out in 2010. So if you had watched I it was that 11. Uh, in Japan, it was 2010, right? I don't know. Whatever. It was a long time ago. Yeah. If you watched it back then and then came to Steins Gate Zero, yeah. like it, I I don't think it would be easy for you to put uh, two and two together without the bridge. Yeah, Divide by Zero came out in twenty fifteen. Especially because of this. And because of yeah, April two thousand eleven to September two thousand eleven for yeah. the original. 2011 to 2015, and then to 2018. Yeah, I, and then yeah. the movie was in like 2013, I think. I watched Steins Gate for the first time like last year. I just decided to rewatch it again because it was really good. That's like <laughs> so. Uh, it was still fresh enough in my mind when I watched Zero, where I was like, "Oh yeah, so he must have just screwed up because otherwise, there's yeah. no reason they'd be in the the death timeline." Yeah, it's <laughs> but, just it's just weird to have gone from the movie. 
back to her being gone, you know? Yeah. If you don't know. Yeah, I guess so. You don't have that transition. Here. You don't have yeah. that transition. Right. If I remember right, they did include the Zero OVA in the in a Blu-ray box set in Japan, so there is uh, reason for Funimation to get it. So I I think we'll have it. We should yeah, have it. I, and I, I think it would be easy for them to redub because how much is actually different in that episode? Uh, is it just the ending? Or do they change other stuff too? I, I, have, I've, I watched it when it first came out. <laughs> okay, so, so you wouldn't even remember? Like three years ago. So it's, okay. it, I just remember like Mayor, like uh, it was mentioned in like Mayor, instead of slapping him, says, hasn't he done enough? Kind of yeah. thing. Like you were saying that he didn't get that that uh, the pep video. Talk. Okay, I see. What I you're think saying. I think he did get it, but I could be wrong. But I just right. remember, like Mayor, she mentioned it in the show, like he's done enough. You know, how, yeah. is it was it her fault that she's in that Okabe is in this rut? I've drank like seven waters, so I'm gonna have you guys keep talking and take a leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it for three hours. Get back here. Oh yeah, I I haven't been here for that long, so I can't really complain. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny because it's like a lot of people probably watched Steins Gate when it first came out, but I was super fucking late to the party, so I was making all these jokes that people had made five years prior. Um, but it's yeah. like it was shocking to me how it actually lived up to the hype, and then it's yeah. like it's shocking to me upon rewatching how I'm like I'm just as invested as I was the first time I watched it, which is kind of crazy because usually when you rewatch something, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is the... It has, it has you know, the entire time watchability I'm... to it. Yeah, there's also a lot of little neat things where I'm like, oh yeah, dude, you know, now that I'm yeah. paying attention, now that I know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah. You have know, you ever I'm... seen Bacchano? Uh, I have not yet. That's on oh, my list dude. to watch soon. That is like so rewatchable. I've seen yeah. it like... 15, like, not 15, but you know what I mean. And that even on, amazing. like, the fourth time, I, I, I still had aha moments. So, um, <laughs> when it comes to Steins Gate, just, I, I picked up Steins Gate because Lou Talks Anime was tweeting about it, and it's like, I had heard chatter of people talking about it, but I had never watched it, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought it, and I watched it with my wife, I loved it, and what's weird is that, like, I, it blew me away, because I was there during the John Teeter stuff on the internet. Okay. I was in those chats, like reading these messages and being totally hooked on it. You know, I, I know all the shit that people say about CERN and all that. Cause like I said, I like to know why people believe the different conspiracy theories they believe mm-hmm. and where, where they start to diverge from the reality of, of what's realistically probably happening. And this was totally amazing because all the stuff about the, the IBM, uh, 5100 the, the stuff about needing that in order to because of the code that it was pre-basic and was able to actually um, use a computing language that could communicate with the large all that stuff is in john teeter's original messages mm-hmm. like they lifted that directly from that so when i was when i was watching the show i i've i was probably more hooked into this show the first time i watched it than any other show i've ever watched just because it was pushing all the right buttons for my for my childhood and nostalgia and all the stuff that i had um experienced growing up that um, i can't even begin to tell you how much yeah when uh, i first when i first watched this uh, back in 2011 i I got part one 
and then waited for part two to come out so I could watch it all together, which thank God I did. Yeah. And I literally watched the first, like, the reason I even bought it was I watched, like, the first half of episode one. Like, mm-hmm. how they had the, the opening in the middle of the episode, and I just stopped it right there, and I was like, yeah, this is a, totally for me. But anyway, when I finally got down to watch it, after episode two, I literally stopped it, or paused paused the DVD, got on the computer, and sat there for, like, four hours looking up John Teeter stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is so interesting. Like, I've never had that happen before. Like something in the show would draw me out of it to, to help me enhance my viewing of the show. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I got to episode 12 and then that night I had to go and watch, uh, see the Hobbit movie in theaters. I was like, I don't want to go see the Hobbit movie. I want to go see (laughs) it. I continue. (laughs) So (laughs) they're in the theaters like, what the fuck happened? I don't care. I've read the book. I don't need to see the Hobbit movie. I'm like, come on. See, for me, it was like it, Stein's getting me really tick a lot of the right boxes because of those conspiracy things, but I wasn't even aware they were real. I always just really I liked the idea of this like long-term, long-running conspiracy of all these different crazy things linking up. And so it's like when you told me the John Titer stuff was like a real thing, I was immediately like, whoa, what? The funny yeah. thing is after this, I'm probably going to go in and seriously research this. <laughs> I look to forward to your video on the subject. Just in Google Hangouts. It is. It is absolutely perfect for a video, and I look forward to it. Oh. The uh, That image I showed you of his um, time machine, that looks so much like it's off the set of, like, uh, Terminator. <laughs> like, back in the 80s, kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It so yeah. looks like that. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of images. Um and it's great. Like stuff that he predicted was uh, he predicted a civil war in America that he predicted would um, break out into violence in, I think, 2010, um, which obviously didn't happen. But I mean, we're things aren't looking so yeah. good right now. <laughs> I mean, we so have had we have right. had civil war in, in bursts at like Berkeley and whatnot with uh, Antifa and everything. But um, but not to the degree that he described it. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing is when I was reading through the Wikipedia article, since that was the easiest thing to read very quickly, mm-hmm. it was mentioning all this stuff about like, oh, a bunch of civil unrest resulting in a civil war. And when it said it was the 2004 election that started it, I'm like, it feels like if you delayed that by a certain number of years, it's really applicable now. Yeah. Because we are heading in that direction where it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we do actually start a civil war for real at this point, considering the uh, the great state things are in right now. Uh, and I'm not insulting like any specific, I mean like people and how they act towards each other. Not like, I don't really, yeah. I'm not going to get into politics, but you know. Um, and so it's just like, it's really interesting because what, like you could argue then, what if what he was saying was true, but because he said all this stuff on the internet, it right. pushed things back. Right. Just the mere, the mere, well, what's one of the craziest things that he said was that he mentioned that CERN, uh, was able to create black holes. And then a couple days later, uh, CERN basically said, uh, yeah, we we're trying to create black holes or something like that. You know, like they actually like in all the stuff that just to keep, keep people from trying to dig into them, that it prompted them to to put out the, the, some, some quote unquote information so that people would stop digging. 
so just just for the record, like I said, I like to know why people believe the things that they believe. There's a there's a phenomenon going on right now that people call QAnon, that is supposed to be some sort of psyop from uh, from what they call white hats in the government um, who are trying to prevent civil war and basically um, reestablish the republic of of America. Um, because America is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. It's a form of democracy, but it's limited by, uh, it's constrained by constitution so that it's not mob rule, which is what democracy actually is. So anyway, there's this, there's this thing called QAnon and they, they put these cryptic messages on 4chan uh, and they seem to be predicting things that are, that are happening and they're pointing people's direction. It almost seems to me like John Teeter was that like, it's, it's a, a phenomenon created to divert attention to specific things uh, and then um, utilize because, uh, okay, let me, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, you know how you ever see those, uh, those things where um, nature has this weird scalable aspect to it, where for instance, you'll look at um, like, they'll have images of ants, right? And they're, they have this like ants walking, um, and they walk, you know, one a row on the right, another row coming back on the left, and then they'll juxtapose that to streets, right, of cars driving mm-hmm. by, and they'll have like the synapses in the brain, and they'll they'll relate that to like trees and how they grow, and like how it's there's yeah. this connectivity to to yeah. these certain shapes and stuff. The internet is is a giant brain. Mm-hmm. We behave mm-hmm. on the internet. We are those synapses in the brain of this electronic possibly artificial intelligent uh brain right so um i think that what this stuff is is actually it's an intentional stimulus to try to um create changes in the real world through stimuli through the internet which i think was a test with john teeter which this is from the perspective of he's not a time travel. This was all bullshit. It was a uh, a hoax that was perpetrated possibly by government intelligence in order to see what people believe and, and using intelligence that they know and predictive things that they expect to happen based on geopolitical things with Russia, with um, the state of the United States, maybe even things that were planned that in social engineering that they wanted anyway, that, that they were putting out there in John Teeter's messages uh, in order to gauge our reaction to it during early internet when it was a much smaller sample size. Right. And now we've got QAnon, which may or may not be the same phenomenon happening. um, That is happening on a much bigger scale with even more people, a huge sample size on the internet. uh, And this could be a very similar thing. And it's, it's uh, the question is going to come down to, um, uh, who like is the person or entity or artificial intelligence or whatever it is that's that's putting out these drops? Are they uh, beneficial to mankind or are they malicious? Right, that's that's what it's all going to come down to at, at the end. It's just very fascinating to see um, how the internet creates these things, and and even if it is like LARPing, like John Teeter could just be a LARP, could be a guy doing what they call live action role play. That's what a lot of people think Q is. I don't know. Um, I'm not on one side or the other. I just he, look at the, just uh, one tuny. yeah, I just look at, I, I just look at what, what, uh, each person is, um, 
uh, is saying about it and just uh, how, because it, what it is is that people, we aggregate knowledge together um, and the ideas that seem most plausible are the ones that people run with, right? And then it, it's just, an, it's an amazing thing to watch people put together these things. Um, but uh, I just, I think it's very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I, I think that Q is the John Teeter of 2018, right? Um, not, not the same person, but it's the same phenomenon occurring again in a different way. Um, and I, I, I look forward to the, to the anime that gets made off of this in the future. Um, and it's also funny because at channel on science gate is 4chan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're even using that. Yeah. That made me laugh when it was like, Oh, I know exactly what website they're talking about. Yeah. The second they mentioned it, I'm like, Oh, boy. I mean, it might be, it might be two chan, which is the Japanese 4chan because 4chan is well, the yeah, American. The... Uh, well, it's version. like the same deal though. It's it's the same exact thing. It's just that it's Moot in America created 4chan off of 2chan, and it, it's it's literally the exact. There's tons of Japanese users who, by the way, those guys are on it with the zingers. So when they speak English, that there are some hilarious posts on 4chan um, when somebody will say something, and the Japanese users always come in with these zingers that I just can't even believe. Uh, they crack me up so good. But um, but yeah, it's, it's just funny to see all these things that are um, relevant, you know, in, in coming into Steinsgate. The, but like I said, that that elite speak would have t- totally taken me out of it in the in the sub. Anyway, it didn't guys- bother me, but it's because it, like it's it's an article of the time, you know, something that's like, oh yeah, that is yeah. that is the kind of thing that you would see on the internet. Back then, I remember like, like people, me and my friends have started using like a lot of those words from the early internet or like the the mid 2000s, like pwned and shit like that, ironically, because it's just like, it's, it is part of the time period, but it's just funny to look back on and Leet Speak was a similar thing. But I don't know anybody who used Leet Speak in verbal communication is the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but they're probably were people like it is like an in-joke thing in groups you know what i mean it is the cringiest thing ever when you actually hear somebody do it by the way i'm referring to the i was gonna get back to this about the opening the thing i hate about the uh the second opening is the final line in it where it says there is no god wonderful new world because it seems so it seems so like um teenage angsty line written in there every time i hear it and it's the only line i hear when i'm skipping the opening (laughs) because i skip 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 to that line it's like oh see like i'll agree with you on that i i hate that line as well it's really dumb but uh i don't usually let like one singular thing that's really weird bother me um it's just kind of like it's just like okay yeah this is kind of angsty but i like the rest of the song i like the rest of the opening so i'll just kind of deal with the stupid ending yeah, well, like you said, I like the visuals of it, um, like with him running after Crusoe and then her disappearing as he goes to embrace her and all stuff. I like the visuals. And um, the song I don't think is as strong as the first season, but it's that last line because I hear it so often every time I go through that seems completely disconnected from the show is what bothers me about yeah. it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to go from like a philosophical perspective of God is dead and whatever we're making a new world without him kind of thing, it's like that's fine if it matches with the show, you know. But it just yeah. seems so out of place, and it's just like, yeah, my my punk thirteen year old atheist self throwing a line at God, take that non existent being, kind of <laughs> like that's just yeah. what it seems like. And I'm like, I groan at it every time. One one thing I did kind of like about the first one is how well they also did it with the second one. They used a different part of the song in, a, in the later episodes 
Like, yeah, like the, they did the, the, they did the yeah. change in the halfway point in zero, but they didn't do the change until like was that twenty one, twenty two in the original? Well, yeah, in Steins Eight Zero I've noticed the opening and the ending. Well yeah, the ending is a lot. A lot. Well, yeah, like not yeah. not just not just how the I, I mean like literally stuff changes about and I, I turn to my wife and is this a new opening? Should we not skip this? I, this seems different. And I just keep because like, 'cause they're 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 switching stuff around a little bit. Yeah. They're playing with you, you know, yeah. with it. I, I love the first the first series ending. I love oh, that song. Dude, oh my gosh. It's like it, it fits the tone of the later part of the series so well. So oh, when you're first watching, so you're like, okay, what you're like what is this? Why is this so dark? But by the time it you like especially in episode like in the episode where it just shows like the the just like Myri dying over and over. Yeah, this, the song fits uh, yeah. so well. It yeah. gave me a chill when I first saw that. Even at the end of episode twelve, like when she first dies and had that that drum and piano that that's like that just yeah. fits so perfectly with it yeah but uh i'm, I'm going to the first opening because there were a couple shots i really liked so the first one i like is when it like the open like right when it opens it opens on like a shot of carisu's eye and then immediately pans out and you realize it's just amadeus it's like the ai yeah. mm-hmm. i think yeah. it's kind of like a oh yeah oh that's kind of a like a, yeah. a much more sad thing we realize but my like another one of my favorite real like one of the more interesting parts is later you see Mayuri in the middle of like a snowstorm and uh, the way they position it where she's just like not moving or doing anything. It looks like she's quote unquote trapped in time, you know, like the, like she was in the original series and the, the lines even allude to that. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it just hmm. not only fits the original series to where in, in Stein's Gear where they're kind of just stuck in this, like, you know, like Okabe's just kind of depressed. He's not, able to move on from the loss. Mayuri's not willing to make a change. She just kind of allows this to continue. So I feel like it's fitting for both parts of the series. And that's kind of why I like a lot of the shots in the second opening is that it feels like it can fit both sides, like both parts of the show, which is kind of nice. Again, like moving on the, the first opening for science gate zero is so well done showing like, there's a lot more to it than for over the second opening. Or the mm-hmm. second ending. I mean, with that just the stupid spinning phone. Yeah. I mean that that second that first ending you're starting totally. to, you know, feels Whenever. like it could be a, an opening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. It's really good. That that's such a good and I really wish they would have kept that one for the entire series instead of changing it. Yeah. yeah. It sucks when they have like a really good opening or ending in a show, and then like halfway and they change it, and it's just like, oh, come like, on! Like seeing, like seeing the 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 pen and the phone stuck in the ground, with accompanied by the uh, the riffing and the guitar, the guitar riffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a good image. I mean, I fell in love with that when I first saw it. So my favorite example of them, like somebody completely shitting the bed in terms of like changing out an opening or ending is in uh, the show Future Diary, where they have like the first opening is one of my absolute favorite openings of all time. And then they cut to the second one and it's this horrible English like garbage opening that's just like the worst thing ever. And it reuses visuals, but they don't fit the, the second opening. And it's just like, what the, what are you doing? You know, it's like, and that's how it felt with Steins Gate Zero with the second ending, where it's just like, oh, come on, you had such a good thing going, and you just 
threw it in the garbage. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That that might actually be the re- one of the reasons why that line "there is no god" thing cr- makes me cringe hard because it's in English. Oh yeah, right? anything so it's, like, it's like it's that added little bit of of look what I can do. I'm uh, screw you, God, and I'm gonna do it in English. It sounds so cool, you know. It sounds yeah. sophisticated speaking this English. Yeah. Yeah, the English in general is really hard for me to get behind in anime openings, and the only time I think I've ever accepted it is like and like not had it feel weird is in the dragon ball super open or like the second opening or whatever uh where it's just like get oh okay well doesn't like oh wait what is that the get ready instant transmission one um i don't think that's the name of it it's like this the <laughs> second opening is like it, it's the one for the tournament oh, survival oh, arc, i thought you, like, i thought you said i thought you said ending sorry no, 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 no. I mean, like, the, the second opening. It's, like, that's the only time where I've accepted English because, like, they have two different lines. One of them I couldn't even tell was in English until way later. And the second one is just literally them saying Dragon Ball Supers. It's, like, okay, that's the name. I'm, I'm, I'll accept that. What do you think of the Black Lagoon opening? Um, I have not ever – I haven't heard that because I haven't even watched Black Lagoon yet. Oh, Black, Black Lagoon's opening is simultaneously incredibly cringy but also at the same time like super cool. <laughs> it's like a, this really weird phenomenon where it – at the same time of being just completely cringy. That's the the one that's like – um, how, what's the – she says, I want to bang you or something in it. Like what'd she say? Uh, oh, no, that's – oh, Christ. It, let me let me look up the lyrics to it. I have a big gun. I took it from my lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, By the way, I just want to mention just an opening you. that it, yeah. I feel like is really out of place for some reason. Uh, you, either of you ever watched Dead Man Wonderland? Yes. Oh my god, I, I love that song. I'll be honest, dude. That opening is so weird because when I first heard it, I'm like, did somebody just take some random rock song and and put it on this? Because this doesn't. This isn't Japanese. This is like a real. Genuine Just English song. I have a big gun. Yeah. I took it from... These are all in English, by the way, in the Black Lagoon opening. I have a big gun. I took it from my lord. Sick with justice. I just want to feel you. I'm your angel. Only a ring away. You make me violate you, no matter who you are. Like, they, <laughs> they don't make any sense. Like, as you keep what going... Yeah. But it's great. Queen of Ocean, sing the Volga to you. No need to think about it. You do it or you die. <laughs> oh my! God. Those aren't tears. Don't let it trick on you. <laughs> I'm as hard as steel. Get out of my way. Pay <laughs> 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 back all at once. Suck away the tender part. <laughs> I think this is the full one. This isn't actually in the opening. This is, this is the non the non ninety second version. Oh man. Um, yeah. Dig the course like it down on your knees. Give it yeah. a dedication. Oh, yeah. you guys shooting. Yeah, get down on your knees. Get a good head on your shoulders. Uh, if it's for you guys, go to the end of the earth. Do what you think. Give it with dedication. I'll put uh, you out of your misery. I'll put out your misery. <laughs> yeah. What? I'll put it out, yeah. it, it's catchy in a way that you wish it wasn't because of how bad the English is. <laughs> anyway. uh, you, you gotta so you were that. talking about Dead Man Wonderland, though. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the opening for Dead Man Wonderland. It, it like it 
pretty much think of like a two thousands rock song, and it, it's in English, but it sounds like English, like a real genuine yeah. English speaker right. sang it. Well, that's the and difference so between really English weird. and English. In- English is is English spoken with a thick Japanese accent. And getting yeah. it re- really wrong. Um, you need to watch uh, Beck in Japanese. That that one has such great English because um, the main character in Beck, or not the main character, but one of the main characters has a lisp. And I've never heard anybody with a lisp speak Japanese. Oh, uh, and, and all the English in that show is so good. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know I if watched... I could ever go back and watch that in Japanese. The dub is really phenomenal. Oh, is it? I watched, I, I watched it in Japanese. I, I'm glad to hear that because I'd like to rewatch it sometime. The, the, they dubbed all the songs. It's probably my favorite Greg Ayers uh, performance. They actually dubbed the songs? Yeah. See, the reason I watched it in Japanese that's, is because I knew it was an, a show about music and I didn't think they were going to dub the songs. Yeah, that's, that's like, amazing. The biggest played about the song, the, about Beck, I mean, I gave it, I think I personally gave it like a 10 out of 10 because I binged it in a day. Wow. Um, People were complaining that you can't find the songs in the the English yeah. dub song. They they want the English dub songs in the MP3 file. Yeah, they did a phenomenal job on the dub. Like even the songs <laughs> are absolutely all phenomenal. That 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 makes you almost forgive the uh, that makes you almost forgive the uh, the box set looking like an amp like the most cliched uh i mean they they kind of started the cliche with that but i got the the, the re-release save edition okay. that they took they had to take the beck off the title so, oh yeah because because of beck <laughs> like four releases down the line 10 years later practically and they finally had to take off beck that's like, funny really i'm so, scrolling yeah, show through my oh yeah sweets i'm oh, sorry I'm just saying oh. I'm looking for the I'm looking for the tweet where I first found out about Steinsgate. Oh, okay. I'm um, gonna I'm add it to gonna the, say, the I watched, anyway. Go I watched like one show that I remember with like serious English. And uh it was a show called Kinero Mosaic. It was like a slice of life. And uh if I remember correctly, the whole thing was these two girls come from like England to Japan to take you know to do school there. And one of my favorite things is one of the girls has this prolonged, like minute long scene where she's speaking in English, but it's like, it's so bad. It, it is like, they don't understand how to pronounce things. They don't know how to pace the words out. They don't know how any of the syllables are. So it's just like the weirdest thing where she's just like, I got back to my home and I was so scared. I got home and it was like, and it's just like, she just keeps going and going and going and going. I can't, I had to read the subtitles to understand mm. what she was saying. Yeah. It was that bad. that show was i don't even think it was that great being real but i watched it because i we found some weird video where it was called like what was it i think it was just desu 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 and it was just like a 10 hour long like thing where it was just like they placed different quotes from the anime over uh super mario galaxy 2's um what was the name of the one of the the levels in Super Mario Galaxy Two that's a remake of a Super Mario sixty four level. They just like you, no no, Galaxy. They used that music as the background and then just had that, and it was so fucking catchy that I, I legitimately had to just see what the anime was about just to just to get it because I, I kept going back to that video. <laughs> I think realistically, the only acceptable English or the most acceptable English is the Unlimited Blade Works, um, line. 
just just the chant in the original <laughs> 06. I, don't, I haven't watched the other ones, but the original 06 Face Day Night when Archer does the Unlimited Blade Works thing. It's like it's like the coolest moment in the whole I, show. I am the blade of my sword. I am the bone of my oh, sword. Yeah, I am the bone of my sword. <laughs> I want to say JoJo's uh, has acceptable anchors. Oh yeah, freaking JoJo! Yes. Like, oh, my oh my god. god. <laughs> but JoJo, yeah. I personally, I think JoJo um, is worth watching in English because I, I will fight anybody on this. That they claim that that Warner Brothers destroyed that show with the dub. I think that that dub is the only way you could actually make something as real, ridiculous as the uh, as the anime. The the salt I mean. Have you? How much? Have you only seen just the, the season one? I've seen um, the season, first set. I've I've seen the first set, and I also have seen the one with Jotaro that was released way back in like two thousand. Oh, okay, that one. Okay, so you haven't seen the newer Stardust Crusaders set. Okay, Old Man Joseph is a joy, an absolute, <laughs> an absolute joy in Japanese. Old, I mean, just there's a there's a like a ten minute YouTube video of just him speaking English, and it is such a joy to watch that in the show. <laughs> I I mean, I cannot I cannot emphasize that enough. Old Man Joseph is so much fun. I, I've heard his I've heard those videos you're talking about. Like I know what you're talking about. Uh, but coincidentally, I, I, you know, I'm scrolling through looking for the tweet where I first bought Steinsgate and everything, and I just happened to got to the part where we uh, were a duo, and I watched uh, the Netflix Death Note, and I just got to this image where I told you to use this as your thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I completely, I didn't even remember you sent me that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I never feel any different about it than I felt the first time. <laughs> That's funny because because the video the video that we did together, you seem to have very different opinions than the opinions on your channel. <laughs> well, yeah. So the thing is, like when I when I went back and made the video, I was being a little harsher because I was looking at it from a different perspective. Right. Um, like the most recent one, especially, it was more like, okay, let's look at this as a Death Note experience. Like, how does it fare? And I thought it was a real, like, it's not a good Death Note film, but it's like its own thing. I don't think it's that bad. It's just kind yeah, of all it, right. It's also, it's kind and, of like we talked about earlier about the difference between the first impressions versus the review, you know? Yeah. Is that when you also, come off of it, like, it was a fun ride, but it's not Death Note, as we discussed in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say that they announced the sequel, and I am looking forward to the sequel. Like, I am. I know a lot of people aren't. But I'm going to watch it. I hope they take it in a completely different direction this time. Like, I don't want to have anything related yeah. beyond, obviously, the characters still exist. I, but, like, I, I think like, that would I, be Yeah, I think they need to stop relying on the original source material because clearly that did not work. Let's, like, let's, let's see what an American Death Note can be when they don't have to be tied to the original. Like, I, I thought it would have been better if they just straight up not named the characters Light and L. Just yeah. like gone in a completely different direction because there's so many things you could have done with the Death Note where they just didn't. They yeah. just like, oh, let's just kind of use the original plot but then make it our own. It's like, nah, you should have yeah. just made something original. Yeah. But, uh, I, lost, I lost my uh, 
I, I retweeted something from from years ago, and now I lost my spot <laughs> scrolling. Through. Oh no! <laughs> it was a it was a picture of the guy from Welcome to the to the Ballroom, but it was photoshopped into a bathroom. I said, "Welcome to the bathroom." I just tweeted it. And after <laughs> you... <laughs> what a what a perfect thing to lose your spot over. Yeah, <laughs> I think FDDM's Mal profile picture is one of that with the yeah. character. It's uh in in the um. When he comments on the chat, look at the chat. You can see his, it's the. Uh, he's not that far up. He's like, I don't know, 10, uh, 8 up from the bottom, 9. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't think I, it might be the same image. I can't click on it. To, I'm going to see if I can. Uh, how do you search via website? Like, search, is it quote, not quotes? How do you search site? Is it site colon Twitter? No clue. By the way, real quick, either of you two watched Black Butler? I've seen all of Black Butler. Okay, so like, except for the except for Book of the Atlantic, actually. So, do you actually like it? Because I've watched through like most of it, and I still don't like it at all. Like, there are elements I think are good, but it's like it's just boring. It's a uh, pederastic Fujoshi bait. Season one is garbage. Well, I, no. well, season season one has like one or two good things about it. Season two is pretty bad. Season three is phenomenal. a lot good, better. Yeah. 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 Season three actually is worth seeing. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's yeah. like the only thing I've really liked so far besides like the opening, obviously <laughs> is in the ending, uh, which is actually really, really cool. But um is is sebastian like he's the only care like the only character i'm consistently interested in because i just can't get a fucking read on him like i don't understand are you watching it in japanese or in english uh in japanese why j michael tatum is phenomenal should i should i have watched it he's the voice of yep like because i've been watching he does a phenomenal english accent he does he does a phenomenal english accent yeah, I like I like doing whenever a show takes place outside of Japan. I usually like to watch it in English, especially if it takes place in England, like that show does. Yeah. Um, because I think it adds more to the experience when the uh, when the characters aren't doing like Japanese mannerisms and Japanese, you know, houses and stuff. Like you know, they're not like, doing that stuff when they're speaking with an English accent. I want to hear it with the English accent. I, I think it, I think it really adds a lot to the experience. I think. The, watching the English dub would probably help you a lot there. Well, I didn't have much of a choice because I've been watching it on Crunchyroll, and my only uh, other option is to go to Kiss Anime. And for some reason, people seem to have some weird stigma around Kiss Anime. And I'm going to just say that, like, to be frank, I pay for Crunchyroll, and it's not nearly as good of a service. It's just because, like, Crunchyroll's fucking kind of garbage. Like, half the time, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to crap out in the middle of an episode for no reason. You have to open the app back up. Or sometimes it won't even open. Like, there are a couple episodes where I've had to go search. Like, I had to watch um, Code Geass. One of the episodes, I had to go to the Funimation site to watch it, like, with ads. Because Crunchyroll would just not play this specific episode, no matter what I did. Whereas Kiss Anime, I can type in anything I want and watch it. Like, um, Nausicaa, which I had to do for the anthology. I did not buy that. I didn't watch it in Crunchyroll. I just watched it on Kiss Anime because I looked it up immediately. I found the dub, which is what I was going to watch because I can't stand Ghibli movies subbed. They're boring. And they're, like, they're well, I guess it's Ghibli, but... yeah, it, yeah, well, and so it's yeah, it's Natsuka is part of uh, Ghibli. 
isn't it? it like it, it, yeah. I've been well, told it's it Ghibli before Ghibli. Yeah, it was like oh, was it? Yeah, it was pre Ghibli, but it's basically the same stuff went into Ghibli. So it's yeah, but you know, it's like I know it ticks a lot of people off when when you mention it, but it's like I'm sorry, but Kiss Anime offers a better service than Crunchyroll, and I pay for Crunchyroll. The, okay. Yeah, the dif- the difference being that one of them is a legit site, even though Crunchyroll used to be a pirate site, um, and one of them is a is a pirate site. You know, uh, but I, like, I, I, will, I, know. I will agree with you, and I I actually said this in a, a previous. Um, podcast we were talking about this uh there's a service called annie uta that i think crunchyroll now owns or something like that there's a package you can get uh, a crunchyroll special package that comes with a subscription at something called annie uta it's a it's basically spotify but for anime music and i i was saying that there's no way this is going to be successful because the alternative is so much better and so much more convenient you're not going to get people to start paying for it when you can just go on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. when you can get them easily. Right. So I was saying that uh, the way that you beat a, a, a site that like a piracy site is, uh, is to make the paid alternative more convenient. Right. And Crunchyroll, yeah. which I don't use by the way, because I either watch stuff uh, that I own or whatever. Um, Crunchyroll has not done a good job uh, at all making things um, oh. worth your time, you know? Yes. Here's a here's a good point as to why I don't like Crunchyroll. Bakemonogatari is missing several episodes and is in 480p on Crunchyroll. It's not on Kiss Anime. You can watch the entire thing in HD on Kiss Anime. The, so, the, problem, though, the problem though is that Kiss Anime has um the streaming quality is not often that good. Like, like it looks it has banding issues and whatnot. Well, like, yeah, it does look a little worse, but it's like in my eyes, for example, if I'm going to watch an anime, you know, especially if I'm going to watch it dubbed, that's my option because Crunchyroll doesn't have things dubbed. If I'm going to watch certain shows like Clannad, that's my only option because Crunchyroll doesn't have Clannad. You know, like there's a lot of things Crunchyroll doesn't have. And then convenience wise, it's like you'd think, oh, your phone is way more convenient. But the problem is, is half the time, either they're missing shit or there's there's some problem with it or there's just like weird shit with how the app works on my phone where it's just like kind of glitchy and then you might say well use your pc and it's like no Crunchyroll's fucking horrible on the pc for me for some yeah. reason like the the streams just don't load correctly and so like it do you, freezes do you or... have do you have the plugin for chrome that lets you view it in html5 no i don't <laughs> that make I, i've heard that makes all the difference in the world yeah, well, that's the thing. I shouldn't have to download that. I, I agree. Know, we've we've discussed this on the podcast about how awful they are about it. Yeah, and so it's just like it pisses me off because there there are a lot of people in the in the AniTube community specifically that will shit on anybody that uses these illegal sites. And it's like, okay, I I pay for this firstly, so I am supporting it. But I'm sorry, like I pay for this and then go to Kiss Anime still sometimes because okay, well, it is. Well, you- no, just so you know that if you try to use that excuse with anybody else, it won't work. And here's why. When you pay for the subscription, they give out your monthly subscription payment based on what shows you actually watch. Oh, so no, I if do you watch don't actually watch the show on it, then it's not going back to Japan. I'm just letting you know. Well, no, that's fair. Like I do watch stuff on it. But the thing is, in my eyes, it's just stupid because – I'm going to use whatever is the most convenient and the cheapest in my eyes. And yeah. the fact that I'm even paying for Crunchyroll is impressive because before I would just watch it with ads, but I just got fucking sick of it. Yeah. But it's like, 
I'm just tired of all these people just basement turning up their nose to people that watch on Kiss Anime because it's like, dude, you're supporting an inferior service. Like, you why do you think Mother's Basement does better. that? He gets he works for Crunchyroll. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know, but I'm he saying though, like, if you, yeah, you know, it's like if you're getting offended by people saying it's better, then you should push push Crunchyroll to be better, yes, so that I, I don't want to go to Kiss Anime. I agree because that's, it, that's like, what I see. If Crunchyroll, yeah. Yeah, if Crunchyroll was way better, I would want to be there more often because Kisanime has its own problems. Like, there's obviously the streaming quality issue, but it's like I had to download an extension to get rid of some of the bullshit fucking stuff the yeah. site does. And it's like I've heard that you can apparently get porn ads now too, so that's great. But <laughs> I haven't seen those. I've just, But it's like there are inconveniences with it too. But the thing is, is because I can access any anime I want at any time, it's like, okay, well, this is still a better service and Crunchyroll still has all these bugs and all the stupid stuff it does and it's just like okay well I don't know why it, like you can defend legal streaming and you can say that it's technically bad to pirate it like to pirate anime but regardless you should be pushing for services to be better because it, like a, a good example of something lately since I'm in the, the Nintendo community the Nintendo Switch Online thing just started and people are throwing a hissy fit about it of course because we have to pay for online now and there's mm-hmm. people that are like, oh, well, it's fine because it's only $20. And it's like, no, they're not offering enough for their service. You should not accept this if you don't think it's good enough, regardless of the price. You should push it to be better so that every – for like at least right now, most people are just mad because really all they're offering is like cloud saves. And you can play a selection of like 20 NES games, which I, I know you're partial to older consoles. But for me, NES games are like the dark ages. Like, there are a couple really good NES games, and then it's like, oh, I, I can play, like, what, what, like, tennis on the NES. Wow, what a what a great deal. You know, it's yeah. like, like, even the original Zelda, I've argued, is aged really poorly in a lot of ways. So it's like, the you know, I, will, I want... Meaning the one yeah. that is on NES, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like, I want to push them to be better because I want to, like, if you know, I want a better online service. And by the same logic, Crunchyroll should be better because if I'm paying for this, I want it to be, like, I want to get the best service possible. Right. I, I, I don't think you're wrong, you know. Um, I I just, we've, we've made this point on the podcast already that if you're going to, uh, if you're going to... Um, make a service if you want people to not pirate something or if you're going to claim that they're wrong for going to it which i mean it's technically illegal to to uh to pirate things right but if you want to uh if you want people to not be doing that you have to give them a reason to like you have to do it better than than the cheaper easier more convenient alternative and it's crazy it really is crazy that kiss anime has so much stuff and is so much more convenient and it's got the dub and the sub and you know, like that they actually get the OVAs and all, all that stuff. It's crazy. Obviously they can do that because they, they're not paying for it, obviously. But um, you would think that if people were paying uh, because you don't have to pay to use that service, that if people were paying you, uh, i.e. Crunchyroll, that you would be focused on doing better things. Right. And this is obviously why the whole high guardian spice um, thing oh became such a huge, uh, thing with with people being upset about it and you know i even said um long before this happened we talked on uh on uh the podcast when they announced that they had sent a hundred million dollars back to japan and i my response was that's it like this seems kind of low for how long this service has been out there you know what i mean 
Like yeah. it, it for all the shows they have and everything, um, which by the way is not a whole lot. I've got double what they have just in my collection, you know. Oh yeah. Um, know. But uh, but it just seems like they would have they would have by now actually, you know, gotten um, uh, things to. You you think that they would have already been able to get the. Uh, um, well, they, they would have gone higher in terms of how much they sent back and that they would have improved their platform. Again, it's a platform yeah. I don't even use in terms of their streaming. I use the site all the time for the news and everything, but um, uh, for the podcast, but um, I just, I don't think that, I don't think they, they, they've got no room to complain right now. And obviously yeah. I, I think that the people who, people like Mother's Basement, for Never World, any of those people um, who are um, sponsored by Crunchyroll, can't, obviously- can't talk shit about it. Obviously, they're they're going to try to get you to use it because, and I, not only are they going to try to get you to use it, they're going to try to get you to use their uh, their join code so that they get yeah. you know a stipend and all that, you know. So, yeah. you use code, code your hashtag or slash mother basement for two free weeks. Yeah, hang on, I gotta. Yeah. Look you know, I also want to point out, um, sp- well, like, firstly, yeah, that is bullshit, because it's like half of them are straight up sponsored by Crunchyroll, and I'm not, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, the, the thing that, like, really gets me is that they just, like, they don't offer dubs at all. And I know it sounds dumb, but it's like, so... One day, I, I was just like, I really wanted to rewatch Haruhi because it's one of my favorite. It's one of the first anime, animes I watched. Anime, I can't, you know, that I watched. And so I'm like, oh, Crunchyroll has Haruhi. I was really shocked by that. So I click on the first episode, and, and oh, yeah, it's sucked. And I, maybe you feel differently, but I feel like subbed Haruhi is not fun. Like, it's not I've, I've funny. I've only seen it and I agree. The dub is absolutely I mean, The Disappearance yeah, of Haruhi like, Suzumiya is probably my favorite anime movie of all time. So, yeah. Dude, I you're like- the only on that. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're the first person I've ever heard, heard that said the same thing. Because I say that, and then people give me shit. Because they're like, oh, why isn't it Princess Mononoke or your name or something? And it's like, dude, no. The Disappearance of Haruhi the Suzumiya. The Disappearance of Haruhi, that, that left me in the same place. Like, I felt... Comp- and, I mean... That movie, I mean, you know, made shit. I mean, we made shit about it with the uh, the disappearance of Okabe Suzumiya. I mean, like, you know, parallels and that, but. Well, I, that I only movie. did that because it wasn't as good. Because yeah. it was doing the same thing, but not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's like. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I missed the perfect opportunity to announce that this demonetized podcast is not brought to you by Crunchyroll. It is brought to you by the viewers and people willing to. Uh, Fund us on Patreon and and whatnot like that. So if you enjoy this discussion and the and the podcast, uh, please consider. You know, if we if we provide value in your life, please consider uh, giving back to us in that way. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's just funny because like I'm friends with Mister Nice Guy and like it, you know the anime collector is kind of aware of the you know that like Nice Guy has this really huge affinity for anime films but specifically doesn't seem to like the disappearance of Haruhi. So anytime I mention it he's at all, trolling. He, he's trolling everybody. He hates, uh, he hates kill Annie just because he's trolling everybody with it. Oh, I know. But it's like, he'll constantly get after me. And I like, what made me laugh was when I did a, you know, when I finally like 
did the Nausicaa thing. All I said was, yeah, I liked Nausicaa. Like, you know, I thought it was pretty good. And he's like, I finally got him to say that he liked an anime film besides Nos- or besides Haruhi. And it's like, firstly, that's not true. I like several other anime films. I liked Howl's Moving Castle. I liked Spirited Away. I liked Your Name. But the thing is, none, even Nausicaa, like, none of them get close to matching Haruhi because I just, like, I feel like the benefit it has is it's working off of already pre-established characters. Um, with any anime film, you, they got to introduce you to the characters so then you can get attached to them. Whereas, like, yeah. with Haruhi, it's like, you already know all of them. You already get it, and you're already attached. So then the film could just... Touch. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, he actually argued that's worse because somebody can't jump right into that film and enjoy it. But I think that's, like, that's a weird way of looking at it because it's like, okay, well, why does that matter? Like, you're not going to... I didn't even like the show. I didn't even like yeah. the show. And that movie is so amazing that it made me want to go back and rewatch the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I it's like, like with I the dis- the show. So and uh, I also found oh, the you watched it. I did. I watched you it. You watched it subbed? I Dude, watched it no. because my friend, my friend back long before it got brought over here, bought the bootleg of it, the Malaysian bootleg. Oh, uh, and we watched it that way. Christopher so made that show. Dude, please, please, if you rewatch it, please. When re-watch I rewatch it, it, I'll definitely watch it dubbed. I don't remember if I watched the um, the movie dubbed or not. I think I did. Crispin Freeman, it was great. Show, man. You like you lose the impact when you watch it subbed because I've watched it both ways the whole way through, and mm-hmm. watching it subbed, it's this just dry, like boring. Like the characters are way more annoying, way less likable. It's like. I don't know what happened in the transition, but the dub brought it from the show that I would have just thought was kind of passable to a show that I like, I love. And it like, I, I, it's kind of sad to hear that you had to watch it subbed first. Cause I feel like that, that would paint your, you would automatically not like it as much just because of that. Yeah. So I found the tweets uh, from Lou and uh, I added them to the moment just for posterity's sake. I watched the show in 2017 around may uh no probably june because uh because i was buying it and at the end of may um and actually i got it right here i completed it june 16th so anyway um and i also found this wonderful tweet from april 13th of this year where i said steinsgate is overtly based on real world conspiracy theories but they don't just pull them out at random and they stick to the thematically interesting ones. Rosafon is exhausting to decompile because it's all over the place. I was just going to say, was that worth doing the Rosafon podcast? It sure was. Because I tweeted that. I was replying to you. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know. I just... It's kind of interesting to hear that you watched Steins Gate for the first time recently as well, because that that means I wasn't alone. <laughs> I didn't even know about it. Like, I, I it it came out in two thousand eleven over here. Is that what you said? Or two thousand? Yeah. It came yeah, out so like se- September two thousand eleven and December two thousand eleven. Remember, I I've talked on the podcast about how I took a break from collecting during a time when um when my son was born and we moved back into my parents' house so I could we could be there when he was born. Like my my wife was pregnant. We moved back into my parents' house because my mom was dying of cancer. So that was that was um, around the time that I had stopped collecting for a while. So that uh, like, I, I wasn't I wasn't on top of what was coming out during that time. So that's that's why it went under my radar. Yeah. That was Kinda like sucks, my earlier stage of getting into anime. Yeah, I 
I knew about it pretty much right away because my first like real attempt to watch an anime was Higurashi. And of course, when you yeah. listen, when you're like, oh, what other good time travel anime? That's like one of the first ones that gets mentioned immediately. <laughs> what are you doing to me? She wants to take out the. Eh. Oh, by the way, are so you I'm... watching Heart or Higurashi dubbed or subbed? Um, I watched it uh, subbed the original way. Um, and the season two and three hasn't been uh, dubbed yet. Yeah, they weren't dubbed. So, so I'll probably watch it uh, subbed again. I, I think oh, I've yeah. heard that the dub is awful. It, oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's Have you ever seen... Well, we'll talk about this in the next podcast. But have you ever yeah, seen... I, I think the, I was just uh, Have you ever seen the uh, the four kids dub of... Uh, the video four kids dub of uh, Higurashi? Yes. Where yes, he's like, we're going to the fiesta. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they have to. They have to change. Like they, they jokingly made it like this is what it would be like if it was on four kids. So there's a scene where he gets he gets injected with the syringe, and since they can't show that on four kids, he's he's no, I'm lactose intolerant, and they're putting <laughs> they're injecting cheese into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've not seen the show myself, and. I probably won't because that kind of thing is not really up my alley. But the, cause I, I somehow I got shown a clip of the fingernail. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, and for sure. Like, Boy, that's a fun scene. No, no, no. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna say that like that's probably about the most like ugh, the show gets because most of it's a lot less like that. It's more just a, it's a psychological horror. <laughs> The, the, the stream is demonetized. I, so I was garbage. joking earlier when I said that it this demonetized podcast. Oh, <laughs> I hope it wasn't like must remonetized because of baby. Good job. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's so not obnoxious yeah. how YouTube works. So, um, but yeah, like so. I'm just saying that, like, don't judge the entire show based off that one scene because it's a lot less of that and a lot more of just like yeah, really so, subtle yeah. horror. Um, so it's like the fingernail scene, though, is oh boy, it's a fun thing to watch, you know. And I've rewatched the show several times, so I've seen that scene multiple times in multiple languages, and it's just it never gets any better. Like, you never fine. Like, it, it, like, I watched Ichi the Killer, uh, because he told me to, which is a <laughs> film that has a lot more torture stuff in it, and still, I feel like there wasn't much in that film that, uh, that hit me as hard as just that fingernail scene. And they show way less in that fingernail scene. I think, like, you know, probably the worst thing that impacted, like, I'm really not really into horror, the whole that kind of thing. The one scene in Ring in episode yeah. one where she pulls the chain out of herself. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where, where, yeah, I know what you're talking what, about. What, what it's attached to. I was like, I had to literally walk away from hey, my laptop because I go oh, ahead and uh, go ahead and refresh the uh, the the video thing and and check out the YouTube card. The, the YouTube chat. The, the YouTube card, dude. Dude, the, the freaking the that Ren scene was pretty rough, actually. Like it, it was that was really gross, and that was one of the earlier anime I watched, and so I just like we were seeing that and going, wow, that. That sounds really horrible, but I'm not actually sure if it is or not. <laughs> what am I supposed to refresh? Refresh. Go to the go to the actual video here. I'll post the link here. 
and and reef well if since you guys since we don't have any i don't think we have any viewers who are actually watching that aren't us right now because it's so late but uh go to the well, i'm not actually watching it so yeah so go to the link here and uh and uh and <laughs> check out the youtube card i added Link. I don't see what you're talking about. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe it didn't save. Hold on. Let me let me go to the link and I'll see if it if it's there. I'm on the uh, screen share. No, it's there. the the you The YouTube card is the little circle in the top right that has the little eye in it. Oh yeah. Um, From the anime collector. What do you think about podcasts? Oh, oh. It's a poll. Pretty good or the best ever? <laughs> um, hmm, I'm not going to ask a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, I'll add a third option. Oh, you added a third option? I'm, I'm adding one. <laughs> Let's see if I can. Ugh, man. I don't know. I still have two options. I just refreshed it, too. I'm, I'm adding it right now. Oh, you are. I can't say whether I really prefer the, the stream with or without him. The only thing is that, uh, <laughs> at least in the past discussions, uh, he's always been a lot more negative, and so it's always one of those things. He's going to so gonna watch this back. <laughs> but, yeah. He, he, the other day, well, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> The other day, um, yeah, I added the third one. Uh, the other day, he posted something in the group. He said, uh, um, "Podcast magic regarding the uh, the blood sea thing." And I literally just asked, "When did we talk about this on the podcast?" That's literally all I said. And he says, "Again with the negativity." And I'm like, "You're the one projecting that." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, like he's cool. I'm more just saying, like, whenever we had discussions in the past, I'm always just like, oh, this was it's, really cool. And then he complains he about goes, the anime, and I'm like, oh. He goes, um, it, he gets up at, like, 6 a.m., which, by the way, is even earlier because he's in central time. He goes to work, works the entire day, and then does the podcast until, like, 3 in the morning. So <laughs> you really can't blame him for well, that. But, like, I, I get like that. It's more than yeah. Anyway, we should uh, we should probably like, wrap things up. Yeah, I think it's just like because I'm really like positive about everything. Yeah. Like if I criticize something, it's usually a lot bigger of a problem than I make it out to be. But um, <laughs> you know, it's like I pretty much like everything, and so it's like when when people are a lot more negative, it's like oh no. I don't really know how to debate this because a lot of the time, my justification for liking it is I don't know. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And as always, I, and I'm not, I'm not attributing this to him in particular, but there's always those people who won't let you like things. Oh, you no, know? he's not one of those people, obviously. But... I know, I know. I'm just saying that there yeah, are those... people in fandoms that, that will, they're, they're literally just trolls. That's what they are. They're, they oh, won't yeah. let you like things. It's like what we were talking about, Mr. Nice Guy, when it comes to uh, Kyo Annie. It's like you're, he, he will shit on it repeatedly because he knows it gets a it gets a rise out of you, and you're not allowed to like things. You know, it's like yeah. that. Just people. Well, I, had one, I had one thing I wanted to mention it because now that we're beginning of the stream and we can talk about a relevant, not relevant stuff to the anime. I want to mention this. So, um, 
I follow Super Smash Brothers like to an insane degree to the point where I, I am aware of every single leak that pops up, whether it's just some text leak on 4chan, an image yeah. leak that looks real or just bullshit. Like I know everything. And um we just got a leak for a character that is like it's from a guy who pretty much it, it, like when he leaks something, it's always right. He's leaked almost every character we've gotten besides King K. Rule, I think. Like he's been, he was right about Ridley, which was crazy because nobody believed him. He was right about Simon Isabel potentially being like a completely new character, not just an Echo Fighter, like all this stuff. And uh, he just basically said that uh, Steve from Minecraft is probably one of the next character reveals. God, that would be so funny. Yeah. So, and it's funny seeing immediate reactions because because when he says it, like pretty much it's guaranteed. Like we know what's happening now, yeah. and everybody is so split on it because people, for some reason, it's such a divisive thing. And it's like I like Minecraft. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, everybody's already just like either like, oh, that's really cool, or oh, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to bring it up since I know that you actually like. That's one of the yeah. only recent games you played. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he's probably in the game. We knew that we were getting some kind of Minecraft content because he leaked that before, but he didn't know exactly what it was. But now that he said it's my, he, it's a playable character. It's like, yep, it's Steve's and Steve's and Smash. And why this excites me is he leaked somebody else out. Uh, he didn't say specifically who. He said it was a Square Enix rep. And um, okay. Square Enix is fucking horribly protective of their IP, so they're not going to let many characters get in. Cloud is yeah. the fact that he's in there is insane. Yeah, and why I'm excited is because the only character that they would like that would be easy to get that everybody's been asking for is a character named Gino from Super Mario from RPG. From Super Mario RPG, I know. Yeah, I know. and he's been one of my most wanted characters since Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and I had given up hope on him because I was just like he's too obscure. And now I'm just like the signs are all pointing to him. Please, that's please that's not a good him. argument though because if, think of how many characters were really obscure before they were in Smash Bros. Pit. Oh, like I I know all, all like, these characters like were really obscure. I know, but it's just one of those things where it's like you kind of resign yourself to being like, okay, yeah. well, this isn't happening. It's kind of like with King K. Rule, where for a while we're just like this isn't possible because he's not relevant. He's been dead for yeah. years, and ever since his announcement. I've just been like, please, please, if you're going to give us Ridley and you're going to give us King K. Rule, please give us Gino. That's like, yeah. if if I get Gino, they can I, add anything even, and I will be happy. I won't play it, but even if he's just a support character, I hope they put Boshi in there. Oh, yeah. The, freaking, yeah, the, the, the blue Yoshi with the shades. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. My guess, what though, is they, what they're what probably going to do put, is put Molly. Eight bit Mario. I don't think they would put Molo in. I don't think anybody cares about Molo. Well, it's just like to get the character. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, if we're getting Gino, we might as well just toss him in as an assist trophy. Yeah. Or like even as just a trophy or something in the game. But yeah, just to have like something just, else in there. Yeah. But people, like, people have I, been asking have, for Gino since like Smash Bros. Um, Melee, though. Yeah, so. I know. It just, the thing is, though, he was, it was so difficult because Square Enix just fucking terrible and you know he wasn't relevant so there are all these things against him and this is the first time where he legitimately has a chance and because of that i'm getting my hopes up way too high and inevitably if he's not announced i'm gonna be really sad yeah. <laughs> like i'm still excited i'm so happy at ridley because i really wanted him in and i did not think they would do it because sakurai said he couldn't happen but yeah now i'm just like please 
Gino. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to so, see what they would what they would do with him, that's for sure. It's just I don't I think it's funny too because people are just like, oh, nobody actually wants Gino. All these people are just on the bandwagon. Like specifically to people like me. And I was like, no, I played Mario RPG. I may be young, yeah. but I did play it. I got it on the Wii Virtual Console and I fell in love with that game. And ever since I've just wanted him in Smash. But it's been this pipe dream where I'm just like, it's never gonna happen, but it'd be awesome. And now it's just like, oh dude, it can. It might. <laughs> And it probably won't just to just to <laughs> mess with me. <laughs> All right. Well, with uh, that, I think we should wrap things up because I got to get this girl back down. Her birthday is in good. one week. One week exactly. Next well, happy Friday. early birthday. She'll be one year old. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. I know it's five and a half hours probably by now, but uh, uh, at yeah. least we're 4. not at the six. Four point nine. A little bit. Well, we, what time did we start? Like a. 10 minutes before 850 or so anyway, but uh, thank you guys for checking it out. And again, I just let you know, um, but yeah, 529. Yeah. Yeah. So funding for the podcast is, is going to become pretty crucial in the future. I thought we had more time, but some stuff happened this last week that, that set me back way further than I thought I was going to be. And uh, yeah, we're just in a, we're just in a tight spot. So I'm hoping we, we can recover, but um, it's just, unpredictably wiped all my chess pieces off the board kind of thing. So anyway, thank you guys again for watching and we'll see you not next week, but the week after we'll be watching um, uh, Higurashi season one. So we'll see you then. You said it.